Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hey, gang, Dave here. Just in addition to the show... I meant to do a review of Legion of Superheroes, the animated movie that just came out. I watched it literally just before we recorded last night and then realised I forgot to do my review. And Adam, the computer, uh, my colleague and friend on Legion Outpost, uh, also watched it and had a review. This is for the animated Legion of Superheroes movie um, that just got released. Um, uh, I'll give Adam's review first, then I'll give my thoughts. Um, So this is his review. Legion movie review. Pretty bad. The movie is called Legion of Superheroes, and yet maybe only five Legion characters seem to have anything to do at all. I read an interview where a producer stated this was used as an entry point for the Supergirl, which tell well, Supergirl, which tells me the Legion were never a priority and only window dressing. Much like the JLU episode, the story only really focuses on Supergirl and Brainiac Five. No real ambition here, or much world building for the Legion. Too bad. It was cool to see a number of Legionnaires shown on screen, but mostly um, a blink and you'll miss them. So that's his um, review. Uh, I'll give mine. Um, yes, 100%. Massively focused on Supergirl um, through that lens. Uh, I did like there was Legion p- people they put into the Academy, such as Bouncing Boy, such as Triplicate Girl, um, Phantom Girl, although she doesn't get much to do. Uh, who else was there? The arm fall-off guy. I don't even know who that guy is. Um, there was someone else that I'm forgetting that was a major player. Good to see Timberwolf as one of the mentors. They'd kind of aged him up a bit just to slightly make him look a bit less like Wolverine because obviously I believe they shed a fair bit of creative DNA. Um, anyway, uh, I actually didn't mind the movie I still feel the animation is very cheap. They've tarted it up a bit from Superman, Man of Tomorrow from a few years ago, but it's still a pretty basic level of animation that could be radically improved, and I would feel that should be improved. Uh, yes, the, the entire... Look, I like the Dark Circle. Um, I asked Adam about that. Um, there's a spoiler with Monel that I did not enjoy. Um, good to see Monel there, but I did not enjoy what they did with him. But the, the story was very unambitious. Yes, that is that is a very correct statement by Adam. At the same time, I did enjoy it, you know, and I did get a kick. Dawnstar uh, was what I was thinking of. Good to see Dawnstar. Good to see a lot of them. Um, unf- but, like, God, when I think of the Legion, the amount of characters that you saw kind of more just as holograms that had nothing to do, just tells me, why can't we just have a Legion movie that focuses on the Legion? Um, Supergirl's cool, but this was more of a Supergirl movie than anything else. Um, Yeah, uh, look, DC, once again, fumbling the ball. Uh, They call a movie Legion of Superheroes when really it's a Supergirl movie with some Legion stuff thrown in. Um, If this was a multi-parter, uh, and the next episode had all the Legionnaires come back because they're off-planet, I, I, I'd be a lot more happy. But for a Legion episode, we did it. 
excuse me, we didn't see um, Saturn Girl, we didn't see Cosmic Boy, we didn't see Lightning Lad, um, didn't see a whole lot of people uh, because so much time was spent on Supergirl. Um, probably unnecessarily so. Uh, anyway, overall, didn't hate it. I'd give it 6.5 out of 10. I'm probably being a slightly generous. Um, some of the animation looks great, or not great, looks good, but a lot of it looks cheap. Um, and that's a criticism I have towards a lot of the DC animated product over the last, say, five years, four or five years. Um, probably a slightly missed opportunity. Certainly I want more. Um, I don't really want more Supergirl. Um, you know, I'm not sitting here thinking, man, what I need is another Supergirl animated movie. No, give me Legion. Far more diverse and interesting cast. So many faces. Um, they've got stories to tell in themselves. Um, so that's the review, folks. Hope you enjoyed. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, the internet's premier comic book and comic book movie podcast. I'm Dave, episode 299. I'm here with Rich. Rich, how are you going? Not too bad. I like to think of us as the mm. pop culture sure. podcast. Yeah, pop culture. I think, I think sure. we branch out more than just comic books. Aliens? Aliens, man. I want to get... Regrettably, yes. I tell you what, like 299 episodes in, so far the only alien alien conspiracy theorist on the show has been me you know i want to get an expert on i want to find someone who's i mean someone's got to have gone to the tombs in in egypt what have they found in there you know i know they're still speculating about cleopatra but and i'm speculating there's aliens in her tomb but um i want to get someone who's been in those tombs rich i considering that we've been excavating mm. for nigh on like a hundred years mm. i think you need to give up man no way if anything i'm more focused than ever you kidding i mean you know i mean i, I don't know I, i'm pretty sure if aliens had a big part <laughs> in our they do. history and they whatever do. i'm pretty sure in a hundred years we would have found something. no way no way man a lot of it's in ancient times too rich you're forgetting you know it's not like it happened yesterday pal you know take a breather over there you're what thinking. You, what are you talking about? You're talking, talking about, about. You're talking about yesterday. I'm talking about like ancient times, my friend. Egypt. What do you mean? I'm Rome. About yesterday. I'm not talking. I didn't say in the. Lo- I said we've been excavating. We've been digging. We've been archaeology sure. for the last hundred years. We have okay. discovered so many things, mm. and yet we have not found one single solitary evidence. Not even a minute. Oh, evidence that, that you know about. That you know about. That you so know I think about. You need to hold your horses. That you know about, pal. You only know what the government's Listen, telling you. These, no, 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 no. <laughs> these people would not. You could not shut them up if these archaeologists found something. <laughs> they would risk their lives. Man, I want to. I want to get someone in there. I, I like so. I mean, can someone use Google and find an alien expert who's been in the pyramids? I've got a question, Ridge. And you, do you know much about pyramids? Like what you know? Because I don't know what's going on in there. Is it like, I always thought it was big, but it's actually small? Is that right? It's like little chambers? It's not like yeah. a huge tomb? No, it's, no, no, no. It's not some big open... That's what I thought as a kid. ...area or something like yeah. that. No. I, I thought as a kid it was... But then I saw a diagram once, and I was like, okay. Like, it's just kind of like little chambers through the rock... And then there's like a room where they have like the, you know, whatever you call the thing that you lock the mummy in. I don't know. Is it a mausoleum or whatever it is? You know, coffin, I guess. 
Um, well, they called it a chamber back in the day, like a burial chamber. Or... But is the room quite small? Like, how big is the room? Is it like no, a small not... office or? No, they're not. So, okay, so okay, so one thing you got to remember is the pyramids are basically solid. They they mm. are, are pretty much solid, right? It's mm. basically think of it like a lid on a hole in the ground, mm. right? Now, yes, you, they 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 sort of would have had some pathways, some passageways that that go through it. Sure, but it's one solid thing, and it's basically they to yeah to basically kind of be like a massive headstone on a on a tomb on a on a right. So it's decorative more than functional. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh god, yes, yes. Mm. No, it's 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 to show, I guess, maybe like. Your power doesn't or, like have offices in it or anything. You know what I mean? Like no, kind of the staff. I mean, as I said, there there might be some other little chambers um, uh, in and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, um, okay, I hear what you're saying. I don't think I don't think any of them were. Yeah, they were all like entombed, but I, I think they had like little rooms for like family members to visit. Like, it's weird to like describe it, but I mean. Imagine if you just sort of made tunnels. Like, think of it like a mine. Yeah, no, that's how I saw the picture of it that I saw. They were like mine tunnels, kind of almost. You yeah, yeah. crawl and through then, them. Yeah, and they might sort of, and at the bottom basically will be like, that's the tomb, and then you've got your entrance, and then, you know, there may be some, as I said, some chambers and stuff and all that where they keep things and, you know, maybe the history of the person, you know, like there's a, a room that sort of, tells you that information or whatever but I the mean, hieroglyphics and all that kind of stuff yeah but generally it's just basically a hole in the ground with a massive mm. on top of it is the way i've always looked at it okay i mean you're not as confident on the aliens kind of being constructing it that i as i am you know i think for i think a lot of people think they're hollow i think that's why people are like uh, i think there might just be some uninformed people who think that um <laughs> That it's it's hollow, like the pyramids are like, oh my god, it's hollow. It's these, and there's no ways they could have built it without help. And it's like, yeah, they're not hollow. They literally laid so much fucking brick. Well, they had all the slaves they, doing it. That's the that's the yeah. That's and then the once it was thing. built, that's when they'd basically, you know, once it's all built and cemented, that's basically when they'd start sort of, I think, building, uh, cutting out the chambers. So, right. So back in the day, here's what I don't understand. So imagine back in the day of whatever time it was, like 2000 BC or whenever the Egypt was really rolling, when they did the tomb, when they had put like Tutankhamun in this tomb, okay, was that it? Like no sort of uh, no entrance, no exit. Like it was just kind of like they closed it up and that was it. Or did Pete? Or uh, you know, was there thoroughfare? No. No, okay, well, I, look, I think all of them are a little bit different. Mm. There are, as I said, I've seen ones that have like a guest chamber in them and a bathroom and a and, and really? stuff and all that. And, That's the, for the aliens, you know, man. I, That's I for the aliens, they're, dude. They're the ones the aliens are visiting that have got the amenities. No, I think that was for the family and for the slaves who have to tend and keep yeah. the place, um, you know, looking nice because sure. it's, it's a pharaoh's it's a burial ground and all that. Uh, but... Um, the tombs, I believe, are, are, are sealed off. Like uh, right. the, the tombs are sealed, and then it's basically, as I said, it's just a glorified headstone mm. on top of it, which, which just has some rooms in it. As I said, for visiting family members, for showing off, mm. um, I guess, the life and the history of the person, and um, yeah. Uh, but again, they're all a bit different. Every, every pharaoh, mm. um, you know, had a different architect, I guess, and everyone wanted to put their own spin on it, or 
Mm. I know, maybe what they're the pharaohs. There's a lot of they're not all the same. They, there's they, a lot they, of communication on the internet about the aliens and the pyramids. The official line that they're going with right <laughs> now is they did not build it. That's the official line. You know, who's um, they did not build it. The official line of like Google and all that is that aliens did not build the pyramids. That's the official yeah, I, line. I, right I, now. I, can, I can believe that. Not me. Not me, pal. You're very gullible. Also. Mate, look. Do do yourself a favor. Actually, don't don't look at a far off picture of the pyramid that makes it look all smooth and whatever. Find a close up picture, and you can actually just see that it's just a bunch of bricks laid, sure, basically together. Like it's nothing. Like yes, it's impressive, and to that they laid that many bricks, but it's not like oh my god, how, you know. Yeah, no. How did they get these bricks in a weird? You know, I think some people, some people, uh, I've even seen wackadoos hypothesized that they were built from the top down with the help wow. of like alien technology oh like, i was like technology. how would that be possible like right with like a ship yeah but even still why would it you know like like let's just hypothetically say hypothetically let's say there was an alien overseer involved in constructing the pyramids well he's probably kind of some sort of an engineer and stuff and can map it out and you know i guarantee you he's still using all the slaves and stuff to do all the work but there's no reason that he would be doing it from top down You'd build the base, you know, oh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. No, no, but I'm just saying there's there's lots of weird and crazy um, hypotheses for what the pyramids. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm in it, man. I, I firmly believe that, like, if we really knew all the stuff about ancient Rome, it would blow our minds, you know? It would blow our minds. Seriously, we would be, like, stunned. You know, like, wow. Well, that's why I said, I guess that's why... I, look, and I've said on the show before, mm. I guess that's why I'm so opposed to... Um, the alien theory is because I'm one of those people. I actually think we were smarter back in the day. <laughs> like, right. um, because like people are smart now, but we've got like, so, uh, so many advanced tools sure. and which of sophisticated that it's almost easier to be smart now. But oh, back in those yeah. days where they did, they didn't have the things like, you know, to make it easy, they were still brilliant. They were still smart mm. and they still managed to accomplish things without our technology i, I don't know i i like to give the human more credit oh look life has been dumbed down for us as like you know consumerist slaves that we are now you know like we've we've yeah. got so many advantages to people from I mean, even like I mean, I, 50 but years my ago. point is this, this apps that can literally do my job for me like sure if i wanted to design a pyramid i could probably find some sort of program app that would help me like design planet so my point is like even a dumb person, it's, it's easy, or, or a layman's person, it's, it's even easy for them to be able to design or mm. or make something or do something like, you know, um, yeah, yeah there's the more information. The democratization of the information uh, process. Yeah, don't get me wrong, that's good. I don't yeah. have an issue with it. I'm not one of these people saying, oh, I lament the technology. I'm just saying, I I just hold people in the past with very high esteem and sure. I like to give them more credit that is wow. due them. Jeez, does that apply to me in the past? Like the me from a year ago? Do I get all the esteem? Oh, settle down, Dave. Well, I'm talking ancient times. I'm not talking yesterday. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, when did I have all this esteem? I don't remember it. Um, yeah, okay. Well, the jury's still out on the aliens. And look, if anyone's got any links to sort of like alien sort of conspiracy groups and truth groups on the internet and if you know someone if if a listener out there knows someone who's been in the pyramids who's seen it with their own eyes 
I'd love to get them on the show. Love to get them in the show. We'd go deep into it, man. Like, there's got to be those kind of guys, guys and gals out there who've, who've seen it and they've seen some things. They've seen the ships, Rich. You know what I mean? Wow. They claim to have seen something. Dude, all I can tell you is, I've mentioned it before on the show, playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where, um, I, you know, Ivor or whatever his name was, um, discovered the thing in America and, like, the he's on the wall and all the, all the holograms are coming up on the wall. And he was like, wow, this is too deep for me. This is intense. And, and I was like, yeah, that's a code, my friend, that you've just received. You know? That's the kind of thing that could be happening in real life, Rich. Can you imagine it? I can think imagine about, it. Think about it, man. Like, it. think about it, dude. Like, you're so locked in, thinking about 9 to 5, thinking about the grind. Yeah. There's a reason for that. To keep your mind off the real truth. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'll tell you right now, Dave, I'm not focused on the 9 to 5. My brain wanders, <laughs> so they're not doing a very good job. So. I love it. I love it, Rich. Uh, hey, look, um, we'll get Ray's opinions on the aliens and the pyramids. Maybe he's come up with some revelations. Ray travels pretty deep on the internet with all his buddies and stuff. Um, there's got to be some guys out there who are still searching for the truth, just like I am, man. Ever since the X-Files, I've been non-stop. Um, I, I, I like to think that you're not searching for the truth, you're just searching for the thing that supports your, uh, your theory. No, I'm supporting, I'm looking, no, dude, I'm looking for the hidden facts, man. Okay, but Dave, if you dismiss everything as lies, how do you know when you found the truth? Oh, well, that oh, the truth will be the thing that that acknowledges that my point of view is correct. No, oh, dude, shock horror! I want to see the fucking craft man with the dead aliens inside it. Like, um, what I want to see is basically that famous scene from Green Lantern with Abin Sir, like lying in the ship, that kind of thing. That's what I want to hey. see. Yeah, Abin Sir, man, like that scene. I believe it was Gil Kane drawing, wasn't it, Rich? And, it was indeed. and you know what? As I said, if if that day comes, you will get an apology from me. Good. But until then, you're just a fool. A fool? Are you a kidding? Fool. Fool a fool chasing cry. a pipe dream. Oh man, I'm 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 not even concerned about your kind of like you know comments there because the truth is out there, man. Like as we sit here, just to wrap this conversation up, as we sit here debating it, there are aliens out there in space, man. Whether or not they're they've visited this planet, like they're in the universe, dude. That's a different argument, Dave. That's a yeah. completely different. That's a but they're out there, man. Different topic. They're I out didn't there, say dude. they've been out there. I said you believe in that the aliens have been here yeah. and how some are involved in our history. That makes you a fool. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and I so hope you prove wrong. Like, like one of my main reasons, other than my natural curiosity, would to prove you wrong. That'll be one of my first pleasures. Like I will. Good luck to you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll be. I, I, I'm living for it. Um, there's a lot of news this week. A lot of stuff's going down. Um, I do want to say, Cindy Williams, an actress best remembered for her long-running TV role as Shirley opposite Penny Marshall at Laverne on the sitcom Laverne and Shirley, uh, died Jan 25 in Los Angeles. She was 75. Uh, fantastic show, uh, Laverne and Shirley. A key piece of my childhood. I, I caught pretty much every episode there was. Uh, it was a spin-off of Happy Days. Um, definitely had its own pace. Uh, do you ever see this show in South Africa, Rich? Ever get this one? Uh, yeah, I think we did, and obviously Happy Days as well. Yeah, man. And, um, like, uh, like it was repeats mostly for me, like, in the 80s. You know, they had, they had it on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our stuff was repeat stuff, not live. Not well, Vernon Shirley was a funny show. Like, it was a really funny show. And, um... Mm. 
Sad to, sad to see she's died and 75 years old, had a brief illness. Penny Marshall, obviously was a famous director afterwards, um, you know, she she passed away a few years ago, so they're both now passed away, so it's very sad. Um, but I was, I was, I tell you what, Laverne and Shirley has one of the best TV theme songs, actually. Really catchy thing. We're doing it our way, that song, we're doing it our way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel. Saddened to see it. Um, takes you back to childhood and watching those shows, you know, literally just huddle around the tube, a more innocent time. Um, big news, Rich. Uh, want to spend some time on this. Ian Redpath was immortalised in the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame, a very fine test opener from the 60s and 70s for Australia, highly respected by the chapels and uh, Australian cricket in general. Uh, averaged uh, about 44, Rich, played 66 tests. Um, Scored a lot of runs where it counted. Tough runs too. Went to South Africa. Went went to uh, India. Won in India was the only. I think only two Australian teams have won in India since maybe the Second World War or from the fifties at least. And he was in one of those teams. Really good player. I played right up until the World Series cricket. Um, have you ever heard of him, Rich Ian Redpath? Uh, he was a, he was a, he was an old school opener. Like he wasn't wasn't a graceful player. Uh, or uh, sorry, he was graceful, but he wasn't a fast scorer. He was a, the kind of opener that soaked up the bowling attack, and um, but he had a lot of shots as well. Before my time, wow, jeez, Ian Redpath, man. I mean, I, I, I'm just grateful to see them uh, like actually putting people in the Hall of Fame like this, though, because it's funny. And I'll mention this to Ray when he's on later. Ray and I recently did a, a sideshow episode. Um, for one of his Patreon things or something, and it was like we were selecting the teams to go to India and uh, India and England, but we were selecting like the best Australian squads from 1970 to 99, and then from 2000 to 2023, so two separate squads, you know, like the best of players, and I had Ian Redpath in there as the opener, as one of the openers in the 1970 squad, and I said to Ray, because I said he scored plenty of runs in India, in England, a uh, very tough player, uh, hard to dislodge. Um, you know, was a big part of the team in the seventies, and um, and Ray wasn't aware of him. And, and then uh, a few days later, it got announced he was put in the Hall of Fame. And I'm saying, was there? You know, did someone catch the show? You know, because I, I was laying out the stats, Rich. 
What That's fair. Yeah, I, I think so, man. Um, if you had to pick out of your South African players, to your two top top openers, and you know, as long as far as you're aware of South African cricket, who would you go? South Africans, openers. Go from. I mean, like, that's tricky because um, I growing up, I never really got to. Um, I never got to watch. You know, I mean, this is obviously before like video streaming, replays, all that sort of stuff. So I never really got to watch any of the older. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Um, like Barry Richards and those guys. Yeah, I mean, my my time was all with obviously the Kirsten. Sure. Uh, brothers. Gary Kirsten, good player. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Peter Kirsten. I was going to say, uh, and Peter. I liked Peter, too. Peter was a good player. Yeah. But, uh, now, Peter didn't have that long because he was a bit older. Yes, he was. Um, and so he had a much, um, well, uh, not a shorter career, but my time of watching when we yeah. came back into the... You know what? I remember uh, him. I, he could play, though, because I remember when he they, they came back... He was one of their linchpins, and he scored some runs against the Australians. He was a good player. You could tell, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was the he he would he's, he was the older, more um, set. So were they brother. actual brothers? I didn't realize that. I thought they were yeah, cousins. No, oh, I did not. Yeah. I, I did not realize they were brothers. I thought they were cousins. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously you've got Herschel Gibbs. Oh, fuck, um, fuck Herschel Gibbs. He's not one of the all-time best, is he? Of an opener, yeah, he was a fantastic <sighs> opener. Oh. He was not fantastic. He was no. fucking hit and miss, man. Are you kidding? Herschel Gibbs. I mean, he was capable on his day of scoring big runs, but all time. Is he really going to be in the all time list? He scored, what, 6,000, over 6,000 runs. Okay. Um, he's, what, I think he's got, what, almost like 20, 25 50s. He's got almost 20 hundreds. Really? Like, in in look, tests in, or one day? Yeah, in, in his time, okay. um, he was a good. He was, yes, a good, he was a good player. Towards I mean. the end, maybe he became, you know, um, he could develop a bit of a chip on his shoulder. But I mean, you know, okay. his stats speak for them. So I think in more modern, if you want to go more modern, you've got Hashin Amla as well. Yeah, Amla's um, a good player. Nothing, nothing flashy, but again, dependable. Oh, beautiful um, to watch when he got going, though. You know. Let's um, have a look at Herschel Gibbs here. Okay, he played, forget, played 90 test matches. Kepler, Let's not yeah. forget uh, Kepler Vessels either. Again, much shorter career for me because, again, when I started watching cricket, sure. he was at, towards the end of his... Played for Australia, though, as well, and also did well. You know? Mm. Good player. What about Graham Smith? I would have thought Graham Smith would be up there. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I wouldn't put him top two. No. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you're going to ask me to put... put I mean, obviously, Gary Kirsten is going to go... Yeah. Uh, number one, basically. Sure. Um, I mean, if, if I'm going to average it all out, I might even put uh, Amla with him. If yeah. you're going to ask me for top two. Top two. Was Amla a test opener? He was more of a one-day opener. He batted at three in test, didn't he, really, most of the time? Um, maybe he but maybe he opened. I don't remember. Well, I think what he's batting... I think what he's number two, usually. Okay. Yeah. No, he was, no, he was a left... He was an open, I'm sure, but he was... You are, you are right. Herschel Gibbs, he played 90 tests... 1400s, average 41. I mean, it's not a great record, but it's a good record. I mean, it's a it's a good, solid record. Like, it's actually better than I thought it would be. I remember him being a very attacking um, one-day player oh, as well. By, by, uh, by the way, Herschel Gibbs um, holds the record mm. to be the first ODI uh, player to hit six sixes in a single over. Really? Really? 
Yep. In, in what in OD in, in an ODI? Yeah, one day internationals. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah, he, he was an attacking player. I mean, he certainly on he, he was one of those guys on his day he could really score. I just always felt he was kind of like I don't think he did too much against the Aussies too often. I think we got him out cheaply a lot. But you are right. He yeah, did, he I did mean, cash in. Let, but let's let, let's let's be fair. A lot of teams didn't like playing against the Aussies, not because they weren't they they were good, but yeah. also they just fucking wouldn't shut their mouth. Ah, <laughs> you don't need to bring that up, Reg. Come Aussies, on, my God, so annoying. They just won't stop. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, 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 man. You know, I love them, man. There's no need for that kind of talk. I'm throwing you out some roses trying to pick some. I personally think you're struggling to pick two good openers. I think you've got one good opener in um, Gary Kirsten. Um, Peter Kirsten was a great player, but he came in down the order. Um, there's got to be someone else. We must be missing someone. Graham Smith, I think, deserves to be there. Well, that's the problem. The is we, our best openers have been an opener for a long time. Mm. So if you look at... Um, Kirsten, mm. he basically because again you've got to remember I'm only going off when we came back to sure of uh, course yeah the, the international field after being sort of um, isolated mm. for most of my life Gary Kirsten was the opener sure now it was Gary and Peter and then it became Gary and uh, Herschel sure yeah so for a long sure. time it was just them then the, uh, then you had um, uh, Smith and Umla who have been like openers for you know a long 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 time so the the reason i don't have that much to pick is because for most of my life it's only been the same now more recently you've had quentin de kock and dean elgar uh faf duplicy and actually faf duplicy um, yeah but he wasn't more he wasn't much of an over he was more of a he batted at a four yeah no but he came but my point is when people retire he's come up a bit Mm. um and, and so but my point is for most of my life, I only had this. I had the same openers. We didn't like. We just had the same openers. So yeah. I don't. I mean, probably the oldest one I can think of is probably Herbert Taylor. Yeah. Um. Uh, Do you remember that, Barry Richards? Were you too young for Barry Richards? Was he still playing in the eighties in South Africa? No. He was a good player. Yeah. He was a very good player. Um, you know, as I said, when I got into cricket, all my players were getting your Kirsten brothers, your mm. John T. Rhodes, mm. your um, obviously you had uh, um, uh, Kepler Vessels, but then he sure. was replaced by um, um, oh my god, I'm having a mind blank here. I can't think who uh, would have replaced Kepler. Kepler retired, what about 94? Roughly, no, no, there was the oh my god, what's his name? He, he got caught for cheating or taking bets and not, died not, in a plane not, crash. Cronier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cronier, so, Jesus Christ, I don't mind like that. Um, you know, and then it was, uh, you know, your uh, Pat and Cox and um, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. De Villiers, Alan Donald, good players, um, all good players, you know, all you know, good but players. I mean, but, yeah, that, that's that's my cricketing team. That's like, the golden era for South African yeah, cricket, isn't if it? You ask me what's my memories of cricket? It's those guys. Well, that's a strong yeah. team. That's a strong team, actually. In fairness, that that was a team that, I mean. When the Aussies were playing, I think we felt that they were, you know, the they were right on our level. That was a very competitive tussle whenever we played those guys, you know? Yeah, and I mean, in, for most of my life, I've only ha- had the two wicketkeepers as well. Mm. So when I, when I started watching cricket, it was Richardson, and then and after then that, that was Boucher. Yeah. And, th- and that, that, again, that was the... Our teams didn't change that much, do you know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like, because um, in, in the same period, I think you maybe had three... 
Well, we would have had Healy, then Gilchrist, you know. Yeah, and then who was after Gilchrist? Um, Hayden. Uh, Hayden, sorry. Yeah, Hayden. So, uh, and I know we've got, uh, I think Quentin de Kock, or was, I don't know, I haven't watched cricket in a while. Um, Actually, he wasn't out here for the last tour that we just had, that they just had. I, I can't even remember who it was, the guy's name off the top of my head, because Quentin de Kock basically is retired, I believe, like, quite recently. Yeah. So, as I said, I, I, I don't even know who the current player is, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Oh, well, it's all good, man. Um, I still think the Aussies could... Well, we, we did always take you guys, so I don't know. There's no ifs or buts about it. Like, um, we, we took care of you guys in the 90s, and uh, it's just continued on ever since, really. Yeah. My, my favourite game is when you guys scored the highest run in history, and then we went and beat it. It's <laughs> in not the my, same game. certainly not my favourite. It's one of my the most annoying... I've got it games. on DVD. It's so favourite oh. of mine. <laughs> um... You know, I've actually watched it, and it's a, it's an entertaining game, but I still feel that was nuts. You know what I mean? Like, that we let you guys get that. I, I just don't know. I still don't know. I know. I just, tactically, I think we went missing that day, you know? Um, I just don't understand how you can I think the problem with that day is neither team bowlers decided to show up. Yeah, there was some pretty poor bowling. It was also on a small ground. But there was no excuse. We scored 400-plus to not defend it. I, I just don't know what was going on, you know. Um, it was a very it was a very odd match. Um, now, turning to comic book news, our biggest news of the week, actually, is that James Gunn finally announced uh, the first raft of the DC Studios plans since he's come in as um, head C, or head, whatever he's called, I don't know what the thing is. He's like the C co-CEO with uh, Peter Safran. Um, so we'll go through it, Rich. Um, there's a f- was a fair bit of information, but I've got it, I've got the thing here. So he confirmed he started by confirming the existing DC movies still been released. The Shazam sequel, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman two will all still make it to cinemas. With The Flash and its universal rebooting nature providing key to helping usher in the new paradigm, that this they will lead into what Gunn and Saffron are calling Gods and Monsters, effectively the first chunk of the first part of the plan. It'll be a mix of TV, both animated and live action, and movies, with games tying in as well. Um, Gunn talked up ten initial titles. For TV, first up will be, will be the animated Creature Commandos, which will uh, which looks to include the likes of Weasel, as seen in The Suicide Squad. I have no idea who that is, Rich. Do you know who that is? Um, yeah, it's the, it's the rat-looking, the weasel thing that died in, like, the first fucking opening scene of the James Jesus, King. okay, yes. Now, I do remember that, and I wish I hadn't. Um, okay. Um... <laughs> That was lame, wasn't it? Uh, okay, so anyway, he's written the first batch of episodes for Creature Commandos, which I don't give a fuck about. Um, the plan is for characters to cross between animated and live action for the same actor to play both voice and play the role where possible. Oh, I see. So the the, the live action actor to voice the animated character where possible. Okay, fine. Uh, there's also confirmation of a Peacemaker spin-off series, Waller, with Viola Davis reprising her role as a tough wrangler of Task Force X, interacting with some of the characters from Peacemaker. I enjoyed Peacemaker. I would have preferred to see Peacemaker Season 2 than a Waller spin-off series, but I'm sure they can make it work. The show will be overseen by Crystal Henry, who is a writer on the TV Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created Doom Patrol Rich, which I know you've watched. Um, the series will... Oh, the series will sit between the first and second seasons of Peacemaker, so there is still Peacemaker coming. Good. Okay. Okay, so that covers that. Then, the big news... Uh, one of DC heavy hitters, Superman, will truly kick off the new DCU with Superman Legacy. 
Gunn is writing the new take on the hero, and there is the hope he'll also direct, though that hasn't been confirmed yet. It has a locked-in release date of 11th July 2025, and I do know, I don't know what says it here, that apparently it's going to focus a lot on his Kryptonian legacy and, and past, etc. So I think it's um, it's a younger Superman, and it's tying very much to the Kryptonian angle. So hopefully we'll see Brainiac, I think. Um, then we've got one for you, Rich. And we'll go, but you can chime in if you want, or we can, at the end, you can talk about what you like. But this one uh, might be for you, Rich. Uh, it's going to be followed by Lanterns, which is the latest iteration of a series that has been developed by the HBO Max for a while now. Um, this is a TV series. It'll be an Earth-set series featuring Lanterns Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart with others popping up, and is described as true detective with a terrifying mystery that ties into the wider universe. So we'll just do a sidebar there. Rich. Are you excited for that, like a TV show with Hal Jordan? Promising? Uh, with the true detective style? No. I mean, I don't even understand what that even means. Like, what, just dark? Yeah, dark, cop, fucking Depressing. drama. I'm like, wow, jeez, yeah, because when I think Green Lantern, I really think, you know, <laughs> you know law and order, dun, dun, like, you know, come on, fuck's sake, man. Yeah, I, like, but, like, they're almost, almost making it sound like the last thing they'll do is do a ring construct. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... I don't know. It's, it's weird to me when people fucking focus on the, the <laughs> oh, they're policemen. Let's just make it like policemen. I'm yeah. like, that's so fucking lazy, man. Like, so Well, I, I actually hate whoever said that for the first time because they do say that now and I feel like they've dug themselves a grave with it as well. Like, it's like, wow, when I started reading Green Lantern, especially when you saw the Green Lantern core and stuff and, and, and them doing crazy shit in space, I wasn't like, man, these guys are just like cops. You know, like, I understand you, you can break it down that way, but it wasn't my first thought as a kid, you know? Mm. You, you, I wasn't, and especially I wasn't like, you know what, this Green Lantern needs? True detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, really, to get Matthew McConaughey in, really depressed, and like on drugs or whatever, like, you know, Hal Jordan's just all spaced out, like, you know, stoned, alcoholic, like, fuck. Anyway, so they're doing that. Um, now, here's one I'm actually looking forward to. Um, back to the movies, another one of Gunn's passion projects, The Authority, which will utilise characters from the Wildstorm comics imprint that DC bought. It's a very different story of superheroes looking to fix a world they see broken as broken by any means necessary. Now, you know I love those original authorities by Ellis and then Mark Millar. There's like t- probably 25 or 30 issues of just absolute gold. Um and Stormwatch as well before that. I've read it all, and it's fucking brilliant. Um, could they bungle it and fuck it up? Yes. Um, but Will is, they bungle you know, it and fuck it up? Yes. Well, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. And I do think, actually, in today's world, where we've seen shows like The Boys and all that kind of stuff, I don't think they need to go as hard as The Boys, but I, I what I'm trying to say is The Boys drew quite a lot of inspiration in a lot of ways from some of the authority beats. I, I'm just saying, I I could see a I could see someone who really likes the comics really doing a good authority movie. I think it's quite possible, um, and you're not tied into um, Batman and Superman, and you you know where you can't break them kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like too much. So anyway, that's what I'm personally looking forward to. Uh, on TV, Paradise Lost is a show set on Themyscira, the birthplace of Wonder Woman, and described as Game of Thrones with the Amazons. Rich, wow. 
No word yet on whether the. A lot of references to other shows, eh? (laughs) What about True Detective? They should have been like, it's True Detective meets Game of Thrones with the Amazon. Everything should have been been True Detective. Um, It just feels like True Detective is a show they know that has like a cachet of like, oh, that was a good show. So they're like, it's True Detective. It's like it's like the wire. It's 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 true detective, but shit. <laughs> yeah, no, but way worse. <laughs> it's like True Detective season two, the season everyone hates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, it's not the good True Detective. It's when it got shit at the end and no one was watching. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. They didn't say which True Detective, did they? No, no. Uh, no word yet on whether we'll meet a new Diana there in this Game of Thrones Amazon fucking thing. Um, somehow I think we will. <laughs> I'd be highly surprised if there's not like a young Diana training and blah, 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 and it becomes a story. Um, yeah, I'm sure we will. And, and you know what? That show, I will watch that show. It might be incredibly shit. I might stop watching it, but I will give it a chance. Then we come to some big ones here. Uh, Batman will be all new in the main DCU via The Brave and the Bold, adapting Grant Morrison's run. I'm sure they won't be adapting all of Grant Morrison's run. (laughs) And featuring yet another Bruce Wayne who tries to keep his son Damian Wayne in line as Batman. This will launch the Bat family into the movie universe. I like the idea of that, actually. Um, I do wonder why we're calling it The Brave and the Bold. Because, I mean... Grant Morrison was not called Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold is a team-up book and was a team-up cartoon show and is like Batman with like a million different people. So they're idiots, that's why. Yeah, just because they've got a catchy title, they like it. I mean, surely it would be called, if they've got any fucking sense, it would be called Batman, the Brave and the Bold. You know, because you want to get the dummies out there to know it's a Batman movie. You know what I mean? You don't want to confuse people. That's There's a tip, DC. Don't confuse people. Make sure they know it's a fucking Batman movie. Um, but Damian Wayne, who I like a lot, so will be the Robin. So, I mean, look, I'm, I'm excited in the sense of, like, I'm always up for Batman. So, then, Rich, finally, we have one that might make you happy, my friend. Booster Gold is touted as a HBO series featuring a loser from the future who travels back in time and uses the tech from his era to be a hero people love. Gunn describes it as imposter syndrome in superhero form. Um, well, look. That is, in essence, the basic description of Booster Gold. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of excited for it. Is that something that you actually hope is good, Rich? Of course I hope anything is good, mm. though. But, I mean, do I have any faith that they'll actually... Well, why not? I mean, they could do, do Booster right. Gold on TV. They've mm. done, some of these TV shows have been all right. Well, they, I don't know. I, they did Booster Gold in Smallville. It was terrible. They did Booster Gold in... Uh, Supergirl, uh, wasn't it? Well, no, what was that? What was that show recently? The uh, Legends, the time? Legends, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, that was woeful. I didn't um, see him in that actually. Um, I remember telling you about it, but I'd quit watching Legends by the time Booster yeah. Gold came in. So do like here's also the problem for me. I guess is um, comedy's changed. Um, mm. I something I found like for me the comedy of Booster Gold was at its peak. Mm up to about the 2000s, you know sure. what I mean? And I think after the 2000s, the humor has changed, and I find him, when people write him, I find him less funny now. Kind of more annoying. My, also, my biggest concern is, obviously, we have a lot more millennial writing in things. Um, right. Or Marvel writing, or, you know, the new Josh Whedon 2.0 writing, whatever you want to call it, this, like... Mm. This very like sort of cringy, 
dialogue where you know people have to be funny every single line that they say everything's got to well, be it would be a comedy rich. it would be a comedy man I no but there's so. a difference between funny and not funny though dave whether sure. whether you try to write a comedy doesn't mean oh sure. well we're trying to be funny so therefore sure. you should like it no, no, no i still want good jokes it still and needs I to land it still needs to land yeah, yeah. like yeah. i'm sorry i watch comedies today and i don't laugh i can watch a comedy from 50 years ago and i'll go oh my god this is hilarious like yeah the comedy has just changed the people that are writing the comedy unfortunately they <laughs> i think why a lot of it feels very samey now as i think they just probably all came out of the same universities with the same degree mm. <laughs> well yeah i mean I there's know. plenty of I, I see plenty of funny comics on like facebook and stuff like in their videos and stuff but i do agree that the tv writing uh, is quite samey yeah and, and it's also not that funny a lot of the time like one of the reasons i like rick and morty and harley quinn is i feel that they're quite fierce with their jokes and like a lot of tv comedy is quite tame now like, uh, but again, you see, I just, I understand what you're saying, but for me, like that Rick and Morty, that Harley Quinn, even mm. that, no, that no, you hate it's, it. not, it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. Oh, it's not tame. Oh, it's in your face. Yes. But for me, it's also not funny. No, I get it. It doesn't, like, it doesn't, I'm just saying I like, I find it funny, but a lot of stuff that is supposedly comedy now is not that funny. On TV that I, well, I personally find, you know? Well, that's the problem is that there's no subtlety in comedy anymore. Mm. People are beating you over the head with the comedy saying, this is funny. Like, it's like they they've, they don't need the laugh track anymore to tell you what's funny. Sure. The characters won't drop a joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll tell a joke, but then they'll hammer it home to make sure that you understand it's a joke. Yeah. Like, what the joke is. Did you, did you find How I Met Your Mother funny? Because I, I, what I saw of that was quite funny. I thought that was, for a mainstream show, reasonably funny. I, it started off actually funny, and then mm. I, after as the seasons went on, it just became less funny. I didn't stick with it. I'm just saying I thought at times that was quite humorous. I like, And I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I found Big Bang Theory at times quite humorous. You know? Um, and that's, again, that's a very broad comedy uh, that show with Ashton Kutcher, uh, what was it called? Um, that 70s show. Oh, I love that 70s show. That's a fucking great show. Um, the, the ranch is quite fun. Like, it's not just, it's not flat out, like, uh, it's not like, uh, say Seinfeld, where it's going for a joke every kind of scene, but the ranch is quite humorous, I would say. Like, there, there are shows out there that I do find humorous and I will laugh, but, I kind of, it's, I know what you mean. A lot of stuff is, on TV especially, it's very sanitised, I think, is part of the problem for me. It's very sanitised, and they they, oh, they have a certain lane of humour that they work in that's very No, it's got nothing to do with the sanitisation because Velma is a non-sanitised show, yeah, and it's, it's fucking funny. awful and not it's funny. Terrible. It's not, It's got nothing to do whether it's edgy or whether yeah. it's grass. The problem is it's just not mm. funny. Mm. Yeah, well... I mean, Velma is not funny, and it's certainly, yeah, not sanitised at all, and it just, I just felt it was not funny at all. Anyway, that's Booster Gold. Um, I'll watch that. I'll give that a try. Um, I don't know. I, I may be a bit less critical of, than you. Like, I watch Smallville episodes, and I know it's not the greatest TV of all time, but I find it quite enjoyable. You know, like, you know, like no, look, you know, I mean, enjoy. if anything, I'll take the Smallville Booster Gold over yeah. some of the other stuff, but what I'm saying is that even then, they didn't really nail him. No, yeah, I get you. Um, then we've got here's one I'm here's one that I'm uh, like not looking forward to, but I, but also am like as a car wreck. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, 
will be a big-scale sci-fi film based on Tom King's fucking boring comic book run. Uh, it features a darker, harsher version of Kara Zor-El raced on a surviving chunk of Krypton who sees everyone around her die. And then they say, cheery. Um, I'm just like, fuck Tom King. Fuck his Supergirl. We watched two, I watched, sorry, I read two issues. I thought it was painful, actually, to read. It was, it was, for me, like a lot of Tom King's comic book work, and I have liked some of his work, uh, it felt self-important. It felt bloated. It was also very boring. And I was just like, you know what, I just don't... Like, I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I tried. You know what I mean? Like, I just... No, no thanks. And, they, and, he, and like, he's the, he's the first one to be like, oh, my God, the wonderful art. Oh, it's just... oh, well, You know, like, he, he overpraises. You know what I mean, Rich? Like, I understand you love your artists, but, like, the way he's talking about it, like, I'm just like, I honestly feel... I honestly feel he's overpraising the art detract from a pretty pedestrian story, you know? Um, and, like, I, I honestly think that that is part of his strategy. It's, he's like, if I just heap, oh, it's not all just me, this genius, like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. Like, oh, no, 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 I can't possibly take all the credit. Like, and it's like, dude, I'm not giving you any credit. Like, More like he's saying, I can't take all the blame. Give some of the yeah. blame. Oh, and look, yeah. b- believe you me, the art's nice, but I'm sorry, like, the story was so fucking dull. Um that I can't even tell you what even fucking... I read two issues and I was like, oh my God, like this is like... I mean, there's lots of bad comics that you'll read, especially stuff from back in the day that's very overridden and it's too wordy and it's just dense but not interesting. That's how this felt. Um, so anyway, they're doing a fucking... Like, if you said to me, if you took Tom King out of the equation and said we're doing a dark Supergirl in the future, blah, 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 like, you know, like, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, it's interesting take at least. Like, uh, I might wait to watch on HBO Max. I might not go to a cinema, but, but you know, I'd be interested enough. Um, but knowing it's based on Tom King's pile of shit, I mean, I hope it's one of those cases where based on doesn't really, you know, quite loosely the based. The problem is, it's not even, the problem, uh, I, so I, I included something in here, which mm. it's not even, it's not, even just based on it, is Tom King's going to be involved in all this stuff going forward? Well, only in The Woman of Tomorrow, man. He's not involved in, like, you know, tons of the other stuff. But anyway, so... No, 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 listen. Mm. So the goal is for DC Studios to release two movies and two TV shows a year. Gunnar Saffron also announced the architects of Mm. the DCU creators that will help guide and develop... Oh, really? Who? They are comic book writer Tom King, filmmaker Drew Goddard, Moon Knight writer... Jeremy Slater and Christian Hodgson, who previously scripted Birds of Prey, the Cancer Batgirl film, and the Flash movie. So these <laughs> wow. are the architects, which is why wow. I messaged you the other day and said, oh, maybe DOA. I didn't see that. Like, yeah, that is a worry if Tom King's involved. I don't know why he's involved, because I tell you what, his fucking books, like since Batman, like, honestly, they're not making huge waves. I mean, he tries to, you know, he'll he'll be... The, like, I'm talking, like, sales and stuff. He's like, makes huge waves. Oh, yeah, he's so egotistical. Oh, it's, it's, it's nauseating, actually. Like, it's like, dude, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like, I've read quite a lot of your work. And let me tell you, it ain't all that. And it's also very much... You know what he... Unfortunately, he's very one-flavour guy. He's the one flavor guy, and it's kind of like we've seen this before. I kind of got it. Couldn't you do something a bit different? I certainly don't think he needs to be. Uh, I I wonder how he got up there to be an architect because 
I don't think he even sells that many comics, like, outside of his Batman run. I, I, I don't actually think that those books, like Human Target, I, 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 I am sorry, that is not a bestseller. You know, that is not that is not causing massive waves in the comic book market. You know, that's a niche book, and it may have its fans and stuff, but that's a niche little book. Supergirl, the same kind of thing. Uh, his Batman run, obviously, but then yet also helped by it being fucking Batman, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not. I'm not saying I hate all his work. I don't. I just don't understand. DC seem to really have sold their soul to him, and it's like, and yet you've taken him off main titles. He doesn't have a Batman or Superman. He has these fringe characters that sort of he's doing well, his own take on. You know, the thing, the reason I think he did well uh, in Batman initially is because, well, they had to, they kept him under thumb, mm. like. Uh, but once he once he got the sales, or yeah. his stuff was fairly popular because when he, again, as you said, when he worked on Batman initially, it was oh yeah, it was popular, yeah, pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, and I think once he got a name for himself, mm. then the name took over, and then he could almost do what he wanted, and he could ruin whatever characters he wanted, and 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 now his ego has just ballooned oh. to the point where he thinks that. You know, everything he does is, like, fucking, you know, genius. Oh, it's nauseating to listen to him, too. Like, I, I've heard him on, like, say, Word Balloons. I, like, and, and, like, a little bit of me kind of, like, still remembers when I liked some of his stuff. And, like, I, I've checked out some of his stuff, and, and I don't mind. All, I don't I, I, I don't mind some of it. And I'm like, God, I listen to him talk, and it's it's it, it really is, it's almost off-putting. You're just like, oh, my God, you're not that good. You know, honestly, like... And I do think he he really is guilty of that. He overpraises artists to a point where it's like he's trying to get he's kind of basking in their reflected, you know, praise and stuff because they're good artists. Don't get me wrong; they, he gets good art, artists, obviously. But I'm just like, dude, I you know, I'm fairly kind of neutral. Like I'm I'm open to a lot of these characters, and I like I read his Supergirl, and you know, I was kind of like impressed me. You know what I mean? Like, frankly, I you know, I don't have any real ties or favoritism to the character. I'm like, I've read Supergirl stories I like. I like the character, and I was just like, this is boring. This is really boring. Um, I don't know. I just I want to. I'll tell you one thing. O- outside of all of that, I can see him being one of those guys that like might not be there in two years because I think he's egotistical. I also think as a writer, he's you know, in Hollywood terms, probably the least important person in the room. You know. And I could see, I could see him talking himself out of a job. Frankly, he's that kind of guy, you know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. How uh, Drew Goddard, good filmmaker, good writer, actually. Drew Goddard. Oh, he's the, he's the only name on there that didn't um, concern me. The third name, I don't know. And then the other guys, like the fucking credits list rings, is failure, failure, failure. <laughs> just like wow, much. wow! Uh, is he, like he's uh, that guy should just shut up and just say yes to whatever, whatever. Go with the majority. Is my my, my advice? You go with the majority. You know, <laughs> don't don't ever go your own way. <laughs> take the take the money. Yeah, just just keep your head down and you keep know. your head down and just hope for the well, best. Well, it's the same. I just realized something. Um, I was so. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we've been trying to um. So you know that Forspoken came out and mm. uh, Hi-Fi Rush came out, right? Mm. And so far, we have not been able to find like a positive YouTube video on Forspoken. Right. And we haven't been able to find a negative video on Hi-Fi Rush, right? Mm. But 
I was watching for this for Spoken, I was like, why does this chick look so familiar, right? Mm. This chick that everyone's mocking for mm. her, for the dialogue and all this shit. And you talk about failure, right? This mm. chick needs to fucking fire her agent, right? Because <laughs> she has literally gone from one failure to the next, right? right. She was in the uh, Charlie's Angel reboot. Oh, yeah. Absolute failure. Got oh, the it. actress, right? Yeah, the actress. Right. She was in the uh, and played one of the three main characters, obviously right. in um, Charlie's Angels. Uh, played the main character in that terrible Netflix Resident Evil show that came out recently. Welcome to Raccoon City. The... No, no, that was a movie. Oh, oh yeah, there was a there was a show as well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. there was a show on Netflix that got mm. cancelled after one season. Yeah. She was the 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 lead in that, <laughs> and now she's in this video game as the lead character, and wow. everyone is just. Fucking thrashing. This chick has just that's three strikes, man. Fire your fucking agent. Yeah. Well he got her the jobs. I mean, potentially they're all big gigs, you know, on the face of it. Yeah, but you don't want to have stink with you though. That's no, I know, I know, but the thing is you can see why she would think, Oh sweet, I got the new Resident Evil, I got the new fucking mm-hmm. major video game, I got whatever the other thing was, Charlie's Angels. Well, if she doesn't start getting some wins under her belt, she's gonna be un unemployable. Yeah. Well I don't even know who she is, so she hasn't made any impression on me whatsoever. Um, I did see some, you know, there's always that desperados on Twitter who were trying to defend Forspoken. And I'm like, if you turn off all these options, it's actually okay. I'm like, really? Like, like, really? Like, if I go into Forspoken and turn off, like, all these options for dialogue and stuff, it's okay? I'm like, how about I just don't fucking buy it and waste my time? You know? <laughs> like, mm. how about I play something that I don't have to fuck around with just to, just to, just to enjoy? Like, they were like, if you turn off all these options... Um, it's not yeah, as bad. Reduce the dialogue and reduce yeah. the banter. And, and again, this is this game is another one of the things that I think is this is the problem with the comedy. It's the Marvel slash millennial writing right. of they think that this is how people act. This is how mm. people carry on, mm. and it's like no, they don't. Mm. Yeah, no, it sounds awful. Um, yeah, I'll be. There's no way in hell I'll be buying Forspoken and doing all that shit with options and stuff. I hate that when they're like, "Oh, if you just do this and this and this and this," I'm like, "No, I'm not going to do that." Um, and then finally, Rich, this might make you happy. Um, a new Swamp Thing movie with a horror-infected origin story of the creature that intersects with the rest of the DCU. I couldn't be less excited. I also feel like this is every fucking version of a Swamp Thing ever. Um, oh, it's a ho- they're doing a horror angle on Swamp Thing. I'm like, when don't they? Um, I just want my TV show back. Yeah. Well, did I give that back to you? I, you, you oh, no, no. I mean, I want it back as in I, I want them oh. to continue with that TV show. I, I, don't, I didn't need this movie that you already oh, yeah. gave me a perfect TV I, show. I, I uh, watched half an episode and I thought it was just as boring as everything else to do with Swamp Thing, but that's just me. Um, I just don't get. Well, I don't get already, the hype. Established, I don't uh, get the hype on Swamp Thing. I'll be honest. I just do not understand why everyone's so fucking excited whenever he's around. I think he he looks lame as fuck. Also, can I say that when he's done right, Dave? Um, yep. he's an, a fantastic horror uh, <laughs> vessel. Is he though? Really? Like it's yes, it, dude. It's it, like it's just a creature in a swamp. At the end of the day, oh, I know he has a connection to the green. Like I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah, we got it. Parliament of Trees. We know all about it. I'm just like, don't care, don't care, don't care. No, the smartest thing that they did, which they <laughs> haven't done before, which they haven't done since, right. what? is when Alan Moore and uh, was it Len Wein, I think we're writing him. Yeah. They basically uh, put him in more of the horror camp. So yeah. 
the the stuff he was dealing with was more like uh, those old uh, horror books that used to come out. The uh, like creepy the and books stuff, and all that sort yeah. of stuff and all that sort of stuff. And 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 it was really good because everything was always dark. Everything was happening at night. So gave but isn't that what it always is with Swamp Thing? What's he doing normally? He's not just walking around the streets. No, no. These days, it's more as you're talking about. It's the green. It's the parliament. It's the fucking. It's the whole <laughs> ecosystem and sort of shit and all that. Where yeah. that wasn't like a big massive. Surely they work in climate um, change these days. I'd be disappointed if they did. Oh, I'm sure they have. In fact, it's a, these days it's a whole new character. I think it's oh, some right. Some character, I don't even know the Abu Dhabi something name or something. I don't know. Yeah, no thanks. Um, as I've said before, I'd like Lobo to nuke the whole fucking swamp and get rid of him once and forever. I just think he's one of the... I, I've said it before on Signal. I don't get the hype. I, I Like, I read the first volume of Alan Moore with Stuart and I, I was like, it's okay. I mean, you know, if you're really desperate for something to read, I guess, but it wasn't that good. I, I like uh, Dave, Dave, Dave yeah. it's okay you don't have to feel bad about it I don't feel bad about it Drew Geraci said to me that apparently I don't know what he said to me something like the crucifix that Jesus got nailed on wound up in the swamp or something and I was like what um, yeah something like that does that ring a bell nope yeah some, there's some connection to Jesus and I was like well Alan Moore was fucking stretching that day um, that the, the, the crucifix Wound up in the swamp, or maybe it was the Roman soldier who pierced the flesh of Christ, something to do with the swamp. Like, like he was tying in Jesus and Jesus Christ. And I was like, really? Like, this is, I don't know, this is just kind of random writing now to me. It was like, it's like when, it's like when I had Chuck Dixon, we're talking about Renan Montoya, who he wrote a lot of Renan Montoya, and we were talking about characters with bad love lives. And I said to him, these days he's dating Two Face. <laughs> And Ch- there was silence. He goes, "That's a stretch." Mm. <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they were stretching when she was dating Two Face Chuck. That was not Ray Toy's finest moment. Um, yeah, I'm sorry when the when the character from from the fucking crucifixion turned up in the swamp. I was like, no, thank you. Um, okay, so there's a Swamp Thing movie. So, so all the geeks out there who loves love Alan Moore and love Swamp Thing will turn up. And that won't be enough Actually, for a hit I movie. Pre- I prefer Len Wein's Swamp Thing over Alan oh, Moore. Good for you, man. I'll, I'd prefer neither. But my point is, that won't be David, enough. David, we a hit can't movie. all have taste. I understand. Yeah, that, but it won't, here's my point. Here's the brutal reality check for all you Swamp Thing fans. It's not going to be enough for a hit movie. This movie will bomb. This movie's going to bomb so fucking hard. I'll need to dig it up from the swamp. And, I'll, and I'm looking forward to it. More, only, only because they probably won't handle it correctly, so I agree with him. I'm looking forward to it bombing, just so I can be proved right. Like, I'm looking forward to it. And I and I and and everyone's like, oh, it's a horror angle on Swamp Thing. I'm like, yes, like every so fucking time can, I do can, it. I, can I just, I just want to point out something. So because you don't like something, you it. would prefer that no one has it? Is that right? That's, that's it your can come attitude? Out. No, it can come out. No, 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 no. You, it's not, you don't want it to come out. You want it to bomb so that oh, no to. future swamp thing oh, yeah. can Please. can be made. So yeah. you your disdain of character <laughs> not is like oh well I'm not interested so yeah. leave yeah. it alone. Your yeah. your attitude is well I'm not a fan Fuck so it. fucking die in fire and yeah. I hope it never ever gets made and all no, the no 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 themselves. That's your attitude. No, not quite. It's overstating my attitude. Okay. It's overstating, my, like that. overstating my attitude. No, my attitude is it can certainly come out and and if it's a hit. So what? Like, good. I mean, you know, for DC, I guess. I don't like, know. It sounds like you might be but if it he, well. But here's a but. Here's a but. No, no. I, don't, couldn't, I couldn't give a shit. Like, if, it, if Swamp Thing comes out and it's a hit, A, I'll be surprised. Um, 
But if it does, well, okay. But I don't think it will. I think it's got everything against it. I think it's, like, in all honesty, taking it, taking um, aside my personal distaste for something. One, I, like, I think visually unattractive. Two, it's too inside baseball. It's too comic book geeky for a movie, mainstream movie. The show, fine. I think it's actually, if you said to me, and, and believe you me, I don't like Swamp Thing. But if you said to me they're going to do more seasons of that HBO show, I'd be like, that's perfect. Because you've got a niche audience there. There's probably yeah, probably yeah, enough to I sustain agree. it. Probably enough I to agree. sustain it, yeah. I just feel as a, as a mainstream release that's going to cost a fair chunk of change going up against the likes of, or in the same breath as like the Supermans and the Batmans and the fucking latest Marvel movies, the X-Men, whatever's coming out at the time. I think Swamp Thing's going to struggle to find a mainstream audience at the cinema. I, that's my personal belief. I could be 100% wrong, but I don't think I will be. I think I think if, it will not be a hit at all. In fact, I, I think it might actually bomb. But that's just my personal take. If you said to me they were going to put it on back on TV, and they can do whatever the fuck they want, dude. I could care less. They could make it as Alan Mori or as Len Weenie and as horror as possible. They probably have a niche audience and it will probably do reasonably well. I think that's the better venue for Swamp Thing, um, in my opinion. Just as a from a marketing angle, that's you know that's nothing. You know that's me taking any emotion of the character out of uh, out of proceedings. But you know they dig their own hole sometimes. DC they want it. They want they had a TV show that I believe was fairly well regarded. I believe Swamp Thing was a fairly well regarded TV show. I think it had a Metacritic score above seven point five. It would have had a decent audience, and they cancelled it. You know, and and I don't understand why, but they did, and and I certainly think you could reboot that on TV, because uh, isn't the whole fucking point of Swamp Thing that he's just like some, I was gonna say some jerk in a swamp, but he's like a monster in a swamp who has the personality or something of the guy that dies in the swamp. So you could definitely have someone else die in the swamp, and you know, Swamp Thing continues like so. Yeah, well, the whole thing about Swamp Thing is he has the psyche of the person but that actual person is dead so yeah, yeah, something's yeah. A creature who thinks he was a man yeah but what i'm saying is you can yeah it's it yeah at the end of the day like he never dies like it can always come back you know yeah. blah 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 Look, the problem i i think swamp thing has is it's <laughs> it's 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 kind of got like the, what i call the the aquaman stink a little bit in that because there's been those bad movies the schlocky bad swamp thing movies back right. in the day that was so horrendous. It's almost like that is embedded in. But do people even cultural... remember that now? Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Because really? dude, go on YouTube. There's so many people that do videos on these really? swamping movies or bad movies, and they're always in there. Right. That I think it's it's in it's it's like it's in the subconscious of of the pop culture zeitgeist. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like people will always just remember oh the swamp thing. That's right. That's those shitty movies. See, now, when I think of swamp thing, I think he's always show... got that praise, like. When I think of Swamp Thing, it's always like every fucking comic book fan ever almost is like, oh, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. No, no, oh, no. I'm know. not talking about comic books. I'm talking, yeah, talking about, about movies. Movies, yeah. Just the bad movies that came yeah. out. Yeah. That, you know, just like so many people in the in the, in the the regular world think Aquaman's a joke. Sure. Talks of fishes. Lame. Because of jokes I, I that, think that were made on, on the pop culture and all that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but see, I, I don't. I, I I think Swamp Thing, in, in in all honesty, outside of comic book geeks, that audience, I I think Swamp Thing has an even lower profile than Aquaman. Like I yeah, think Swamp I think, Thing. I think it 
it would have had a much better chance if that actually continued with the um the TV, TV show. show. Yeah, yeah. The TV yeah. show continued and and because this is the problem with um stuff in general, right? I do believe that they made a very good first season, right? But yeah. let's be honest, most people unless something is a massive cultural phenomenon, mm. most people tend to find things come season Yeah, a bit two. later. A bit later, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Agree. Because yeah. What happens is season one's maybe not such a big deal, but after season one, there's more of a word of mouth of people exactly. going like, oh, man, like, like X Files. Them. X Files. It was like it, it it was it was bubbling. What what happens in those shows is they're bubbling along, they're building an audience, but they're not mainstream. And then suddenly season two, at some point, it starts hitting all the mainstream. Everyone's talking about it, and suddenly it's a cultural phenomenon. And it's building to that beneath the surface, but it takes time. It's very rare a show comes out of the blocks. It does happen, but it's very rare. And from episode two and one, people are like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing of all time. It generally does take time to build. Um, yeah, especially with conventional TV. Um, back in the day where they did 26, 22 to 26 episodes per season, um, I believe Swamp Thing was what only about six to eight episodes. Because wasn't it cancelled... I think kind of like even before it got sort of released, wasn't it? Do you remember Swamp Thing was one of those weird shows that got greenlit, got done, and then it was like, oh, and it's cancelled? <laughs> so you're only going to get these eight episodes? No, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it did its season of eight episodes, and mm. then it uh, people were waiting to find out, and then it got announced that it was, yeah, uh, it was cancelled. Um, mm. which is so funny to me that a show like that, which, by the way, I'm sorry, was high production, fantastic acting, mm. um, you know, uh, could have been a good quality show, mm. uh, gets cancelled after one season, but yet there's absolute garbage shows sure. who've, uh, who, after one episode, mm. get greenlit for a fucking second season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, before the whole season's even out, um, they get greenlit for a second season. Well, that's generally go, because of the ratings are so high, or something, or the or the reviews are so high, or whatever. There's generally mate, a reason. Elm has been renewed for a second season. I you understand. Cannot tell me the ratings are I, high. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't understand. I don't Bat understand. Girl, uh, Batwoman. Batwoman got like fucking renewed multiple times. Yeah. And yet everyone pissed on those. On those oh shows. yeah, but no but ratings. I but I do think, like in all honesty, and I and I'm not supporting Batwoman. Is that what it was called? Like it was. Um, I don't know, it was almost like uh, the conversation around that show. There was some conversation, and maybe that's why it got renewed. Maybe it was just a diversity thing as well, potentially. Like, I don't know, terrible show. Uh, what was the other one you said? Velma. Yeah, Velma. I mean, God, the only reason I can see that being renewed is just sheerly the sheer amount of hate mail and conversation that's generated might be enough of a reason for them just to keep making it, just to, cause it's, cause, because it's names out there. You know, they, they're going with the old thing of there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's That, that, that seems to be the only uh, reason for that. I, I, you know. I still feel like that's the dumbest comment. Like, I know, but I can't... I, I, I know, I'm just saying I, I, I think that can be the only reason that that show has been renewed because it has been panned, like, by everybody outside of, like, maybe one or two people who try to support it. Like, it's, it's critically panned everything, and I... It does have, it has spawned a lot of videos about the hatred and stuff. I could just think that could be the only reason why, because it makes no sense otherwise, man. I just don't understand it. It's a terrible yeah. show. 
you know. We'll never know these behind the door decisions. Well, I also think you won't see any more seasons. I guarantee you that, like, I, I think two seasons it'll be done. I think they're just trying to milk it while it's out there in the zeitgeist, even if it's negative. It's weird, but I think that's what they're trying to do. Mm. Uh, then we had, and so the, that kind of wrapped up the announcements, but then he did mention what are the likes of Matt Reeves' The Batman series uh, with Robert Patterson uh, and Todd Phillips' Joker sequel, both big money spinners for DC. They will fall under the umbrella title Elseworlds. The bar for an Elseworlds title is going to be higher than the bar for a movie within DCU. Not that we're always going to have a not that we're not always going to have a high bar, but it's got to be something really special for us to tell that story outside the regular continuity and to spend the money to make it. Well, obviously, Batman uh, with Robert Patterson. I mean, that made a lot of money, uh, you know. And Matt Reeves is a good filmmaker. And then you've got the Todd Phillips Joker sequel with the musical sequel. With Lady Gaga, I believe, playing Harley Quinn. Um, I mean, the whole thing just sounds bizarre, but I'm, I'm fascinated. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, let's go through it. Like, give me your thoughts, Rich, outside the negativity towards Tom King. Like, let's just take that out, because we agree on that. Is there anything here where you're like, like the Superman thing, for example, do you think James Gunn might be the guy to kind of pivot with Superman? Hmm. Probably not. Hmm? Yeah, I reckon. See, I think there's potential for that. I think that and uh, the authority. Look, I think there's definitely potential depending on how, how restricted his freedom is mm. on what he can do. If if he's under tighter reign, I probably have a little bit more hope. Yeah. yeah. But if he's given free reign, oh, I'm really concerned about, like... The, the dialogue. I don't want comedy. Show. That's one thing I'd say to him. Like, don't don't no. make a comedy. You know, like no, no. I mean, it it can have comedy in it, obviously. But I mean, yeah, I'm not looking for Guardians of the Galaxy with Superman. Like, yeah, no, um, you know, I'm not looking for Goofy. And unfortunately, everything he's done is Goofy. Um, the only thing I can think that was pretty serious but had comedy in it was the remake of no Dawn of the no, Dead. I don't know. Well, he wrote that. He didn't direct yeah. it, but he did write it. Hmm. Um, mate, but I don't know. Like, honestly, am I, like, brimming with confidence? Am I, like, you know, oh, am I 50-50? No, I'm probably, like, maybe 30-70. Sure. I mean, <laughs> like, Waller, Waller, I couldn't care less about Waller, the Amanda Waller series. I'm just, like, I actually don't think I can make my way through that. Just, uh, but you know. I, the problem I find that they have in is that they're making this... <laughs> They're making the same mistake that DC always seem to make, right? Mm. Just do a fucking reboot, mm. right? Scra I'm sorry. As I said on the show before, mm. scrap it all. Okay, I'm well, sorry. Well, they've scrapped a lot of it. They've scrapped a lot no, of it. No, but, but it's one of those things where, yeah, we're going to reboot, but we're going to keep this, and we're going to keep... And it's like, but that's not a fucking reboot, man. You... You're not doing the full reboot. Oh, yeah, day. but if they've got things that are making money and are popular, like, that, you know, that's okay. Uh, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll no, see. look, I'm fine if you're going to say, look, Peacemaker's its own thing now, okay? Oh. It doesn't, it's not part of it or whatever. The the Suicide Squad shit, that's its its, its own thing. But that's oh. not. It's going to be part of their new fucking, the, the DCU, because that's what Gunn worked on. Like, oh. Gunn wants to make the stuff he worked on part of the thing, but he wants to get rid of other things. I sure. just go, no. Scrap it all. Well, you've got to make some so, choices. What, what about... Clear the board yeah. and say, starting from number one. Let's well, go. what about Lanterns? Because at least that's going to have Hal Jordan for you, Rich. 
again, I don't care for the description, so hard the to get Trinity, excited. Trinity, Trinity. I am looking forward to the authority. Um, were you much of an authority fan? The comics, I yeah, love those I've comics. All, I've got all the traits. Do again? Do I think that it's going to not be that it's going to be like Guardians or Suicide Squad? Of course, I do. Like that's. I've got a question, and I, and I want to get your serious answer on this. Like, I felt the the first two sort of um, well, what Ellis only did like about twelve issues of the Authority, but like they're so brilliant that could you not get like a really top notch scriptwriter? to adapt that from the comic. Like, I actually feel they're very enclosed. You don't need to read any other books. Um, why couldn't you make, like, an incredible couple of movies just based off that? Like, it, it's there. Like, they were written for the screen. That was widescreen well, comics. The thing is, I, I will give Zack Snyder credit. Mm. His Watchmen proved that it can be done. Yeah, That you true. can take a graphic novel and turn it into a movie. Um, that's kind of what uh, I'm thinking. Like, rather than a loose adaptation, where you know, like the, you know how Marvel well, uh, they adapt and it's loose. The story's done for you, and on top of that, um, the um, uh, the storyboarding's done for you as well. Yeah, that's you know. I just feel, uh, like I just, I honestly feel you will not, you will not top that. You know what I mean? Like it's, you will not top it. So why not just adapt it? Like. Uh, what's his name? Zack Snyder. I think he did an excellent job with Watchmen. Like, frankly, I like, I, like, and I certainly don't love all his work, but I thought he did a fantastic job of adapting that. Um, anyway, uh, then there's the Batman. Look, you know, I'm a Batman fan. There was a funny thing where DC apparently recently were like, oh, there's no, we'll no longer have, you know, four Batman. And so I was like, yes, but <laughs> no more, no more than two or three. <laughs> mm. Um, you know, Paradise Lost, once again, I mean, how many shows are described as Game of Thrones these days? Any fantasy? Oh, it's like Game of Thrones. Like, um, It's just so generic. It's going to be on Themyscira. What are they going to have? Minotaurs, Rich? They're going to surely have some evil men invading the island, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it could be It could be good. Uh, like, the problem with that concept is it could be good, um, but, oh, my God, we've got nothing to base it on. You know, that, it, it could be fucking anything, basically. Um, and I'm sure it will have a young Diana training. Yeah, but I, but I got to be honest with you. The, my issue with them doing stupid shit like that is, it's a island shrouded in magic. Sure. It's not. This isn't. You can't make Xena. Okay. Wow, I wish like, they would. No, but I'm saying with Wonder Woman you can't because, um, they're not part of the world. So yeah, she they're, can't they're go isolated. Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, but they isolated, which means what? What Game of Thrones is on? They what? They're killing each other. <laughs> they're backstabbing each other, and yeah, and like no, of course not, because that's not how you can run a tiny little. Well, they were, they were like a, like from my mem from my knowledge of the Amazons, they were like a sort of fairly tiny community. No, you know what they need to do is go back to the uh, Linda Carter show. Wow, and use that as a, no, and use that as a basis, as a reference to say, okay, well, we're going to have her in the real world. We're going to give her a secret identity. Maybe she works for the government. She works for something. I love that show. I like what you. I like where you go with this, Rich. Where she does the spin. No, I, well, you can you can maybe have something like that yeah. um, as a reference. But my point right. is, use that as your your reference, as in, let's make it. She's, you know, you could have that bit of fish out of water, mm. you know. Uh, you can have it that um, Trevor, Steve Trevor, just brought her back kind of thing. He's got a secret identity. She's going to be working with 
the government that he works for, you know what I mean? But this is a completely and, different thing you're pitching. Like, you're pitching the original show done today. No, but that's why, yeah, not yeah, not some stupid fucking Game of Thrones on Themyscira <laughs> where they're not interacting with any fucking part of the Dude, other... Dude, they'll, the they'll be interacting with, I bet you, some slavers and some minotaurs, and they'll, they'll be doing, yeah. like, little Greek mythology and on that. I end. won't give two shits about it, and... It, and, and yeah, I'm not. Do I've done exactly looking forward to it. Um, what about Batman with Damian Wayne? You'll be checking that at cinemas with me, Rich. So get ready for that. Oh, that's uh, that's a movie, is it? Yeah, it's a movie, man. Yeah, there. So... Oh, what a shame! I feel like that could have been a really great animated show. Well, maybe there'll be animated stuff. But anyway, and you're, you've already spoken about Booster Gold. Um, yeah, and so it is what it is, man. Like, I just think it's. Um, I am fascinated when you're saying that this guy. Or it's Gal, is it? Um, Christina Hodson. She scripted Birds of Prey. So Birds of Prey, you're talking about the the Margot Robbie sequel? Yeah, the terrible movie. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I love Harley Quinn, so maybe I'm not the best person to judge. <laughs> I enjoyed you, you, it, but... It, you, tend to, you tend to have blinkers or... Look, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a particularly good movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had fun, but it wasn't good in a sense you know like it was like 6.5 because i had so much fun but and i was so high on harley quinn at the time but like was it a good movie if you took it apart scene by scene probably not um yeah so that's her claim to fame along with the cancelled batgirl film which we've got some funny comments on and then she's got the only thing she's got is the upcoming flash movie that's been in development now for it feels like about 10 years um with its troubled star ezra miller so yeah she's lucky to have a job i'd say um <laughs> Sad news, Lisa Loring, the original Wednesday from Adam's family, died. I think she was about 64. Um, quite a tumultuous life. I didn't realise she was so young when she did the Adam's family. She was only nine. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, child, child actress. Yeah, I thought she was more yeah. like a teenager, but anyway. Well, she's maybe one of those mature kids. I was reading in the 80s she married a porn star and then had a lot of problems with his occupation. And I was like, well, you knew they going in. Um, oh, did she though? Maybe she only found that after this. No, no, she met him on no, dude. She met him on a porn set um, when she was doing like makeup and stuff. So yeah, she that's where oh, she met yeah. him, and then married him, and then had a lot of issues with him, and you know, in working in the industry. And I'm kind of like, look, you know, these people aren't angels. They're working in porn. Like, you know, what are you expecting? You know, like really, if it's drugs, you know, sex, et cetera, et cetera, diseases. This is all part and parcel of that industry, especially back in the 80s. Are you kidding? Um, so, I mean, sadly, she's gone. I can't question her on it. Um, you know, she died of a huge stroke, was a massive smoker, apparently, Rich. Um, yeah. So, it's sad to see her go, though, because I quite liked her portrayal as Wednesday. So, our heart goes out to her. Ah, your friend Zachary Levi was in hot water this week, Rich. Retweeted an anti-vaxxer tweet. And people were, people were over-fucking-reacting. Like, there was people saying, oh, he's destroyed any chance of Shazam 2 making money. I was like, really? Like, like A, I, I, like, I've already almost forgotten about it if I hadn't read the, written in the news at the time. Uh, it certainly didn't make the mainstream news that people actually fucking watch. You know, this was geek news on Twitter. Um, maybe not the smartest move to retweet anti-vaxxer stuff because of just how sensitive people are out there, but... I don't see it. Like people, oh, he's got to be cancelled. It can never work again, Rich. Like this movie, this movie has to be shelved, Rich. And if we see it, like we're just part of the problem, man. Like, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, how are you responding? Yeah, are you still but, reeling? Yeah, but these these lefty wokey <laughs> boycotts don't work because it hasn't worked uh, with Hogwarts Legacy. No, I'll do uh, it. And, it's, it's uh, it, didn't, it didn't hurt Black Panther either. Well, don't you remember Shuri? <laughs> what she was an anti vaxxer she was, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. He didn't hear much about it. She got in mad, and that's just still at the more of the height. It was, of yeah. The, of the vaccine now, more people, I would say more people now don't give a shit about it. Oh, exactly. COVID yeah, dude, like, anymore, he's so. picked the right time to retweet something like this, where everyone's sick of it, everyone's fucking yeah. had enough. Like, every, we don't want to hear that, about I, it, you know? I do wish that, that companies would just realize that Twitter's not real. Oh, it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, people on Twitter are not real people. It's it's a, it's, it's a make believe world. It's a, it's an echo chamber. Um, I've got another tweet here uh, later on in the show um, that just proves to me just how stupid it is. But but like, what's hilarious to me? Like at the end of the day, uh, I I do. I, if I was his agent, I, I would be saying to him, "Don't do that again," because it's just pointless. But these people well, are so convinced that that a their stupid opinion is going to um affect anything but like you know they're, they're convinced that like their outrage rich is going to mean this movie's going to be cancelled uh there's no dc will fire him immediately um they're going to pull the film well, it's like no the fucking ads are out for this movie like the 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 hype machine is on right now um Listen, yeah what shazam is owned by warner brothers which is um um the same people who own hogwarts legacy okay yeah they probably after the massive sale, uh, pre-orders, pre-sales of Hogwarts, mm. after all the controversy, they probably said to him, listen, we need this movie to do well, <laughs> so we need you to go out there and piss off people that will try and cancel you, <laughs> and that will bring out all the supporters that will go watch the movie just to stick it to them. Yeah, it's, poss- it's, po- it's possible. Like, I, I just I just thought to myself, like, when I read it initially, I was kind of like, yeah, maybe not the smartest thing, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, but I, I just don't think it... it I don't really think it matters that much. Like he didn't really do anything that wrong at all. Like at the end of the day, like it's maybe not the smartest move in the world, but I, I also don't think it's like it's certainly not a fireable offense. Um, especially especially when he's this star and the film is like kind of just about to come out. Like there's he. It's not like you know if um, if you pick someone up on a criminal charge, something really bad. Yeah, then that could really impact it on this. But this is a retweet. Of some bullshit opinion, some joke, God knows what it even was. I just, I just question sometimes, and yet people were so convinced. Man, you would have the, these people were just like they were just like you know Zachary Levi, who they normally just love so much. They were just like so angry with him, Rich, and it was just like, oh, this guy can never work again. Um, <laughs> you know, like it was just it, that 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 was the tone, man. Like it was just so extreme, and you know it. These like and they're so convinced of their own uh, sort of importance, really. I like weirdly convinced, considering that, like honestly, they're nobodies. You know, they are absolutely like, uh, and I don't mean to be too mean, but like, they're, they're they're no ones. Like it's just it's just their opinion doesn't matter. Um, I'm sorry. Well, so I just I just see them as fake people on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. At the end of the day, man, I mean, what can you say? Like, oh, was... what's, what's the expression? Keyboard warriors. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I want someone to do an animation of like a um, uh, a keyboard warrior, but yeah. done to like E-Man. Yeah. Where they like they they nerdy, and then they sit down, and someone 
says something and then they go, by the power of the internet, I have the power. And then they turn into like the, you know, like a Chad He-Man and then they just start fucking going at the keyboard. You know, like there's a big transformation and then they on the keyboard. I want to see someone do an animation like that. Yeah. Yeah, while we're awaiting Ray, Rich, uh, I was just talking about my my, uh, technology um, limitations, I guess you could say. I was going to say strengths, but maybe more limitations. (laughs) And my hatred, apparently, of... uh, of the medium. <laughs> yeah. Quite a quite a boomer attitude. Massive. I'm one step away from that old guy shouting at people on the lawn. Seriously. I, I understand why that guy's doing that. I, I get it. I get it 100%. Noisy kids, people on the lawn. Like, you know, when I'm driving and stuff, I'm always shaking my head, like, and saying stuff. I'm one of those guys, you know? When I'm walking, the drifter's in front of me, I'm like, keep to the left, keep to the left, keep to the left. That kind of stuff, you know, that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I'm that guy, but I've always been that guy. I was that guy when I was like in my twenties, you know. Um, That's fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Like, you, are, you you are who you are, hey. Exactly. Now this was hilarious. Peter Safran uh, savaged the Batgirl movie. He said it was not releasable. I actually think the president and CEO of Warner Brothers, um, David DeSalle, for the team made a very bold and courageous decision because it would have hurt DC. I mean, wow. the brutal honesty of this guy is actually kind of humorous to me. Like, he's just like... Which makes you think, how bad does yeah, this like, yeah. have to be? Like, when you think about some of the product that's been put out that really hasn't been that strong. Like, I mean, I know it. Like, I know it's a Marvel thing. Um, Morbius, okay? Like, look, it's, it's very middle of the road. But essentially, it's quite mediocre. You... It's morbid time. It's more of a, like it's not the worst thing of all time, but it's certainly not the best. But they put that out, you know what I mean? Like, and 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 Warner's have put out plenty of shit in their time. What was it about Batgirl? Do you think that there's got to be something in it that must have? I I almost think it must have been something to do with Michael Keaton, maybe, um, maybe making him more prominent than you would think. What do you think the reasoning behind it was, Rich? Because like, the, I mean, they, they, they put I out plenty of bullshit. Like- yeah, I mean the, the the main actress could not have been that good either. Like, mm. um, yeah, but I'm, how I'm bad was saying, she? No, 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 I'm not putting. Yeah. I'm not. No, no. But here's the thing: I'm not putting all on her. I'm saying that's a factor. Maybe she just came off as like completely fucking terrible, mm. and then the story could have been like absolute fucking garbage. And <laughs> maybe even though they had money, maybe they didn't spend it right, and the, it looked like a TV show. You know sure. what I mean? Like. Where they almost go, what the fuck did you do with the budget? Um, yeah, you know. So as I said, I will never, unless there's a tell-all book one day, we'll never know how bad it was. Like, have uh, you seen uh, what's his name, Brendan Fraser's Firefly? Just looks so fucking poor. It's just like, really, that's Firefly? Like, and I'm, I'm not a. I, I tell you one thing, I'm sick of fucking hearing about Brendan Fraser and his comeback. Oh my fucking god! Who's Wait, what are we? What are we what's what's Firefly? What are we talking about? Firefly, the the Batman villain, is a villain in was a villain in the Batgirl movie and played by Brendan Fraser. Is that his name, Brendan Fraser, the massively obese guy now who used to be in the Mummy? Yeah, him. That's, is his wow. name? Is his name Brendan Fraser? Yeah, was he in the movie? Yes, as Firefly. Oh, okay. And dude, you've got to check the costume out. It's so fucking bad. It's yeah, it, not his fault. It's not his fault, but it's it's a it's it's a point to the. You know, also, the why do you hate Brendan Fraser? 
Uh, I'm just sick of hearing about this comeback, man. Like, like I'm just over it. Wow, I'm fucking over it, man. Like, how fucking dare he have a comeback? Oh, it's it's the it's the bullshit um, overkill of the comeback that's got me. Like, Brendan Fraser, I don't care. Like, he was okay back in the in two thousands and. You know, yeah, he was cool back in the Mummy and stuff, but like, man, I what he's I don't very good in Doom Patrol as well. Yeah, he's okay. I've seen it. He he plays a robot guy. He does the voice. He's okay. Yeah, he does clip. Yeah, he, okay is is how I describe the performance too. Like just like in most of his career, I describe him as okay, like humorous, humor. Like what? But what I don't need. This is what I don't need. It's he's obviously got he's obviously paid off the right people because the press for two years has been shoving down our throats about how great Brendan Fraser is, how fucking fantastic this movie The Whale is, blah, blah, blah. It's an award performance long before it came out. like, And it's a sob story for him, apparently, too. So it's just like, I'm just tired of the narrative, man. Like, I mean, show me a fucking film that he's good in now. And everyone's like, The Whale. I'm never going to watch The Whale. Like, The Whale is like a movie I would have to be almost dying in a hospital... No, no other content. I'm like, put, if I'm put on the whale, I may as well just die. Um, <laughs> See, but, but by the way, I just want to say thank you for proving something I said earlier on when I said if someone gives you the truth, you won't accept it because you just said show me a movie where he's fucking good in it, and you're like the whale. And you're like, I'm not fucking watching that. Like, well, I mean, what do you want? I mean, well, I mean, like a mainstream, a mainstream fucking film, a mainstream fucking movie that people know about, man. Like. Not well, he hasn't the way. Really done anything. Like that's yeah. the thing. That's why he's on a comeback now. Like Jesus, I am like, sick to death of this comeback, man. You know, wow. like what? Why? But like, why is it such a sob story as well? Like people are making out like he was the most hard done by guy of all time. I get it. There's an allegation of sexual harassment that happened like fucking ten years ago, if not more, and he had some injuries and stuff, and he put on all this weight. And we're all supposed to be like, oh, my God, like, how can we possibly go on with our lives at Brendan Fraser? Like, lose the weight would be my first advice. Lose, like, lose, like, seriously, lose 30 to 40 kilos, Brendan Fraser, and then maybe, okay, you've got something. But right now, what we've got is a very, very fat man who's got the media on his side, nonstop fucking Brendan Fraser praise for two years. Yeah, I'm sick to death of it, man. Whoa, whoa, you... You do know that he's right. You know that he's not. You do know that he's not as fat as the character in the whale. He's pretty fat. fat By the way, uh, welcome to Ray. How are you, man? Hey, good, good. Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. you. I heard the whale, the whale, and fat man. Oh, uh, dude, like, seriously. Uh, uh, Dave just hates Brendan Fraser. No, I'm sick to death of it. We're all supposed to, like, Ray, I don't know if you've heard this. The last two years, yeah. all we've heard yeah. is how hard by done by Brendan Fraser's been, with all these millions of dollars, by the way, and um, yeah. he's put on all this fucking weight, and, yeah. and we're supposed to feel sorry for him for that aspect as well. Well, he, that's his own decision. And he's so great in the world, Ray, this movie that, like, nobody is mm-hmm. watching. And Did he win? He won. He won something, know. right? Yeah, he? He won. it's a pity award, right? Because the pity party for Brendan Fraser <laughs> has been going now for two years. And Rich is a signed-on card-carrying member of his fan club, from what I'm hearing, Rich. Am I right? Uh, because I said you're being too harsh? Yes, okay. That makes me a fan <laughs> club member. That's who I am. <laughs> Where are you on it, Ray? Come on. You, you've got to be the swing voter. Uh, Come on. 
bury this fucker. Uh, yeah, look, bury this fucker. Dude. No, come on. Oh, look, no, no real, <laughs> no real, opi- no real opinion. Oh, I um, I did. Uh, you know, I've, I've similar to you. I think I've read about his comeback, and and I think I, he he also was like blacklisted. Apparently, you know, all these, these articles. Supp- about, allegedly, right? Yeah, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly blacklisted. I don't know what goes on behind the doors there in Hollywood, but some actors, you know, they don't get they don't get the um, the the rub, um, so to speak. I don't know. He, but but um, could he have just aged out? Like he wasn't that good an actor. He aged mm. out. Like he put on a lot of weight. He lost his looks. Mm. Could it not be that? Yeah. Is that possible? Well, oh yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think it's a. Um, you know, you'd have to say it's a bit of a success story. If if he was knocking on the door and they weren't letting him in, yeah. and then all of a sudden he gets a, a breakthrough, then yeah, good on him. Like, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really interested in, in the movie. If for, it does, for yeah. me, it's gone on too long. This is the thing. Yeah. It's been two years. It's been one narrative by this guy. Um, yeah. I'm just sick to death of it. Um, Rich, I'm, I'm keen to see. Uh, I'm keen to see him in Doom Patrol. Sorry, I've heard he's pretty good in that, isn't he? Or no, Dave hates him in that it. as well. Dude, oh, no, okay. seriously, he's he, no. You know what he does in Doom Patrol, right? Nothing that you or I couldn't yeah. do. He just voices this fucking oh, really? robot man <laughs> character. You don't even see him, do you? Rich? Do you see him ever? Yes, you do. How much? Okay. Uh, well, whenever voices. there's whenever there's flashbacks or whenever there's a okay. weird magical thing that. Puts him in back in his human okay. body or something like that. So okay. he's had some. Yeah, right. He's been in it. How's the weight? Is he overweight? Or uh, is he he's actually in in the Doom Patrol. He's actually probably fatter than what he is oh. now. Not. Oh, okay, okay. Because I I've actually I mean truth be told the only I've only seen shots of him with the makeup in the whale. So I don't know how he is now, like in real life. He's big. He's big. <laughs> I've seen him. Yeah, he's right. big. He's large. He's big, okay. but he has lost weight since Doom Patrol, so. Okay. No. Oh. I mean, so, Ray, there's a new superhero, did you like, did, superhero in town. Did you, Consider, and you're him, so. <laughs> <laughs> did, you like, did you like George of the Jungle, Dave? No. Is that I what? No, I fucking didn't, didn't like it at oh, all. How about the, mum, the, mum, the mummies? I did like the mummy oh, the series, and I like yeah, Blast from the Past. I like Blast from the Past okay. and, and um, the mummy series. Yes, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, I like the first mummy. I can't remember the other ones. Um, Don't forget Encino, man. I enjoyed oh, that as yes, well. Encino I enjoyed man. that as well. Yes. I enjoyed that as well. That was good. Was he in? Am I? Am I misremembering? I could be misremembering. Was he in Dead Poet Society? Really young. Uh, yes, I he thought was he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super young. No, I liked him when he was younger. I think it's just I. I have uh, you know I have an issue when the media just pushes a narrative too hard. And for me, this storyline. So hang on, so so hang on. So because the media pushes it too hard and won't let it go, I lash out. Fuck Brendan Brendan Frazier. I yeah, I lash out. (laughs) So he has no no control over how much they push. Dude, he are you kidding, man? Money's changing hands with Brendan Frazier. There's been a concerted effort to get him back in the public eye for two years. Oh yeah, he's been he's been heavily fucking involved. He's been milking this pity party. Like, every time you see him at an award show, he's, like, blubbering and crying and, oh, I, I can't I, believe I did, it. Like, I mean, I, that's something that maybe uh, Rich has kind of alluded to. Do you think this is some sort of way of Hollywood playing their cards? Let's play the Brendan Fraser. Let's kind of yeah. bring his profile up again. 100%. Let's, um, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, it's yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. it's a, yeah, the, the filmmakers behind the whale are loving this. They've ridden this all the way to the bank. Like, uh, for mm. me, it's so obvious. Um, and, and also, I'm getting sick of seeing him blubbering his way through everything. Like, you go, oh, I can't believe the, the applause. <laughs> well, like, all you've been getting is applause. Dave, can we just 
like just stop the hypocrisy though? <laughs> no. Like you have said on the show multiple times that you would whore the fuck out of things if you yeah, got money. Sure. But yet as soon as someone else is doing the same thing, you're like, fuck that guy. Jesus yeah. fuck, man. I'm so sick of him fucking doing that. What I would do if I was in the same position. Oh uh, no, for me it's the bl- it's the blubbering. It's the blubbering, like people Mate, are standing up. It's, it's like the, dude, the guy. The guy can barely fit into a chair, and and then he stands up and he's like, "Oh, he can't believe he's got his hanky out." I'm like, "Oh, sit down." Oh, he, like, yeah, yeah, he could be. He, he's playing the playing the um, playing the cards. you know, the sympathy. Yeah, the oh, sympathy sure. cards. He yeah, should yeah. run for fucking office the way he's going, like because seriously, like. Anyway, I, I've said enough. I think <laughs> my feelings. I think, I think jealousy is a nasty color on you, Dave. I think um, it's a fairly constant color. I, I think uh, he needs. To, I've said it right. I think he needs to lose forty to fifty kilo. Seriously. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a substantial amount. <laughs> I think he needs to lose it, man. <laughs> and, and and but maybe I'm just going to say this now. This is not. I'm apologies if this is on PC. I think he's milking the fat vote. I really do. I think I think there's an element of that as well. Milking Rich. the fat boat. <laughs> yeah, Rich, would you agree with that comment? I haven't seen anything, so I don't know. <laughs> Unlike you, I don't actually follow his career and all this news crap that is upsetting you. So I honestly don't know. <laughs> well, all right. Okay. Well, moving on from Brendan Fraser. Oh, by the way, um, Ray. Uh, we yes. did cover the um, we did cover the uh, the DC stuff. Oh, uh, you have already. Yeah, the okay. James Gunn stuff. But but uh, but oh I, yeah, I, I, we only just covered it. So I wanted to ask you. Uh, I know you're more Marvel side of the fence, but you've read heaps of DC, especially the last few years. Any yep. of the stuff interest you? Like, was this any? any was there anything that really stood out for you? Like, yeah, you're like the Superman or something. Or and was um, there stuff that didn't? You know, was there anything there? Uh, look, I mean, yeah, it, I'll, I think I'll go see most of them. Sure. Um, Superman, yeah, I mean, that interested me, see, see how it goes. I mean, it's not like they haven't kind of done the whole rinse and repeat again, so. The Kryptonian Heritage sounds pretty cool. Yeah, though. yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Is that, why well, they're going to. It's going to be focused on a younger Superman, supposedly, and focused on his Kryptonian heritage, which makes me uh, think of some oh, space okay. and possibly brain. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's different. So, yeah, I mean, excited at that. Um, I was kind of expecting more bigger bigger swings from mm. uh, Gunn and, and Saffron, I think, uh, because some of them were, I thought, obscure choices, but, you know, hats off for trying something new, like the authority. Oh, that would yeah, be interesting. Please, bring it on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that's cool. Uh, Swamp. Swamp Thing, I think that's. I mean, there was a TV show already, but sure. to try and elevate it's to. I predicted uh, it's going to bomb. I predicted it's going to bomb. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I actually made a comment. I wish Lobo would nuke the swamp. Um, uh, <laughs> See, Lobo would be cool. Um, please give me Lobo, Ray. Please give me yeah, Lobo. Yeah, but I mean, I was surprised that I know the whole thing behind you know the the um, scandals behind it before, but like, you know, the bigger characters like, like the flash really, I yeah. would have thought that the flash would have been featured in there. Um, well, his movie's coming yeah. out. Oh, it's still coming out. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent coming. Yeah. No, he actually oh, said okay. that. He, he said okay. that, um, Aquaman two, uh, right. Oh. right. This isn't, this isn't a reboot. This is the new 52 in <laughs> movie form. Yeah. Right. You're right. Yes. Um, 
Okay, so yeah, it's. I mean, the and the. Um, I'm not sure about Waller. What was it the TV shows Waller? Yeah, I'm not really interested that in that character. Yeah, uh, Lantern Lanterns looks mm. good. Oh, sounds good. Sorry, and um, and there's that last one. What was it? Uh, Paradise Lost. What What is that about? Uh, we were just discussing it. it it's it's uh, Game of Thrones on Themyscira, right? There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah that'd be pretty cool. Uh, well, yeah. I just thought of something. Yeah. Um, uh, just gonna put out there possibly some lesbian sex. Um, that's just something I've just floated <laughs> into my just floated into my head. I guess you know yep. you've got to fill you got to fill the screen. It, it, it never floats far away, Dave. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, so. But but like Rich, would you agree? You've got to kind of fill the screen. You've got to get some salacious moments. We all know that the boobs are a big part of Game of Thrones. I don't think that's what they meant when they say Game of Thrones. <laughs> but, well, I think I should be applauded for only I know that's this what comment. you think, but I don't think that's yeah. what they think. I think I should be applauded for only thinking that now rather than half an hour ago when we first discussed it. So I think I've, mm. I've advanced as a person. Um, yeah. And can I just oh, say I as well, Dave, I, I, don't think you've, I don't know if you raised it or not, but our head writer from Moon Knight, Jeremy Slater, mm. is part of the, part of the team there. Yeah, we went and, through the um, team, and um, we mm. weren't actually aware of him. But there's one chick on there whose her her resume is not fantastic. Oh. She was behind Birds of Prey, uh, the movie The Bomb, the cancelled oh. Batgirl film, and the upcoming Flash movie that's been in development for ten years. Oh, so okay. she's been elevated. And guess what? Uh, Signal Doom favorite Tom King's also on there. Yes, I saw that. I thought you would be happy about I, that. I'm not happy, I and I, happy. I made a comment. Yeah. I think his ego <laughs> will destroy him and he'll be out of that job within 18 months i think the guy this guy i, I i'll say it right now tom king and mitch yeah. gerard they 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 they're they jerking each off on twitter all the time and yeah. they're the sickest the sycophants of each other and mm. tom king is not a talented writer he's a hack and yeah. um and also just not an amusing guy a guy who's very egotistical very up himself mm. and I can see him losing that job, talking himself out of a job. Um, yeah. Ray, your comments? Um, yeah, yeah. Tom King, I know. You, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him as well. Um, I don't hate him, but... Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he doesn't, like, you know, my ears don't prick up when he's he's on there. That's good, good for him. Um, I want to know your thoughts. Like, like I, I missed the the beginning. Um, so, like, like Rich and and Dave, like, mm. what are you most looking forward to out of this announcement? Well, I can tell you for me, uh, the Superman. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the Batman, Brave and the Bold with um, uh, yeah. Damian Wayne. Obviously, yeah. yes. Uh, the Authority. Uh, I'm really excited mm. by. Um, and the TV shows, I will definitely give the Themyscira one a try. I will definitely watch the Green Lantern one. Um, I, Walla, I will s- probably struggle to get through because I, I find that character fairly boring. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in general, I was kind of pleased. I won't be watching Swamp Thing, but God bless Swamp Thing for getting out there because they're always trying to milk Swamp Thing, so that's not had you Had you watched the TV show? I watched half an episode. Rich lent me his Blu-ray. I watched half an episode and switched off because I was like, this is just oh. more boring Swamp Thing in the Swamp. Um, <laughs> but Rich loves you, Rich? the TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rich. And, and how about you for the new announcement? Lanterns, I'm assuming? Nope, nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair I was going to say. Not, I'm not even excited about the Creature Commandos cartoon. <laughs> why, oh. why, why aren't you excited about that, though? Because I would have thought that would be right up your because alley. Because if any of these announcements were made 15 years ago, I'd be fucking off my chair with excitement, but I don't mm. care anymore. I told you this a, a week ago, I feel nothing but apathy towards Dead. all these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Just death. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
They okay, should, would, I, would, I like to, would I like to be surprised? Yes. Would I mm. like them to, to win me over? Yes. Am yeah. I expecting them to? No. Yeah. I mean, Rich, last, last episode um, with you and Dave, I, I was um, pleasantly surprised at, at the enthusiasm and passion that you, what was it? Um, high f- Hi-Fi something? Oh, yeah, the game. Hi-Fi um, Rush. I just Hi-Fi finished that Rush. the other day. Yeah. Like, it was really, really nice to hear, like, you just very enthusiastic about it and uh, largely I, I i got the impression that you were positive for like a lot of the things he's loving um, though he's loving Hi-Fi like rush uh, yeah but no, look i can I, I can understand the apathy for um towards the um i guess more comic book shows uh and tv uh, and movies but you, you know this is a big announcement by dc so that's it man i'm all no, i'm all for it thing, you it's, know? it's a big announcement but i just i'm just tempering yeah. my my expectations yeah no, for sure i just as da- look, da- as Dave and I were discussing this, the problem is is the people. I've been sort of phased out because the people who write these shows now, mm. they don't write for me. Their comedy yeah. is terrible. They, 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 oh, well, they, they, yeah, their sense of storytelling is, mm. is, is woeful. Mm. You know, yeah. so, you know, am I expecting anything that's going to make me laugh or whatever? No. Yeah, yeah. doesn't mean it can't. Because, like, as I said, I mean, you know, a, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, for Spoken Hi-Fi Rush, they both have, like, you know, dialogue that's like, oh, you know, not spoken by real people. And I go, yeah, but yeah. one's done well. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. It's not spoken by real people. So they, they, like, they, they say they both are cringy. They're both oh, like, right. oh, you know, they're mm. both like, um, oh, the main character right. in Hi-Fi Rush is a bit like a bit of an, an airhead. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, another great Brendan Fraser movie. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> Oh yeah, and so and and for spoken, she's got that dialogue like, did I just do yeah. that? Did I just like that very Marvel? Yeah, but yeah. the difference is, it's about execution. It's not yeah. that I prefer, you know, it's like, oh no, I can't take. It's no, but it has to be done well. Yeah, have yeah. good voice acting. It's got to yes. be written well. You've got to know how to tell a joke. It can't just yes. be, oh, we we we're doing the Marvel writing. No, it yeah. only works when you do it right. So yes. yeah, but, that's, but what, that's my problem. Is I yes. just don't think it'll be done right. Yeah. Okay. Well, but aside from the execution, so w- was there anything when the announcement was made that it kind of like you know raised an eyebrow from you going, oh, okay, that's oh, yeah, sure. full full I, credit yeah, for going when I for. When they said, oh, boost the gold. I'm like, geez, that'd be nice if they could fucking. Oh yeah. Do that. Oh, oh uh, yeah, boost the gold. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Swamp Thing, of course, yes. But I mean, I already got a good show, and yep. I don't think they're going to come anywhere close to doing something that good. Okay. Um, yeah, I still with, want to watch it yeah. with with gun in charge. You know, I mean, for God's sake, they announced Creature Commandos, and I saw an image for it, mm. and it's got that stupid fucking weasel <laughs> character what that, he, cre- that he cre- made in in um uh the Suicide Squad movie that he did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. character that you he's said got died to inject right his stuff. brother into it for some fucking reason. Uh, well, that's just oh, getting a paycheck yeah. for his fucking brother, man. Like, he, yeah, but but that's my point. Like, so I can't look at that and yeah. go. Yes, I've got confidence in the shit that you're going to produce. So mm. I've got no confidence in Creature Commanders. I, I seriously could live the rest. What of is my Creature? Life. Co- it's just a, it's that? a seventies, it's a seventies um comic. Was Rich? Didn't we do it? Wasn't it like vampires and stuff? It, so it was created by James DiMatteo. Yes. Oh, and okay. it's basically you take all the universal monsters. Yep. Uh-huh. And you put them in World War Two. It's actually oh, pretty good. Cool. The original. The original is pretty good. Cool. Yeah. It's not the actual creatures. The U.S. Army basically created their own yeah. version. So they created okay. their own vampire, their own werewolf, their own yes. whatever. Oh, that sounds pretty and cool, yeah. they used them as, like, a creature commando squad, and they yeah. are run by a, a human guy who fucking hates them, calls mm. them freaks all the time. Has, uh, you know, okay. Doesn't yeah, care yeah. they die as long as they get the job done, that kind of thing and all that. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, it's okay. almost like Dirty Dozen with the uh, Universal Monsters. 
Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Kind of okay, thing. Yeah, sounds, we did, we did it on the show before one of our JM interviews, and um, yeah, it was yeah. Fi- it was fine, you know. Um, okay, but anyway, well, that, that's something different, you know. That that's a a bit of a swing from from Gun and Saffron. Let's hope the animation quality is higher than what it recently has been. Rich, well, would you agree? Well, they say animation's good, right? Isn't it good? No, or? not right now. No, we've got a we've oh, got a review okay. coming up. This DC animation had been good. The last five years, it's been absolutely appalling. Oh wow! It's been very cheap, and uh, okay. and this isn't one or two movies. It's been the pretty much the majority of their product, right? Um, in their mainstream, whatever they call it, like they've got their sort of little sandbox where they use all of the same yeah. voice actors and stuff, and it's been poor. Are you saying like the Harley Quinn show isn't that really? Yeah, good? but I'm not referring other? to I'm, that. Is good, but I'm not referring to that one. I'm talking about their mainstream uh, superhero stuff. They do a lot of product. <clears throat> like Superman, Man of Tomorrow. There's been a few of them. Oh, all they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the the movies like the yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, yeah, that's what features. the thing we're going to review um, this episode, yep. uh, the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, it's the same animation style. It's very cheap, uh, um, and they've tried to tart it up a bit now, so it looks a yes. little better, but it's still pretty Actually, bad. Yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. Connor and I did a few of those mm. um, on Last Sons and. Uh, what Connor was saying was that they they put the money in certain scenes, you know. Yeah. You know, so you do you do see like the big climaxes or whatever, big action sequences. Some of them are good, mm. and then the rest kind of peter off. But yeah, yeah, I, I can see what you mean. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, look, it's yeah, it, it's yeah. a style, and they they're sticking to it. But um, mm. yeah, it's yeah, it's not great. Uh, now, moving away from DC for a second, the Matlock reboot has been ordered to pilot, starring Kathy Bates. AV oh. Club stated she was apparently the only person who could possibly have played the role, um, which I found amusing. Uh, Rich, your thoughts on a Matlock reboot with Kathy Bates? I find it amusing too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that, but it was written like it was the president of a fan club um, writing the article. They were just like that in the pocket. Of, oh, like I like Kathy Bates too. I think she's a really good actress, mm-hmm. and I think she could certainly play the role, but. Like the way that they, they were writing it as if it was the uh, the only logical possible replacement for Andy Griffiths playing Matlock, and I was like, seems like a stretch, you know. Um, Just them continuing though. I mean, what isn't the um, Queen Latifah is now playing a, a character equalizer. With... Equalizer, yeah. Right? So yeah. yeah, this is just the new fad now of let's just take old properties. We're going to reboot them, but we're just going to make it. A woman, which again on the surface is fine, but it just seems like that's just a mandate now. It's not an actual mm. like, you sure. know, um, it's, it's not an idea where they're like, oh my god, we've worked on this for years, and you know, blah blah blah, and you mm. know, it was written. It's like I just feel like they were like, oh, let's do Matlock, but make it a woman. It's like, oh well, you're well, brilliant. Someone like said, paycheck. someone said, I wonder if Kathy Bates is playing his daughter because his daughter was in the original Matlock series. We used to ah, watch it. Um, okay, I, I do recall well, his that's daughter. That's fine as long oh. as she, as long as it's not reboot and she's playing like the original character. Yeah, no, I hope it's a family member. Um, that would make sense. I, I used to yeah. love Matlock. I remember that there was an episode where, because um, famously Matlock never lost, there was an episode where they focused on the one case he had lost, and guess what? He exonerates the guy by the end. So. <laughs> he goes to a retrial and um, he gets the appeal going, and Matlock manages to get him out of jail. And it's like, wow, his his record's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the one blemish. Do you remember Matlock from the eighties, <laughs> Ray? Were you around then? I was. Oh yeah, no, abs- no absolutely. Yeah, 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 Matlock. Yeah, I used to, I mean, wasn't an, an avid watcher, but um, watched a handful of um, but episodes. Even if you don't, you know it from The Simpsons. 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was no. the, there was the other um who was the other one? Was it was it the equalizer? I can't remember. Is that Roger oh, who's it, Woodward? Edward Woodward, yeah, man. Edward Woodward. Great was, yeah, okay. okay. I got them. I always got them mixed up. Yeah, I've got the yeah. DVDs of the whole series of Equalizer. Um, it's, yep. it's, yes. a, it's a great fucking show, man. Like, um, yeah. Now I've got a, um, I've got a discussion point. We we did a Twitter thing. We were talking about echo chambers in Twitter, and there's people who wanted to cancel Zachary Levi for retweeting an anti-vax tweet, and they really were convinced Ray that they were going to cancel Shazam too. I'm sorry oh. to tell them that Shazam 2 is still coming out, guys, and uh, the pressure mm-hmm. is really ramping up at the moment, so it seems like the little boycott of five people didn't have much effect. What a, what a surprise. Um, yeah. But now I've got a new one on Twitter. It was this girl. Uh, as usual, um, she's searching for people who agree with her. Um, mm-hmm. But I will like to remind those people, it is a public forum, you know? So when you mm-hmm. put your comment out there, but don't be too surprised if you don't get 100% compliance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, hopefully you shouldn't get 100% compliance. No, yeah. exactly. So anyway, so she's she's having a bit of a cry about, um, she's a role player, Rich, in, in D&D or something. She takes it pretty seriously. And um, her comment was, does anyone else get annoyed by I loot every corpse players? And, she, you know, so when you're playing D&D, you know, when people are killed and stuff, people who, you know, loot the corpses to get cash, basically. I'm one of these people. And um, then she says she's trying to justify her um, her little game. As she's talking about her um, her campaign. We don't fight goblins, of course, because remember, Rich, goblins are racist. Remember that one? Um, we don't Not fight... allowed to call them goblins. Be careful. I mean, yeah, it's kind of racist. She, it's kind of racist. She's calling them <laughs> goblins, even really, you know. But anyway, we don't fight goblins. We don't fight people at all yet, actually. Wow. So you're not. Wow, you're playing DD, not fighting anybody. That must be fucking boring. Um, except once over a year ago. Wow. Must have left some pretty deep scars there, I reckon, guys. Bit of therapy there. And then she says, "This is literally an RP-heavy hero campaign with one new guy." I love the way she's like, fuck this new guy, like, please crucify him, internet, who refuses to talk to us and loots every innocent civilian corpse he finds. It's weirdo video game behaviour at our table. I was just like, I read this and I was just like, oh, fuck this chick. And then I, and I, I responded, are you talking about D&D? I would generally loot corpses, why not? Every dollar counts. That's why you do it. Then I, then I played the innocent. <laughs> why, why don't you fight goblins? His behaviour is not that unusual. No response. <laughs> and, you know, and then she's like, um, if, if these people who don't understand what I'm saying, this tweet isn't for you. You know, like, fuck you people. Um, if you're, any of your answers involved, it depends. I investigate yeah. the whole room or any response involving critical thinking or combat involved, then this post is not about you. This is a very specific kind of, I loot every corpse regardless of what has been said, player. Um, so basically she's just annoying person who's yeah. got on she's the got internet, the, you know, and yeah, uh, she, she's got the wrong forum. Like, you know, if she, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, as you said, it, it's a public forum. Like public you forum. can't, you can't cater, Like you can't, yeah. you know, yeah. structure who, who responds to it. Exactly. But that's, uh, but that's yeah. why I said like the Twitter's not real. The only reason people post on Twitter mm. is just because they want affirmation. Like yeah, they're so, not looking for a discussion. They're oh, not no, looking for different not. points of view. Yeah. When someone puts something out there, they're not looking for anything other than you're right. Yeah. You're right. You go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's all they're looking for. Fuck these people who loot corpses. They're the worst. 
they shouldn't be allowed to play. She would have loved it if you said something like that. Like, you know, like, can you imagine if you're like, yeah, you're so right. You go, girl. Like, oh, that, yeah, that, that put it on cloud nine. Fuck, fuck people who loot corpses. <laughs> fuck people who fight in D&D. Jesus, what's wrong with them? Something like that. That's, that would have been hilarious. I should create like a... So I've actually got quite a few profiles on Twitter for the show, so I should create one that's like super in agreement with everybody, like no matter what anyone says. Yeah! <laughs> Just like, do, do, um, what's his name? Uh, what was the guy's name, Rich the Wrestler? Oh, Yeah! Oh, Randy Savage. Randy, Randy Savage. Savage. I'll just constantly yeah. do the oh yeah give. Oh yeah, no matter what they say. <laughs> What's happened to Twitter? Is it was it meant to be going? I thought it was meant to be going. Oh, people you know? people were crying about it, but they're still on there. Yeah. The same people who were bemoaning and crying about it, you know, it was going to turn into mm. such a hellhole, Ray. Um, they're still there. It already was a hellhole. That it was, was already a hellhole, <laughs> and so it's just like, but the, but they were like, oh, well, I don't know. There was plenty of people dramatically announcing their exit. And then yep. they've kind of snapped back in the door again and they're back posting again about their pathetic lives and, um, you know, <laughs> crying about, like, all the indignities heaped upon them, basically. Uh, now, um, so there was a tweet about um, auto-looting. Now, uh, Dave Batista, uh, we'd like to know, he likes to consider himself uh, a famous actor. Would you agree, Rich, now? He, he thinks very highly of himself he and his talent. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's, he's now having a bit of a cry. He says he's not getting rom-coms. And he's saying, I ask myself, am I that unattractive? Is there something that unappealing about me yeah. that excludes me from these parts? Jesus, yeah. this guy never stops, does he? Like, one day he, he wants to win an Oscar and he thinks he's God's gift yeah. to acting, and now it's like, I can't get a rom-com. Yeah, look, the reality is, like, no matter how successful you are, you know, there are still some lanes that you have to stick to. Yeah. Like, and you can't, you know... Uh, I mean, there are exceptions, of course, but generally, even no matter how high-tier... Well, acting, you are, you know, you're still subject to the casting decisions. And uh, sure. yeah, I'm sorry, Batista, I don't think I'd, I'd see him as a rom-com. I don't think like marketing or whoever and the studios would val would see value in him being in a rom-com. Oh. Um, so, you know, other than maybe his comedic timing, but yeah, you know. Also, not... rom-coms aren't as popular as in frequency mm. at the cinema as they used to be, you know? Yeah, you yeah, get true. them, but there's not as many. I think Richie made a comment last show. They're far more prevalent on TV now. Yeah. Uh, when Harry met Sally. And, that was and, and I'll say it, you know, you're an uggo, Dave. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't be in a rom-com because yeah. no one wants a giant, saggy, balding man <laughs> covered in tattoos who's too old for yeah. rom-coms. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Like, That's right. Yeah, so you've got to be yeah, realistic. Like, like, no one wants you've... to see this lecherous, like... Guy yeah. crawling all over like a twenty-year-old you know, woman. Like maybe, Jesus. maybe Dave Batista twenty years ago when he still had hair and you know, yeah. and and still had his sort of like um, you know, barely any tattoos on him. Yeah, you know, sure, but like, what, what is he now? Like fifty, probably something. Uh, yeah. Bald. Uh, I'm sorry, like you know. Yeah, I mean, look, because I'm thinking the only thing I'm thinking of is like when Harry met Sally. Like that, that's the, the last kind of classic rom com from Hollywood. You know, Billy Crystal. Yeah, but, okay, but he's Billy not. Crystal, he's not. He's not yeah, a go, and he's and he's charming, no, and he's got comedy. That, that's what I'm. That's what I was going heading towards. Like you know, he's not you know physically, aesthetically mm. attractive, but he's got that kind of charisma. You know, he's he's uh, yeah, a likable character as well. Like yeah. you know, being a a seasoned a stand up a comedian, exactly. you know, he, he can he can pull it. Um, Dave Batista, he looks like a thug. I'm sorry, mm. you know, he does. Um, 
it doesn't matter how lovable he can act, um, he's going to scare away a lot of people. Yeah, there's no chance of it happening unless it would be such stunt casting. Uh, oh, yeah, he's playing a friend, a wacky friend, something like that I could see, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. I could see him playing a character in one. Uh, you know, he's not going to be the... In a classic rom-com, I don't see him being the a believable sort of lead. Uh, you know, it could happen. I mean, it, nothing would surprise me with Hollywood, but the fact he's crying about it as well is hilarious because, like, this this guy has lucked in like you wouldn't believe. Like, he got yeah. in on Gardens of Galaxy. He's he's fine in it. Like, he's good. Yeah, he was almost broke as well. Yeah, he was almost like, broke. Oh, yeah, he's played that sob story of death as well. And then and then he's he was in Blade Runner. Boring. He was in. Yep. He was okay in the Knives Out sequel. He's okay in a lot of things. Like he's okay, hmm. um, but like this guy, he really should just count his cash because every dollar is a blessing that he's had. Yeah, you know, really, exactly. And again, being realistic with Hollywood, he is he is on the older like echelon. Sure, uh, you know, he's over fifty. You yeah. know, rom coms are generally those what twenty to thirty, really, yeah. aren't they? So, oh yeah, I mean, well, God, yeah. I mean, uh, unless, unless, yeah. yeah, unless, of course, you're Tom Hanks, or well, George know, Clooney, in... you know, who's oh man, or George oh, Clooney. I was, was going to yeah. say, you could be in your forties, you just got to be yeah. damn good, looking. but not, yeah, <laughs> but not over your fifties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could be, yeah, Sean Connery, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, um, they're exceptions to the rule. They're they're people yeah. who are linchpins of the whole fucking uh, industry. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, Dave Batista is not one of them. Um, I was going to say, surely he's going to milk James Gunn for a fucking role in um, his DC shit as well. So I don't think he's going to be short of a job. Uh, everyone yeah. wants him to be Bane. Ugh. Oh, he said he's not going to be. Yeah, he yeah. said he's too no, old no, for no. that as well. He, well, are there's two. There is one franchise he does want to get in on, apparently, and that's Gears of War. He does, actually, yeah. Ah, he's talked okay. about that a lot, actually. Yeah, the ah. the Gears of War voice actor, apparently, was against it. Um, but uh, I do he, he must make it. Yeah, he, wa- he wants to play, I think he wants to play Marcus Feeney. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm would... not opposed to him being in Gears of War as an original character, not the main character, but as some, yeah. you know, side character in it. Sure, mm-hmm. but not, no. no the Deputista as, as Marcus Phoenix, no. 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 <laughs> no. Is that a that's a that's a TV show that's going to be coming out of Netflix, isn't it, Rich? Mm, apparently, yeah, yeah. Along with the Assassin's if, Creed, if it ever if it ever gets made, have we got any news on the Assassin's Creed TV series in the last episode when we had nothing? What's Assassin's Creed? Oh come on, dude, don't play this games. <laughs> uh, Ray, why would heard... I be looking up Assassin's Creed? Ray, have you heard anything about the Assassin's Creed TV series in the last week? Uh-uh. Only from what you've mentioned last week. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, every now and then on Signal, we get a story that only it seems like I'm the only person in the world who cares about it, and I follow it fanatically. And, and it's so fucking annoying because I'd love, when they have the studio announcements, I'd love to be that guy hammering them with questions, like hardcore questions, you know, almost like political-style reporting questions. You never get it, or you get a softballers. Well, I'll come and throwing some fucking hardball, you know? And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, they might kick me out of the room, but so what? You know, you you, answer, you get your questions, get your five seconds of fame, get get on the video. You you put them under a bit of pressure, see them start to sweat, and, and they're like, "Oh, you're banned. You can never come back." I'm like, "Fine, I've never been before. I don't really care." You know, <laughs> like, yeah. who cares? It, you know, exactly. it's like when it's like when you go after Benders, and people are like, "I don't talk about Benders like that. He's a big linchpin in the industry." I go, "I don't like his work. Like, well, you know, he's, not not he's not my dad. He's not my dad." You know, like, what do yeah. I care? If, if, if it found its way to Bendis and it upset him, you know, I'm like, well, firstly, calm down. But secondly, maybe take a good look in the mirror. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they've got to be well versed in criticism, surely. Exactly. So. You know, anyway, but whatever. I don't know how we got on the topic, but it's it's annoying to me the whole thing. Like, you know, Dave Batista, what a clown. <laughs> um, he's in the he's in the latest. I'm um, sorry, hmm. to M Night Shyamalan. He's not Shyamalan. lacking for fucking roles, is he? He's yeah, getting, so he's getting I was surprised. But Dave, yeah, exactly. he really he's... wants that rom-com. He, he wants, wants a rom-com. He's a handsome man. <laughs> it just sounds like he wants an excuse, like, to, you know, like, him with, like, a really attractive leading lady and suddenly he's... Ma- <laughs> he wants to market himself up like The Rock did kind of thing, sort of to cross over a bit more into, like, the comedy area. But The Rock is, in mm. fairness, a much better-looking guy, in my opinion. Yeah. Um... But he, yeah, I, I can see where he's trying to go with it. He's trying to go become a bit more family friendly and trying to segue. But I do think, as you're saying, no, he's know. no, no, he's been in a comedy movie, mm. um, wow. uh, where he plays the bodyguard of like the president's daughter, who's like okay. ten years old or something like that. So he has, right. he's done a comedy like that. It's just that I think he wants, he wants the rom com. He What's wants the rom com. He wants to, he wants people to acknowledge that he's he's handsome. Jesus, well. Wow. You know, tough to feel sorry for him. Um, now, I had a short review. Uh, Rich, did you watch the original Star Trek episode that was our review for the week? I'm sure you didn't. I did not have no, time. No, it's okay. Where No Man Has Gone Before, I just want to do a quick um, shout-out. Uh, Connor actually uh, recommended this to me. I've not seen it. Ray, this was an interesting Star Trek original series. Um, yep. Basically, storyline is pretty basic. Um, uh, Enterprise floating through space. They come across a ship. Um, blah, blah, blah. They go onto the ship. Anyway, something on the ship infects two of the Star Trek crew members. That you know, They're not like the main crew, but they're, they're in it for the episode. And it advances them massively. So the evolution process, they're like 2,000 years ahead oh, mentally wow. cool. of humans. And one guy who's Kirk's friend, um, like in the show, it's established they've known each other for like 20 years, um, he becomes like super. Basically, it removes all their emotion. They, he becomes like okay. pure sort of thought, just just pure emotionless, and doesn't care about humans. Sees them as insects, and it's really interesting. Uh, and it happens to the woman as well, but she's not as bad. But it's, it's an interesting episode, um, and it tied into something we were talking about, Rich. I think where it was like, what if humans evolved so much? You know, we had that whole thing as society evil and all that kind of stuff. We won't need, we don't need to revisit it. But <clears throat> the, the concept of advancing so far beyond the normal kind of human way of thinking that you're thinking in terms of like, um, you know, 2,000 steps ahead of the next person, if not more. Mm. Um, and the guy just becomes a complete prick. Um, and they've got mental powers as well, which is pretty funny. You can imagine some of the cheesy special effects. Um, you know, so on the, on the when they've beamed down to the world and like they're on the set there with the two of them versus Kirk is trying to go hand to hand, and they're yes. kind of mentally pushing him around and stuff. Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I actually remember this from when I watched the um, watched it a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. So that that's the other ship. Yes, with the survivors, and he gets that like. Weird glowing eyes. Yeah, yeah, like that's it. Yes. Eyes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a good episode. He keeps, like, he keeps going in and out. Yeah, like, it's it's it, yeah, exactly. And the woman gets it at the end too. But the woman's um, by the way, hot as fucking hell. Um, I thought anyway, just in my opinion. Um, I Google it. I often do that. Does anyone else do this when you're watching old TV shows and stuff? Future do a lot. You see an attractive actress. Someone just catches your eye, 
And mm. oh, I wonder what happened to her IMDb. And as you're yeah, watching yeah, her, yeah. you're thinking she died of dementia. She was penniless. Oh. And you're like, wow, long road ahead yeah. for this chick, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, but then again, it, you know, it, it's a life. It's a life well lived. And um, yeah. I was watching Fugitive um, earlier this week, one of the greatest shows on TV ever. And there was this girl, uh, mid-60s, and, you know, it was the time that was set in the future, probably 64, 65. And she was, like, the quintessential, if you had to imagine, like, a rock chick in the mid-60s, where it was still kind of fairly sort of, it, it, you know, there was a weird way to it all. It was a little bit groovy, and she was doing this weird dance, and she had a great body, fantastic body, like, and I was just watching her, and I was like, man, like, she is something. You know, I'm just mm. like, wow, she was exuding some charisma and sexiness. And I was like, wow, uh, where has she been all my life? And two, what happened to her? So I Googled yeah. her. I had to yeah. do some research. I had to hit IMDb. I had to find the episode. It took me like fucking two minutes. Anyway, yeah. and then I found her. Ronnie Haran was the name. And guess what? My, my, my prediction was correct. She was actually Jim Morrison's girlfriend. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, not only that, she took a lot of the early photos of the doors. They lived in her apartment. This is like 66 as they were breaking out. Uh, she mm-hmm. was instrumental in, in getting them a deal, all sorts of stuff. She was also oh, massive, wow. massive, uh, described as a legend on the Sunset Strip. She was a talent booker. She, I, 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 I've done the whole thing. She married yeah. in 1970. She's uh, owned some massive real estate thing in um, you know, L.A. Like She's loaded. Um, yeah. She's put a house on the market for like $40 million. Wow. Um, I was. It was like a deep dive, you know. I was thinking, yeah, man, yeah. I, I was, you know, am I the only one thinking we need to get her on the show? Um, she was Jim Morrison's girlfriend, and and like did a lot of the photos. She's in. She she does liner notes for some of the stuff. I think she had quite a big career as whatever a booker is. Do you know what that is, Rich? Like a booker on the Sunset Strip. I don't quite understand what that is. Like she books bands. Is that it? I would imagine that sounds... Yeah, yeah. Is that a whole job? Like, what? Uh, yeah. can we get the doors, the whiskey go-go? Maybe just managing, well, organising. Yeah, well, a booker is generally would be the... Uh, like, if you, say, were running... Like, let's say you were in Vegas and you work in a casino. Yeah. yeah. As the booker, your job might be to book the, the talent. Book the, yeah. No, no, not the rooms. The, the, the talent. The, yeah, 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 sure. To fill the yeah, shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Sinatra, yeah. etc. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. and you work out the rates as well? So, I don't know. I did, um, some might yeah. be one night only. It might be a weekend, whatever yeah. rates. Whatever. I, don't, I mean, it's it could not be just job, admin, Dave. It could be just pure admin. <laughs> well, anyway, she was described as a legend on the strip. Yeah. And um, she's sexy. Oh, my God. You, you know, like, you have to see this episode to understand what I'm talking about. And they play up her sexiness. She's kind of like. The Fugitive, a, right? The Fugitive. The Fugitive. She, yeah, the fugitive. Yeah. she plays like the. Um, but I'll set the scene. So the fugitive is stuck in jail. Unfortunately, he's been captured once again. And um, he's in jail, and the locals outside are all hopped up on hate and want to... St- it's like a real uh, stereotypical, like, southern, you know, good old boys kind of, like, small town. And there's sort of like a lynch mob outside the jail, and he's locked up awaiting... He's been picked up somehow, and he's locked up awaiting Gerard, who's the guy who's always chasing him to come down and get him. Anyway, and he's in there with his other guy who got caught with, who's a real fuckwit, and um, uh, they organising some food to get sent over to them. And anyway, she, she comes out of this sort of diner carrying the food. And I can only... Like, it's not even acting. It's more of a look. 
It's sexy. Mm. It's like a doll. You know, she's doing a performance. It's almost like a burlesque dancer is how I'd describe it almost. And, and I'm just mm. like, man, like, I've never seen anyone carry a tray like this. You know, and... And it just went on and on. And it got to a point where she was like, oh, she, the guy was taking photos of her. She's up on the wall and, and she's like provocatively leaning. He's like, yeah, and that'll cost you an extra buck fifty. You see more skin. And I was just like, man, this is good times in rock and roll in the 60s. And um, yeah, it was just entrancing, you know. Um, has anyone had that experience watching an old show? Am I the only person? Have you ever been um, watching IMDb, you're watching a show, Ray, for an old movie, say, and you're like, man, this person's making an impression, male or female, and you hit IMDb yeah. and you fall down the rabbit hole? Yeah, yeah, I did I did recently. Um, it was, uh, I've been doing a rewatch of, of Farscape. Um, oh, the, yeah. I think I told you, I told you this, yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah, so yeah. going through the seasons, and, you know, it was something I kind of grew up with, and, um, you know, you, you kind of realise how long ago it was. Uh, sure. So it was in the early 90s. Anyway, so I was just watching it and just looking at the main characters, and I think your name, I can't even remember her name, I think it's Zahn, uh, Virginia Hay, uh, she plays the, the bald blue, mm-hmm. you know, priestess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I went through all of the characters, but then I, I, I got up to her and I went to IMDb, checked it out, yeah. and um, yeah, it was kind of like semi-tragic as well. So she, oh. her IMDb is filled, I think she uses it, check it out, I think she uses it as a journal, like she, she oh. literally puts in entries a, a lot. Right. Um, so, and she refers to herself, I'm pretty sure it is her. She yeah. refers to herself as Miss, you know, Miss Hay. Like, right. so Miss Hay did this and this and this, and Miss Hay is still a, um, a, an actor. And uh, so I was going through it and, and she regularly visited, you know, comic cons, which was really cool as well. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I don't think she's a comic book fan or anything like that. She's yeah. just an actor. Yeah. Um, and she used to be a model as well. Right. Uh, but long story short, uh, towards the end, the most recent entries into IMDb is that she's going through some, um, uh, therapy, a lot, you know, for uh, for for cancer. Yeah, um, I'm reading so, it right now. Yeah, she's struggling. Yeah, it's like, oh damn! And like, I was I was watching the show exactly like you, and going far out, you know, the decades ahead. This is what's yeah. you know we're gonna have to. So yeah, yeah, I do do that sometimes. Yeah, man, you get lost yeah. in it, lost in it, and I yeah. yeah. So you're doing, you're doing what I'm doing, you know? It's the same sort of stuff. Yeah, you uh, just get into you get yeah. interested in actors. I mean, yeah, male or female, you just check out. Oh, what are they doing now? And you know. You just check it out. So. What about you, Rich? You're Brendan Fraser. I guess you're spending a lot of time on that IMDb from your previous comments. Uh, no. Uh, I look. <laughs> if someone is a good actor, I'll look and see what other stuff they've done, but I don't yeah. give a fuck about their personal lives. Yeah, you're keeping it strictly business, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> care. Strictly professional. Um, I like it, Rich. Well, I guess I'm I'm keeping it professional. I want to get her for the show. Is she still alive? Um, yeah. Ronnie Harlan? Yeah. I, I mean... I'll say it now. I actually I got deep in the weeds, man. I, I saw divorce proceedings against the husband back in 2015. Wow. Um, they've been married since 1970, so single, ready to mingle. Um, <laughs> you know, but you know, owns a real estate firm over there. Seems to be doing yeah. pretty well for herself. It, it's it's just interesting, you know. Yeah. You see these, you know, what happens to them because obviously they whether they still act or not. No, you see, her acting career, the credits basically stopped. Um, so she be, I think she fully became involved in this whole rock thing, you know? Okay. Um, you, oh, you know, you know, um, who I also looked up Dave and you, you might appreciate this. Yeah. Um, she was Reggie from Becca. Do you remember that actor? I um, remember the show. Um, yeah, she, she was in, she was in Star Cafe. Trek, she was um, in Star Deep Space Nine as well. Who, yeah, who, was, who did she play in Deep Space Nine? Uh, the chick that has the spots on the sides of her face. I did know the um, one, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I found her very attractive back in the day as well. And yeah. so, you know, just thought I'd check her out as well, what she's doing. And she gave up acting. Like, or something like that? Or something like that. 
Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember her name. But, um, yeah, I mean, she gave up acting to raise a family and all that. It's like, oh, that's, sure. you know, that's a shame because, like, for me, like Becca, I mean, I, I loved watching Becca. I think it was a yeah, funny was show back good. in the 90s, man. Ted Danson, yeah? Yeah, I'm yeah, just, I'm just yeah, gonna, I'm just going to just check it out. Oh, Terry Farrell, is that who we're talking about? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's no, she's, Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, she's definitely good looking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I mean, it's just a lot of data going in and out all day long. You could spend all day on it, but probably a wasted day. Um, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, I want to get your thoughts, guys, on the ending of Schindler's List with the cemetery scene. The ending was a way to certify that everything in the movie was true because he, he said Holocaust <laughs> denial was on the rise. And I, I think it's a perfect bookend to one of... I think maybe his greatest movie, if either that or E.T., and I think a fantastic film, Schindler's List. Um, there was some pushback at the time, to, you know, I think in the studios for him to fit, end it like that. I'm like, why? Why not? Like, it sort of ends how the guy's life ended and the, they're paying his respects at his grave, from what I recall, the Jewish people and stuff, right. survivors. Um, do you remember it, Rich? Yeah, but I mean... I don't know. I don't know if this is just adding context that wasn't there after the fact. <laughs> well, I mean, he's like a way to certify that everything in the movie was true. It's not really certifying it. Um, mm. you, you know, like it's 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 still you could do a fictional funeral. It's been done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if if someone's going to be like, "Oh, it didn't happen." I don't think that scene's going to be like, "Oh, it definitely happened." You know, <laughs> 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 oh, open showcase. Like, I, I don't. I, I get what he's trying to say, though. Um, look, regardless, the movie made a huge impact, massive impact. I think it put Spielberg back on the map as a serious director of serious. Like, it led to a lot of his work in the, in the decade after that. He did a lot more. It sort of took him out of the kind of kiddie movie kind of thing that he was in for a while. I feel like Schindler's mm-hmm. List was a big moment for Spielberg, in my yeah. opinion. Um, in his career, it was a high watermark, right? Did you yeah. enjoy it? Um, uh, to be honest, Dave, this is up there with um, well, Forrest Gump and Avatar. I, I haven't seen it. Wow, <laughs> so, uh, worth all, the, like, a, all of a, them a worth big... seeing. Forrest Gump's worth seeing too, right? Actually, yeah, I just I don't know. I guess Wilderness Years, I never really where did were you, touch... man? I don't know. What were you doing? Know, really? What reading? I didn't Wolverine? see, I didn't. I did, yeah, probably. <laughs> I didn't see Jurassic Park until like a few years ago as well. So I missed the, uh, the you just boat. Missed the boat, didn't you? Just like yeah. didn't support <laughs> yeah. the, You were just going your own direction. Wouldn't support the big <laughs> movies. Yeah, but I remember Schindler's List coming out, and there was a big hoo ha about it being black and white. I just remember that. Apart from um, the one scene that's got like a red flower or something in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, you know, I've heard it's a fantastic. Film. Oh, it's a great film. <laughs> so, like you owe it to yourself yeah. to watch it. I mean, it's not a. Yeah. Look, I don't want to put light on it. It's a serious movie, you know, about... Yeah, about no, absolutely. Happened, you know, it's a good movie too. I will say that. A very, very good film. Um, yeah, you, you've yeah. got to... Sorry, you've got to... Um, I don't know, for me anyway, like, pick and choose those sure. kind of heavy films. I do love like, oh, yeah. them every once in a while. Like, uh, I love... Yeah, I, I loved uh, Roman Polanski's The Pianist uh, with Adrian, Adrian Brody. That good was film. a very heavy... It inspired me to read the book, and I read the book as well, and that was really wow. good. Um yeah, and uh, Saving Private Ryan was another like really heavy Great one. film. That was good, but yeah, it's not like would, I'd watch those movies every day. That's... Would you say, Rich, Enemy of the Gates? Would that be considered super serious? I enjoyed that movie. That's a war film. Mm. Uh, maybe not as serious as Schindler's List. No, it's, a sniper. It's it's got a bit of that Hollywood. Um, 
far-fetchedness to it um but it's still enjoyable it's a really it it is an enjoyable movie um uh it's it's very interesting because you never really see it from like the russian versus the german you know is that jude law yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yes i really enjoyed that and uh what's what's her name um uh vice uh rachel rachel weiss oh Oh, rachel weiss yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh it's got one of the the brothers in it um Joseph Fines. Yeah, Joseph Fines. Yeah. And Ed Ed Norton plays a German sniper. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) It's a good film. Look, I recommend that. Have you seen it, Ray? I I believe I have, but it's been a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another movie, if we're thinking about serious movies, I'll tell you a movie that made a big fucking impact on me was American Sniper. I thought that was a fucking heavy movie. Is that Wahlberg? No, it's um, um, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say Rock and Raccoon. Colin Eastwood <laughs> directs it, and it's got a fucking ending. That I've seen that one. I think I've, yeah, yeah. Jesus, that ending took me by surprise. I did not know anything about that. At the end of American Sniper, spoilers, kids. Wow. Puts things in perspective. Have you, have you, have you guys seen it? I no, have, but I'm struggling to, I have. But I'm, well, I'm struggling to, to remember okay, what. So yeah. basically I'm, I'm watching it and. I'm loving it, frankly. I think it's one of the greatest mm. movies of all time, and I'm loving that these guys blowing away these fucking, you know, terrorists and stuff, and I'm, I'm just loving it. And mm. anyway, it, you know, it gets into it. like, And, and it's the re- and not just that. It's also the repercussions on his family. Like, he's he's like mm. sitting there at home after yeah. he's been on three tours, and he can't wait to get back. His wife's talking to him. He just can't pay her any attention, and she's like, you're not there. I'm like, I feel this guy, you know? Mm. He just wants to get back out there. And um, anyway... He has like post traumatic stress and stuff and all that, but he's also he's kind of addicted to it as well, um, mm-hmm. to the to the to the kill. It's pretty intense. It's a real story. Anyway, yeah. unfortunately, and I did not know this at the end of the story. So he comes back and he's yeah. kind of back. He was never not split. He was never split from his wife, but he, he mm-hmm. they were estranged because he was so mixed up. Yeah, they made up. Everything's good. And I'm like, oh, this movie's ended, headed towards a nice happy ending. <laughs> and then this guy turns up right at the end of the fucking last two minutes of the movie. And he's helping veterans kind of thing because, yeah. like, that's his kind of, like, calling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this guy um, takes this guy out hunting in the woods and they're going to chalk and stuff. Like, it's a mixed-up guy and the guy just shoots him. And it's just a murder. And I was like, like Bradley Cooper shoots him. No, 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 no. The guy kills Bradley Cooper. The real oh. – it's a real story. So the – I forget the guy's oh, name. Oh, I, yep. I must have missed. I must have been mixing up with another film because I, I looked it up and uh, about this guy that was a sniper and, and he was still alive. You know, at the end of it. So yeah, no, this 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 is, this is this yeah. one. Like he was alive for ages, and he was he yeah, was yeah. a big. Um, he wrote like a best-selling book and stuff. You know, like yeah, which is why I, his his name eludes me. But he was a real person. Anyway, something happened. Who knows what? But the guy he was taking out was pretty mixed up. I think so. He was mm. helping pretty troubled veterans. And he just dies, and it's like right at the end of the fucking. And you're like, Jesus Christ, thanks, Clint, because um, <laughs> it's almost like the film's wrapping up when this happens. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just the weirdest beat to end the movie on, and you're just like, wow, I, you wow. know. And of course, if you closely follow the story, it was well known, but I didn't okay. didn't know that. And but I will say this, um, it's it's heavy film in terms of just the ins and outs of what he's going through, but the ending is just like you're like, wow. Uh, what a heavy mm. ending, I, you know. I haven't seen that movie, but I do remember that there was a lot of talk about. Apparently, a lot of stuff in his book was made up. So that's the only thing. Uh, I fake news, Rich. Yeah. Fake news, man. That's just the commie <laughs> left trying to disfigure an American hero. 
I don't um, know. Jesse Ventura says it's Jesse the not body. true. So Jesse the body. Yeah. Well. I'll oh, s- Jesse. I'll okay. stick with the script of the. I'll stick with the script that Clint wrote. You know, <laughs> I, I saw it very inspirational when he was just fucking. He was in shooting matches with these Iraqi snipers and stuff, and I was fucking loving it. I was just like, man, wow. I want to get out there. And there was a scene in it, and it felt like something Michelle would say to me. I'm si- like, when I'm sitting there, I'm things are going through my head like real fast, and I'm you know thinking about a few different things, and I've got phone going, I've got this and that going, and you know talking. It's very hard to focus on the minutiae mm-hmm. of like you know the smallest conversations. And she's yeah. like, you're not even here. And I'm like, man, I've heard these words, you know. Uh. <laughs> 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 I've been this guy. I want to get back out there in Iraq and start shooting down these uh, terrorists. Um, yeah. Rich, you been there? You getting that from your girlfriend? Not even here? Nope. Oh, nope. Of course not. Because I, I don't have fake boy, PTSD. Boy, <laughs> fucking Boy Scout over there. Jesus. What did you say? Fake? You can't say that. Rich, that's. I think that. Ray, would I'm you agree? About that's... Your, I'm yeah, talking about your. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think Rich is referring to you. To oh, no, he's referring to me. But they, but that's yeah. insulting. You don't know what's what I've gone through, Rich. You got no oh, idea. Yeah. yeah, don't know my trauma. Come on, Jesus. Uh, Dave, I'm 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 pretty sure I can safely say I know your trauma. <laughs> I've got a bad hip, bad back. Does that count? Uh, <laughs> um, now, uh, Naughty Dog is done with Encha- Uncharted. Yeah. Naughty Dog is okay. a video game company that makes Uncharted and uh-huh. might not make Last of Us 3. What bullshit. Of course they will. Um, or they might if they could come up with a good story for it. Uh, Rich, would you agree with me? They're definitely going to make it. Now this this show is a huge hit. Uh, there'll be Last of Us 3. Yeah, but not not necessarily by them. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was... Well, the they, they, they can, another, in, another studio yeah. can make it. I think when they say that they done... I just, they don't mean that there will never be another one. They just mean they probably won't be working on it. They're working on other, they want to move on to other mm. things. But wouldn't all the cash be with wouldn't Last they, of Us now? Yeah, wouldn't they want to hold on to it? That's, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. They still own it. Right. Oh, oh okay. license it out to someone else. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They yeah, just okay. get someone else to make it, but oh, they yeah. still own it. I mean, am I the only one? I want to watch it, but I also can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it as well. I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I've heard really good things yeah. about it. I, I, I take my hat off for them being accurate and pretty much keeping the story like ninety percent from the game and all that. Okay. But I gotta but I gotta say mm. I've watched a couple of scenes with um Pedro Pascal and he sounds nothing like Joel. <laughs> it's actually for me it's actually quite um jarring how sure. he doesn't have that deep uh, more uh, sort of burly voice that Joel has. Right, yeah, like, yeah. like Joel's voice is very different to what Pedro Pascal can do, and it just Pedro Pascal it just sounds like the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It yeah. still sounds like the Mandalorian voice, but he's trying to pitch it down a little bit. But it yeah. takes it. It must be for me. It, it like look, I all success to them. This is good for the people that maybe never played the game, never yeah, will. They'll be they experience yeah. it, so they got nothing to draw yeah. upon. But man, did they need to get someone else to play Joel? Yeah. Well. Yeah, do you agree, Dave? Or? Oh, I, I've not watched. Oh, you haven't, you haven't seen it. I, oh, I yeah, played yeah. the first half of the first game and really enjoyed it. Really, I actually thought yeah. it was really good. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I will watch it. Um, and yeah. I am interested. I like Pedro Pascal. Um, in general, I I think he's a pretty decent actor. Uh, I wasn't so sure on the girl. Um, she just looked really different from what I expected from the um yeah. from the video game. But you know that said, I'll I'll watch the I'll watch the show. I mean, it was it was a 
gripping fucking game, um, Ray, the first game. Oh, oh like, no, I've heard. I've, I've got colleagues and friends that it just, you know, have been saying how good it is yeah. and, yeah, over the years. So, I mean, it's, this, it's got this, high reps. This TV show as well has had nothing but praise. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, it's had universal. It's just, it I, I, between you and me, guys, I just feel like it's a bit of a slog. It's a bit serious. I've watched so well, the, much the Walking first, Dead, you know? Yeah, and the first episode's like one hour 20. It's like a double episode. Mm. So it's, it kind of put me off immediately. It's like, oh, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I was hoping like 45 minutes would be good. But yeah, yeah. anyway. I yeah. will say though, Dave, I, I agree with you, Dave. I think if you've put a lot of time and and all that into The Walking Dead, mm. you are basically just signing up for exactly yeah. kind of more. Exactly. Like, can I probably can I, better, but still more? Like, yeah. yeah. Can I ask? I mean, again, knowing nothing about The Last of Us, mm. it's not only about zombies, right? Is there more to it, like monsters and stuff? Or oh or no, Last of Us no? isn't zombies at all. It's oh. Well, it's kind of... Sort of plant creatures, aren't they? Yeah, it's these spores that basically people breathe in and it mutates them to what they call these, I think they call them clickers because they have no eyesight, basically. They go off sound. um, And if they obviously bite you or whatever, they can contaminate you. So it's... Kind Ooh. of zombies, but not zombies, if that yeah, makes sense. Uh, right, but it's okay. the same sort of thing. Like, the world's super depressing and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, you know, but it's okay. good. Like, like in fairness, I, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was very good. Um, and I'm sure, look, but as, as Rich has pointed to, Michelle and I have watched, like, 11, 12 seasons of so much all of Walking it, right, Dead, yeah. all the spin-offs. And, like, we enjoy it, but it's like, man, it, it, that's a lot of that kind of material. And it's yeah, like, it's, oh, wow, but here's more, you know. <laughs> there's still more, isn't there? Isn't there like oh, a Daryl yeah. show or yeah, something? We're or? Kind of, we're kind yeah, we're kind of pumped for it, actually, too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Daryl's spin-off and uh, Rick and yeah. Michonne spin-off and... Um, what, is there? I yeah, thought yeah. he was going to have a movie or something. No, no, they, was... they decided they're going to do Rick and Michonne uh, miniseries oh. instead of the movies. And there's also one with Maggie and Negan going to New York. All of these I'm excited for. So, wow. you know, there's the reason why you've got to tap out at some point from the uh, survival horror zombie yes. genre. Uh, we're pretty committed. I'm looking forward to Daryl's solo spin-off. <laughs> it's a very, uh, very, uh, it's a storyline you've never heard before. Apparently he winds up in Europe first scene and doesn't remember how he got there. That's how it starts. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> you never heard that pitch before, have you, Ray? <laughs> no. <laughs> what you What do you do when you don't have an idea? Give them amnesia. That's yeah, it. exactly. It's yeah. Like it's just uh, we don't have anything. Let's put him in Europe. Clean slate. Uh, clean slate. Yeah. Doesn't know how he got there. Oh, the let the hijinks begin. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So now we've got um, the Enterprise's number one, uh, Jonathan Frakes um, Riker says that television shows like Discovery and St- and Strange New Worlds will be the number one for the future of Star Trek. So he's basically saying he believes that um, it's just getting harder and harder to greenlight movies. And he's saying if JJ can't do it and Quentin Tarantino can't do it, he thinks the future for Star Trek is going to be on TV. Maybe not a bad thing, I don't think. Mm. That's where it started. Yeah, it's exactly as I was about to say. It started off in TV, didn't it? And TV shows now have uh, the production values have exactly. kind of gone up. So they're like mini movies. So yeah, why not? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not really a Trekkie fan, so I I, I don't know. I've got Less attachment to it. So, Are you still watching Strange New Worlds, Rich? No, no, gave up. Mm-hmm. Was that the one with Pike? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were a massive fan of that guy. At one point, all you could talk oh, about. Oh no, was I guy. was. Um, but it's not. Ju- no, it's not him. I haven't got like. Oh, I hate Pike now. I just hate everyone around him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. It's so. 
I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound nasty, but it's just like um, I just like that Star Trek never felt now. Um, and, and you know what? People might go, yeah, but in the 60s it felt 60s. Yeah, but I didn't watch it in the 60s, so it always <laughs> felt different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, mm. I just feel like when I'm watching now, everyone's got the modern shave side head right. fucking thing. I just go, oh, it just feels so now right. that I just I can't get lost in it. I just everyone just screams, "I represent now." Although I will say, I will say, Gene Roddenberry, he was ahead of his time. He was very diverse in his casting in the original sixties show. He had a black woman, mm-hmm. he had yeah. Asian, he had Russian, he had fucking you know, he he had a mix on the Star Star Trek Enterprise back then. So he was mm-hmm. ahead of his time. And progressive. Well, it was meant to be like global, it. wasn't it? Like the yeah, whole thing was exactly. with, yeah. So, so he he was doing that, Rich. How do you respond to that? What? what? How do you respond? I don't understand. Are we having a different conversation now? I'm <laughs> just saying, like Gene Roddenberry at the time in the '60s, he was casting for the progressive element. Like that was yeah. a conscious part of his casting. I, I think Rich is more talking about like the the modern look, the look. like the aesthetic, yeah, the, the I, stylings, yeah, the fashion. You lost me there. I just yeah. had no fucking clue what you were talking about. Like <laughs> you were having two different conversations there. Okay, well, I mean, I don't think it was that hard to follow. But um, okay, so you're talking about the what, like the people with the design, the look, it just looks the, modern. The yeah, style. Let's see. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Calm down. Um, yeah, I agree. Back in, I'm thinking of next generation. I prefer them when they're trying to look a bit futuristic. You know, mm. like that. Yeah, but that's what that's what I mean. I don't want it to feel like it is now. I want it to feel no. like it's, it's yeah something different. You know, like I hear you. Now, you know what, Rich? Suddenly, I understand what you're saying. And I thought you were taking a shot at racial or something, and I was just trying to jump in and defend. Why the fuck would I do that? I, Star Trek has always been I fucking. Know. Uh, I thought you gave me some very easy points to defend, and that's why I went in. So you know, we make. I thought Richard's really left this one on the floor. I can just pick it up, but turns out I was wrong. Turns out you premature. Premature, yeah. Jumped in too early, Um, but anyway, I mean, so what? If I mean, also, I bet there'll be a Star Trek movie within the next five years. But but if they just keep pumping out their TV. There must be enough of an audience on the TV because I, I, I've watched some of these shows and I don't find them very fascinating at all, um, these mm. modern Star Trek shows. Like, give me next gen any day of the week over these shows. How was Picard? Do you watch Picard? I, I've not watched it, um, oh, and okay. I like Patrick Stewart, but um, yeah. I have heard that it, season two and three are pretty decent. Um, oh, God, there's three seasons ready. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I believe three might be the final season, um, actually. Oh. And they've brought in some of the next gen people. Don't forget that seasons now are like only eight. Sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Like, but but honestly, I mean, I love the original series, but I'm a big fan of Next Generation. Like, I love Next Generation. That to me mm. is like, that's what, if I, if I had to, if, if it wasn't original series with Kirk. Uh, that's where I would go to next gen because th- I think that's where I really became a fan. I watched all those episodes yeah. and it, Rich, you are right actually. When you're watching it, it like I remember an episode. I don't know if you guys have seen it. There's an episode where they uncover like what's the word? Like a sort of a time capsule of people who've been frozen mm-hmm. since like the 90s or 2000s. Like probably about 20 years from whenever um, the show came out. You know, like early 2000s, even though the show was early 90s and mm-hmm. so they come out of the deep freeze into whatever year 
next generation is. I have no idea what year it is, but let's say it's mm-hmm. 300 years in the future, you know? And so the whole episode is about, like, one guy just was really rich, okay? And so he spent heaps of money, and he just can't grasp that the economy is just all changed and like it's not about individual wealth in the Federation. Yeah. Um, you know, and everyone's got, like, a different story. One guy's a country singer, I think, or something like it's just, it's a really interesting episode and, you know, it's the future world and they sort of show it against, like, the anachronistic world of, like, the early 2000s, you know? It's a culture clash, whereas I think what you're saying, which is what they try to do now, is they try to really on the nose as well, make it, like, now, but in a spaceship, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, as I said, I just, I feel like it's, it it just doesn't feel like um it just doesn't feel like Star Trek anymore because the thing you have to remember is this all takes place before the original Star Trek so a lot of the shows now mm. your uh, what's it discovery your strange new worlds it all takes place before the original Star Trek but yet it looks far more modern yeah yeah i know and and like technologically and that it just makes it just doesn't you know what i mean it doesn't quite yeah. Compute for you where you go. I can't look like this. Could they? Could you not try and just maybe try and match it a little? <laughs> yeah, they, like... they just don't try at all. Though they're just like, you know, uh, we're we're not even going to try to pretend. Um, but I hear what you're saying. Now, I'm also not mm-hmm. a fan of them going back and doing this. Like, go further in the future. Then, then you because sure. that's the thing. Like, they were clever when they did Next Generation because yeah. they were like, okay, well. Technology's advanced, our history's advanced, yeah, yeah. things have changed, whatever. What you should have done was you could have still had a show called Strange New World, you know, uh, yeah. and it actually be even further past the, the next generation. I, I, I don't know. It just... Yeah, move the story, move the story. At least with Picard, they're doing that. Um, they do do that, but I agree with you. Like, I, it's to me, rather than prequel on prequel on prequel and it's kind of like push it out 30, 40 years, you know? But they did that yeah, with Enterprise I mean, too. They, they Enterprise you was, know they even yeah. had a Kirk on the show um, on Stranger Worlds. Yes, had, uh, I did hear Paul that. Wesley play. And I'm like, why? And how was he? How, how was he? I, I mean, it was okay. Was he doing like, a Shatner? He was kind of more trying to like pout and like smolder right. like Shatner, but he didn't try and do like the mannerism, like the... He didn't try and do his speech pattern or anything. Really? Okay. I thought he might have. Yeah, okay. And was he the captain of the Enterprise, or was he before he was captain, like a junior or something? Well, all of this takes place before, so he had, yeah, he, I think he just came to, um, I don't remember, just kind of like cover for him, or like right. step in for a bit and all that. Um, but and is yeah, Spock he, on that? Is Spock in it? Yeah, yeah. There's a guy playing Spock. Because um, Commander Pike was the captain of the Enterprise before Kirk, right? Am I right? Well, he's the one from the original pilot, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. The guy who gets burned alive or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Spoilers, kids, if you... That's <laughs> the 60s show. Um, Seth Rogen throws down the gauntlet, says no one has made a good high school movie since Superbad. I actually like his intensity because I think Superbad's one of the all-time <laughs> great comedies. Um you know, uh, Ray, your thoughts? Super bad. Where do you place it? Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, uh, I just had more. I don't know if you heard about Seth Rogen's other comment about the um, the comic book movies and stuff. Yeah. Oh, he said they're not for him or something. 
Yeah, yeah, they're all just like just made for kids. Um, and yet, like since he's someone who he's a grown up without kids, um, right. he's just not interested in it. I thought that was a, you know, I mean, fair enough. He's entitled to his opinion, but I thought that was a bit of an indirect, you know, slap on. It's pretty on funny that... considering his humor and his um, yeah, whole shtick yeah, yeah. is like you know just but just people grown ups that like like comic book like the stuff that we like. I mean, there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. Like. Yeah. Anyway. Well, also he's making plenty of cash off the boys, you know, which is yeah, a more adult exactly. audience. But he even says in that interview, you wouldn't have the boys without the Marvel movies because the Marvel movies kind of brought it into the mainstream. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, look, one thing I will say is uh, they're very formulaic, so maybe that's what he's saying as well. You know, like well, they yeah, are, and well, he, yeah, I think he's just saying that you know they're just purely made for kids, which I I understand what he's. You know, kind mm. of saying, mm. but it's not to say that fully grown adults can't enjoy it as well. I guess that's what I'm also saying. Yeah, they're trying well. to be like, what do they call them? Four quadrant movies or whatever, you know? Yeah. Where they're definitely trying to get the kids, of course, they're trying to get the kids, but they're yeah, also trying to get the yeah. adults and the parents yeah. and then the fans. Oh, and, you yeah. Know, all that, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, true. Like, they're anyway, not, um, it's not like they're watching, um, God, you know, Boss Baby, you know, which is made for kids. You know, and yeah. any adults yeah. watching it are parents. The Marvel movies are trying to get at least the 20 to 30-year-old audience and probably the mums and dads, the grandpas. And, you know, they're going, they're, they're, they're aiming for a wider audience than just kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I guess it just kind of just triggers that thing in me where people just kind of see comic books as just, like, for kids. And it's like, you know, it's not... Yeah, that's not good. It's fairly hypocritical from, um, uh, but don't forget that his shows, Preacher, um, you know, was one of the shows he did. That's definitely a more Ah. adult themed comic book. You know, he he produced that. He produced. Yeah, so he could be. Yeah, he could be. In context, that makes more sense from what you know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, he does develop a lot of shows that. Yeah, I he think was in. Someone said that he was in Green Hornet as well. So that's, that's fucking bit, terrible yeah. in Green Hornet. Yeah. He wasn't in Green Hornet. He was. The he Green was Green Hornet. Hornet. He was the Green Hornet. He oh was. wow! Gee, the okay. you seen that? Yeah. It's awful. I saw it. Cinema. Did I see that with you, Rich? I feel like I did. Mm, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I, I, I you know what? Maybe not. But it was. It was right around that time period where I may have seen it with one of our mutual friends. But it was fucking woeful. By the way, that that film. Um, really bad, actually. Uh, and it, like the kind of movie that someone like Seth Rogen would be happy to just totally forget about, like most of us have. Um, <laughs> now, speaking of something, now I want to get your honest views here, guys. Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's Butler, as it's told, has been cancelled at HBO Max. Um, I could never believe that the I, I sort of Batman fan though I am, I hate when they squeeze so hard on Alfred's origin to give him a whole series. But apparently, people are saying it was pretty good. It got three seasons. Um, is this just to be expected, Rich, that they're just going to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze anything they can? Before you know it, we'll have a prequel for about Alfred's well, dad, you know? <laughs> oh, if it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But is it? No, really? Well, the thing is, I don't I don't have an issue because the thing is, I mean, if, you, if Alfred was just a butler... Mm. Then of course you wouldn't give a shit as to what he, you know who he was butlering before mm. the Waynes or whatever or him going to butler in school. But mm. since they made it that he has like you know, uh, you know MI six yeah. experience and he's been a soldier, well, it gives you something to work with. I mean, mm. is it 
it's no it's no worse than uh, I don't mean nasty, but doing like a lowest lane comic or something <laughs> where you're basically just following a reporter. I don't mean so nasty, but like you're just following a reporter, like Yeah, but I think Lois Lane's more interesting than Alfred. Not well, not necessarily, because again, Alfred's done spy work. Alfred, so. but also in in the Batman comics, they used to make a big deal about him being an actor. If you recall, that was a big thing they used to do, which I used okay. to quite enjoy. There was his acting thing, like when he would dress up as Batman. Sometimes they always, but then they had was it the um, Nolan movies? I think it was when they changed to make Alfred much more of a former special forces guy or something was that around that time no 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 got nothing to do with no well michael kane yeah michael kane and he was like (laughs) yeah was not michael kane sorry it was (laughs) it was michael Michael, that's zulu's no it's something that happened well before that and something that was uh, expanded upon more when they did uh when jeff johns did um jeff johns uh what was it called earth two what was the Batman that he did? Batman Earth One. Did that? I reckon oh, that sorry, came Earth out One. after. I reckon that came out after the Dark Knight movies, Rich. No, but it, what I'm saying is that Jeff Johns leaned much more heavily on him being. Oh come on! I think it's more to do with. I think it's more to do with Michael Caine Mate, and the Christopher Nolan. Movies Nolan. Don't mention anything about Michael Caine being a fucking MI6 agent? Really, Michael Caine? And I can't see Michael Caine as an MI6 agent. <laughs> oh, when he was younger. Michael Caine, yeah, Alfred, younger, yeah. was he in MI6? Was he in... He was at least in the army, Rich. He was in something. Yeah. He There was something about how he was in the in the British Army. Oh, oh no, this is actually Michael Caine. It was going... In 1951, he was called up to serve in the British Army, and I was just about to read it out very triumphantly that I realised it was actually <laughs> no. talking about Michael Caine's actual life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Rich, what are you saying? He wasn't... Michael Caine's Alfred was not in the military, Rich. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying he didn't coin that. He didn't. Okay. He didn't make that a reality. It was already before that. Okay. All right. I thought I, I thought he did, but mm. I think that's where it became very popular. Uh, are you saying Jeff Johns? No, I'm saying it was yeah. before that, but Pre-dated. Jeff Johns yeah. leaned heavily by okay. actually making him a like like that's actually he wasn't a butler. Yeah. He was actually like a, um, uh, an ex-military guy who was working as their bodyguard, posing as their butler, where yeah. he was really leaning into the Alfred as a, a former badass kind of thing and all that, which right. probably helped with the show of like, hey, you know, Alfred has kind of this past that's been a bit nebulous as to mm. what he's done. That mm. could be interesting. And to be fair, yeah. anything can be interesting if done well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, I'd like to weigh in also as well and say, you know, Alfred, the likes of Alfred, Lois Lane, you know, these are kind of really uh, consistent, like legacy characters for mm. you know the big characters. So, you know, uh, for me, it would be a stretch if like, um, what's his name? Is it Steve Lombardi or something from Superman or or <laughs> yeah, um, what or, a great character or, he is. Yeah, or, or or Katzenberg from Spider Man. If they got a move, a movie, a TV show, you'd probably be scratching your head, going, "What the hell?" But yeah, but you know, yeah, Lois but... Lane and yeah, but Lois Lane and and Alfred, you know, they're always around. They've always been around. So yeah, I'm just I'm really trying to get a, a details here on when we first when we first because just like in everything, there's got to be an origin of it mm-hmm. at some point. There's yeah, got to be again, a time. When there's 85 years, it's sometimes very hard to pin. I'm on Wikipedia right now, my friend. I'm on Wikipedia, desperate to prove myself right. So, 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm scouring the Wikipedia entry of Alfred trying to find the first mention of Because a lot of stuff about him being an actor. And I know in the 80s they did a lot of acting kind of side stories with Alfred. Like there was actually like some time spent in the 70s too, like little, little not even one-offs, but in the back of the comic you'd have a little thing about Alfred, you know, okay. sort of doing things as an actor. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, not military. Yeah, unfortunately, not seeing a lot of military, and I think it's starting to point towards. Well, slow down, slow down. Yep, we had yeah, um, got it. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of stuff here <laughs> from that Rich was mentioning about Earth One. What um, what date is that? Is that yeah. predate Nolan? Uh, you know, well, actually, and Rich is even saying that that he lent into that. Uh, let's so let's say in... Rich is saying that 2012, 2012, Rich. Pretty confident that Batman, um, what was the first Batman movie called? Batman Begins came out in about 2005 or six. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I, yeah, yeah. Which I think you're going to have to admit defeat, my friend, from what I'm reading. Admit defeat about what? About um, <laughs> the introduction of Michael Caine uh, being integral in the physical training and the military and all that of um, Alfred and and Batman. It predates Earth One. By six or seven years, Rich. Would you like to? I didn't say Earth One was the start, though. So I'm no, not no, sure no. what I have to apologize for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who fucking cares? Anyway, like, I don't really care. If someone out there, look, I'm going to appeal to the audience once again because I can't do everything. Rich has mm. got a point of view. Um, no, did you notice, Ray, though, that Rich is very mm. hard to pin down exactly what he's saying? Have you noticed that? I'm mm. saying it, it's Batman Begins. That's what I'm saying. It starts. Yeah. Nolan popularized it. Jeff Jeff Johns hopped on board. You may have done whatever he did in Earth One. That's fine. And I know in the Batman TV show, the uh, the cartoon called The Batman, I believe his daughter or something was a special agent of some sort. But it all triggers from from Nolan. That's what I'm saying. With Rich, mm. it's almost like a politician. A bit hard to quite work out exactly. Would you like to clarify, Rich, your points, just so the audience can really understand what you're saying? Well, when I can nail down when the retcon happened, I'll be happy to. Okay. Well, it, no, so what my appeal to the audience is, find out and, and, and write in to the signal, write in to me. I will read it out. You will have the privilege of being read on a signal, um, and I will do it pure journalist style, lowest style, without fear or favour, even though I'm desperate to be proved right on this issue, I will read out the full story. So present your argument. And give us the issue, at least the issue, or, or you know, or show, or whatever it first started in. So, because I think everyone now is very invested. Um, I know I'm all over this Wikipedia, and I just—it's almost like a fucking school essay. What I'm reading now, and I, I've got to get off it because it's too much. Um, yes, so there are some new details on the new Planet of the Apes comic. There's a David F. Walker. Are you familiar with him, right? Oh. Yeah. yeah, Dave, we, we mentioned that when we discussed um, Omni's, one of your favourites, right? And, yes. Uh, David F. Bitterroot, um, yes. Iron Fist. Yeah. Yes. So, yep. Yes, that's the one we found out. So I did some research after that, and I've invited him on the show, still pending a response. Ooh. Yeah, still pending a response, yeah. keeping me guessing. Um, I've joined up his mailing list. I mean, what more can I do? I've liked the guy's tweets. I've retweeted <laughs> a few fucking things. Like, come on, pal, throw me a fucking bone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. said we're happy to talk Planet of the Apes, happy to talk Shaft, happy to talk Bitterroot, happy to talk about whatever, especially mm -hmm. Planet of the Apes. And, um, you know, but, you know, all we need is, what, 
25 minutes, half an hour of your time. That's it. You know? Mm-hmm. If you're in Sydney, I'll buy your sandwich. You know? <laughs> um, if you happen to be in Sydney, I'll buy your sandwich and we can do the show. Oh, a sandwich. I'll buy your sandwich, yeah. Deluxe. Okay. Like, with all the trimmings. With all the trimmings, Ray. Can even get <laughs> large. Like, you come with a large oh, hey. soft drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, he no, wants no. to upsize to a large with fries. Sure, fine. But it's 45 minutes now. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're really gonna get he'd be, to he'd be great to he'd be great to chat with. I'd love to chat know? to him. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. like anyway, sorry. So he's writing a comic, and he's written he's written before for the Planet of the Apes franchise when it was with Boom. Oh. He did an Ursus okay. comic, so he has done some Planet of the Apes already. He's going to be mm-hmm. writing the regular um, monthly title because um, Marvel obviously um, have you know have licensed it from Disney, who now own the Planet of the Apes franchise because they bought Fox. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Ray, we pointed out they're going to be reprinting in omnibus form the original 70s comics. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yes, yes, that's yeah. right. Yep. And so that's coming out as well. And they're also, just to wrap up this Planet of the Apes section, there's a new movie happening that's a follow-on from War of the Planet of the Apes. They've just Matt Reeves is not obviously directing it. He's doing the Batman movies now. But I believe filming is starting shortly. And I think it's going to be called Kingdom of Planet of the Apes or something along those lines. Um, and Caesar obviously spoilers dies at the end of War of Planet of the Apes. Sorry, kids out there. I know that's a shocking you know turn of events, but yeah. And so they're they're slowly getting towards what the '68 movie was, where there's the established Planet of the Apes society and the humans are subservient. Then obviously Tyler Crashland. So they're actually getting to a point where it could be that we might see an actual remake of the original '68 movie. Um, because as you know, those astronauts went up at the at the very first movie, and um, I think it was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, Rich, your thoughts? Uh, I know that you're going to be super duper excited. I'm super duper excited. I'm going to say something right now, and, and guys, you can laugh at me if you want. I know everyone. I know everyone fucking loves the special effects on the new movies. Sure, they're cool. Yes. What if we yeah. go into the next movie and it's the prosthetics again from the original? I thought you were I thought you were better say. Yeah, sorry. You, I, I don't like new. I'm very much a practical effects guy, so okay. I'm Good. down for that. Well, I, I thought you were about. I, I think they relied too much on CG. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were about to say, Dave, they were going to get in live chimps, like you know, Lance, <laughs> Lance the chimpanzee. Yeah, like... why would we just get them in, train them to talk yeah. and act? <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Well, Rich, I mean, you've got up a notch in my books tonight with that. With those comments, I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I would. I tell you what, like. No one can convince me otherwise. Those fucking prosthetics or whatever you want to call them, those masks they wore back in the 60s and 70s were fantastic. You Mm. know, give me the gorilla mask. Give me the orangutan mask. Give me the chimp masks. The gorillas with their guns riding the horses. Nothing gets better. They, they were quite they were quite sophisticated they those, were. Um, they were. those masks because uh, I, I saw a documentary or something and they're talking about their the mechanics of the mouth you know how yeah but they had to really try and make sure the mouth worked properly otherwise it would really just look like a mask yeah um so yeah yeah I appreciate I'm the, always uh, the amazed yeah. I'm always yeah. amazed by how how well it is and it still allows acting you know yeah yeah you wearing yeah, those yeah. masks still has acting I wouldn't mind one day going to a comic con with an ape mask on. I should. Yeah. You should. Yeah, why not? And I'm not fun. I don't do costumes or anything, but I'd do that. You know? That'd be one thing I would do. Next Oz Comic Con, Dave. (sighs) Well, I don't like being to any promises I can't keep. Um, (laughs) Okay, now we've got a, we've got a, last week we had my question. If you recall, Rich is a Society Evil. Remember we had that question? 
Mm. I've got a new question. Um, okay, so I, I've signaled this to Ray before the show, mm-hmm. but Rich, I'm going to throw it to you first. So imagine Woodstock, the music festival back in like 1969, okay, hippie movement and its full height of power, all the great bands, etc. You know, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, the list goes on. We all know it. Um, if you were back in the 60, 69, Rich, and you're obviously in the you know, United States, and you're in that 18 to, let's say, 22, or 16 to 22 age range, you hear this concert's happening, Rich. Are you going to that concert? Are you going to try to get a ticket? Are you going to try to make the journey to Woodstock? You hear this is happening? Honest, honest reactions, man. Honest reactions. Probably not. Probably not. Just not a fan of that kind of music? Too heavy? No, I don't like to be surrounded by that many dirty people. Yeah, I understood. <laughs> so that answers my second question. So, Rich, so that if you're your current age and current mood and you're in the 60s, you hear the concerts on, what's your reaction? Shut the window. Shut the window. Disinterest. <laughs> um, Ray, going to turn it over to you. You're, you're, let's say you're 17. You're Ray. You're just yep, high on yep. life, man. You hear yep. it's happening. There's rumours that yep. Dylan might turn up. You know that um, it's it's a big fucking powerful experience. Are you going to this one, Ray? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, around that age bracket, seventeen, sixteen, and twenty-two. Yep. Uh, right, right up my alley. That was that was the jam. Um, so yeah, Woodstock would have been yeah, yeah, rocking um, out. Yeah, with all absolutely. the hippies, Ray. With all the hippies. Yeah, there? yeah. I mean, I've got nothing against them. I mean, they're just there to love the music as well. Um, sure. I, I would be there for the music. Um, for the drugs yeah, as well, yeah. for the drugs as well. Oh, I mean, maybe a little bit of acid, well, uh, get a bit of acid well, in the system, man. Plenty of beer, at least. <laughs> <Plenty chugging laughs> <and beers. laughs> um, okay, you're your current age, Ray. You've come in and it's come on the TV, they're going to have this big concert, you know, it's big names. Yeah, yeah uh, actually, so. I, I did message you um, quite excitedly uh, yep. when you first posted it. Um, giving it some thought at this age now, I mean, it would be more difficult. I mean, my mind says probably yes, physically. I don't know whether I'd be able to make the time to actually go there. So Three days, um, three days out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would um, be able to. I'd love to, you know, um, but yeah. It's just so a baby. So mentally I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Now, how about you? Uh, interesting question. Um, impressionable... 16-year-old, maybe, if I was going with other people. Really? Um, I may- thought you'd be straight into yeah, it. Yeah, probably. No, it depends. If yeah. it was like, it, it really depends. Like, probably, yes. The answer is probably mm. yes. If Dylan was playing, I would be there mm. in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. But I can imagine back then, you got to imagine if you were back then at the time, mm. um, Jimi Hendrix would have been a big factor. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so probably yes. The, the, Michelle asked me this question. My current age, and this was on, I said, no way in hell I would have been listening to Sinatra, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have been like these crazy kids out there in the wilderness. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing, too. Like, oh, I guess it's all a hypothetical, but, like, yeah. if you were at this age, right, and they had Woodstock on, um, I think our age. With those artists, though, at their peak, you know? Yeah, Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of us knowing in retrospect, of course, absolutely. Well, well wouldn't you? You'd try to. I'd try to because yeah. Yeah. we know what we know of them now. So yeah. the thing, though, that I I like to remind people, like a cold splash of water to the face. Mm-hmm. Not all the Woodstock experience was golden, you know, mm-hmm. and not all the acts were great, you know. Yeah. 
like, the, like any any big festival. Three yeah. fucking days out there yeah. sounds like a nightmare to me. You know, <laughs> and, yeah, it's a long time to wait for a twenty-five minute yeah. set from Crosby Stills National Young. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Guess what, kids? He didn't play for three hours. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, I mean, again, I. I've been to concerts, and obviously not with her, but I mean, I've been to concerts, and they look a lot more fun on the TV. Mm. But when you're actually there, it's hard. People stink, they sweat, they all over you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, the, they, the you know, toilets, you, they're awful yeah, crap. Exactly, and exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. For the to- so that's why I'm like, knowing what I know now, would I want to be rushing to Woodstock? And I'm like, in this, in like the end of the '60s. Yeah. I mean, not not with what I know. Sure. Had I been born then and there, I mean, more than likely I would probably go if I'm if I'm in that age group, obviously, because mm. you know, probably everyone's going. But in hindsight, mm. no, I would not go. Yeah. 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 For me it's almost like I mean the, the disaster happened in Altamont, you know, what, a few months later. And I could see the seeds mm. of it at Woodstock too. You know, it was out of control. You know, yeah. it was just it yeah. really was like they didn't have a plan. They just didn't expect that crowd to turn up, that, that bigger crowd, you know? Yeah. It was poorly planned. Uh, and, you know, and we see what happens just a few months later, the killings, the rapings, um, the mm-hmm. beatings. And, um, yeah, it's just I, I can see the through line between the two. It's poor organisation on both. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it was like everyone seemed to have a good time. They had, did have the bad acid circulating, though. There was that thing, do not touch the brown acid. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love watching the I, I watch the movie. Um I love I've got the Blu-ray movie and I enjoy watching it. It's it's good times. It's a real mm. snapshot of a of a lot of different things going on at the time. Like Janice Joplin strung out on heroin, you know, wouldn't even mm. allow a performance to be filmed or released. Neil Young would not allow the cameras to um film during his set with Crosby Stills and Nash. Um, he 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 felt they were they were kind of like what do you call it? They were kind of playing to the to the camera. He felt. Oh, you know? okay, yeah, 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 critical. Um, yeah, so a lot, a lot of angles going on there. Uh, yeah. NBC gave an early second season revival to Night Court. I cannot believe Night Court. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck! Really? Out of all the shows to reboot, this is a show that I would have not thought about since the eighties. I swear yeah. to God. But do you know that they nearly they they made nearly a hundred episodes of that? Well, they did make a lot of episodes of Night Court. Yeah, know? yeah. So it was like because I remember watching it um, vaguely, like when I was young, yeah. but I didn't realize how many episodes, like how successful. Well, it was. he won he won the Emmy Award um, mm. many times. He won a lot of awards, John Larroquette. I re- see. I I don't yeah. remember Night Court very well. I remember the John Larroquette show uh, okay. from the nineties, and I used to watch it. It was a late night show. Look, it was very dark humor. And it was funny, but it wasn't like hilarious. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was late night TV, and it was okay. Yeah. And he was pretty good in it. Yeah. But I, but I do remember Night Court um, being a thing. But I mean, I've not heard anyone talk about Night Court, and then suddenly no. they're reviving no. it with John Larroquette, and apparently rated huge, and it's been um, renewed already. Uh, Rich, have you wow. ever caught this show? Oh yeah, I loved Night Court back in the day, and the last time I actually heard anything about Night Court is when they had an episode uh, with some of the characters in Thirty Rock, uh-huh. which was oh. like like a decade ago. Um, are you watching the revival? Have you caught it? I haven't caught it yet. Um, I don't even know what it's streaming on, honestly. Mm. Well, it's just come out. It's fresh, man. So you can you can mm. find it pretty easily. I've seen it around. 
Um, I'm sure if I look, I can find it. It's pretty cool I mean, for the it, fans. Yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be interested to see because, again, the Night Court then, they didn't really, like, it was, again, more comedy. Obviously, they didn't yeah. really deal with any real yeah. criminals. You know what I mean? It was all well, like, it was a comedy, wasn't it? As a comedy, no, that's yeah. my point. I'm just wondering. I hope that this show doesn't like try and have a message in it, as yeah. to like, you know, oh, the law is so fucked up and police are bad and all that stuff. Oh, like, I Jesus. hope it's. Just, uh, I hope it's just a comedy, like yeah. where the the setting is a night court. It's but just it, a, we're not here to focus on the crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point, Rich. Yeah, we, we don't need another show apologising for the cops. Oh my god, like. Mm. Um, I tell you what, I'm sick to death of hearing about that. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll see. John Larroquette, though, I mean, he's got to be getting up there in years. Yeah. I actually thought he was dead. <laughs> I mean... How old, how old is he? Do you know, Dave? I'm just um, having a look now on Wikipedia. He would have been in his, what, 30s, maybe 40s in the... Okay. I'm he's... pretty sure he's, like, 71. Yeah, he's I reckon 70, he's 70. He's 75. He's 75. There you go. He's looking wow. 75, too, with that big white beard he's got going on. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's in a, the show went from 84 to 92, so it had a long run. You know? Mm. Oh, it's a very popular show. Yeah. Anyway, so it's back. I mean, we, we all know that um the Frasier reboot's coming, which I'm excited about. I know, Rich, you really? were not you were not happy about the Frasier reboot at all, were you, Rich? Uh yeah, I don't I don't Or revival. It's it's a revival with Jess Kelsey Grammer, none none of the original cast, not even Niles, which is weird. Yeah. So I'm like, why do it? Well, they yeah. were like, oh, Niles was asking for too much money. I'm kind of like, pay the man. If you're paying Kelsey Grammer fucking a fortune, like, Niles was pretty good. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't, like, Niles is the the second... The yeah, second like, string, yeah. The sec- yeah, like, it doesn't work if, if he's not there, yeah. like... He was like the, he's like kind of the alternative favourite, you, you know, yeah. for anyone watching it, because Fraser's the, the, under the spotlight. Niles, actually, you know, he was quite interesting and funny as well, and... Yeah. I can imagine a lot of people finding him the favourite character, their favourite cool. character. I also yeah. like the, the um, what was she? Kind of like the, the British chick. She was like the... Daphne? Is it Daphne? Yeah. Was it yeah. the nanny? I mean, she wasn't really the nanny. She oh, was she's a carer. Of, like of the nurse. Of the dad. Nurse of the dad. I always yeah, liked yeah. her. Uh, yeah, didn't yeah. she marry Niles in the show? Am I right? Yeah. 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 And, um... Yeah, yeah, I think I thought it all got... Now, once they started involving, relate, like... I liked it I more it. when they were all just, yeah. Oh, come on. I was in it for the long run. I was good, man. They paid it all off. Are you kidding, Ray? You didn't like <laughs> when they got together? That was... I. Well, the thing yeah. is, I liked it because, one, it wasn't the main character. Yeah. Like, you know, because obviously Frazier's the main one. So yeah, yeah. he was always infatuated with it. But then it was very interesting because he's a rich snob. Yeah. She's a, you know, uh, mm. uh, uh, she from Liverpool, I think it mm-hmm. was you know, a bit more lower brow. And so they just made such an odd couple. Sure. Yeah. There was comedy to be had in there. My biggest fear was I didn't ever want Frasier and Roz to, Roz to get together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would have ruined it for me. That would have been terrible. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. disappointing if Roz isn't going to be in the reboot as well because I always liked her. She was good. Well, yeah, she just, was good. Yeah. like any of them are going to be in the reboot except for Frasier, or the revival. Well, you, know, you know who's going to be in the reboot? Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the British show Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. yeah, a very okay. old show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The that the guy in Rodney. it, the guy in it who's not David Jason, the other guy. So, Rodney. is it Rodney, no. the younger guy? Yeah. No, Rodney is the him. Was it? Uh, is it Daryl? 
I don't know. But, like, you know the younger brother, yeah? Yeah, the taller mm, no. one, yes. He one. is – that guy knows Kelsey Grammer from way back, and he, oh. I, I saw a big thing the other day. He's going to be, like, the second guy um, in the oh. – No, it is, it is Rodney. I was right. Okay. Rodney, so he, and he's quite a good guy. He's quite a good comedic actor, that guy. He, yeah, he's going – he's – Kelsey Grammer picked him. Uh, he because he knows him from way back. Oh, somewhere. him. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to okay. be like the the second string guy um, okay. in the show. And there was a big they did a big thing um, the other day in an interview. Whatever network is doing the Frasier reboot with him and Annie Kelsey Grammer, and they were all over each other. Like they were loving it that much. So I think they're old friends. Uh, you know. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, it was. I was like, actually, you know what? Like that's such a left field choice, but that guy's actually good. You know. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's not something you'd expect. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. They've been talking about that Fraser reboot for, like, five years. You know, they've been trying to get that, get that up, you know? So, yeah. I, it, it is weird that, like, they haven't got Niles. I agree. It just it seems odd, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, this is funny. The Nick Cage movie, Left Behind, which I think was a kind of Christian... Um, apocalyptic thing left behind rise of the antichrist is a sequel to the 2014 reboot whose cast members including nicholas cage have all been left behind <laughs> they've recast everyone the rise of the antichrist wow that's that could be well, some wow. heavy viewing i think hang on i think they have to recast everyone because everyone died did they okay did oh, watch did they? okay right, yeah. Really. yeah i thought what did it mean i always thought it meant that like everyone went to heaven and these were the people left behind like, uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, it was yeah. It was basically the apocalypse. It was the yeah. the end of of the world and all that sort of stuff. And, end of times. And, um, yeah, the pe- the the people who were dying, I guess, were the ones going to heaven or something. So yeah. yeah. Can you imagine what a spin out it would be if, like, you say you woke up? I, I heard that the US was doing something with China. There were some military maneuvers earlier today, and I said to oh, Michelle, yeah. "This could be the end of it." And um, imagine if, like. The nukes were going off. Okay, so you, you you're aware. You're like, oh, we're fucked. You know, like they're they're firing nukes and coverage is still up. You look outside and there's like a full on like massive like a monster ro- rolling through, just destroying people and stuff like end times kind of style stuff. And you're just like, fuck, that's for real. You're like, wow. I guess the 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 legends were actually somewhat correct. We've got some massive monsters just decimating the planet right at the end. Well, nuclear monsters, if, like, Putin's got anything to do with Oh, yeah, with but it, not so. just the nuclear. Like, what I'm yeah. saying is the planet's fucked, and then so the end program kicks in, you know? Yeah, yeah. The cleanup crew comes in, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, wow, okay. I guess I'll find, yeah, relig- yeah. I guess I'll find religion in the last five seconds, you know? Now, I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, so, 2014, Left Behind. It's PG. Like, it was a... Uh, PG. Oh, yeah, there's no blood or, or anything. Yeah. Like what? I've never heard it. It's got Nicky Whalen in it. So it's not a horror movie, Dave. It's basically, it's a, it's a thing where uh, Nicholas Cage somehow uh, breaks the code and he can predict when these massive catastrophes are going to happen, like an oil rig exploding or a plane crashing. Right. So it's one of those type of like, you know, I guess it's trying okay. to be like an M Night Shyamalan, you know, right. kind of movie. It's not a horror, bloody. Gory oh, I thought it was movie. like a full-on post-apocalyptic thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, Rise of the Antichrist sounds a bit ominous. <laughs> yeah. <it does. laughs> yeah left behind, I believe there was aliens, and they were like selecting people to Whoa. take off the planet before it kind of. Oh. Went, oh. You know, wow. Well, we got wow. it. By the way, right before you got on. 
on, on tonight, we did a big thing about the aliens and the pyramids. Um, <laughs> okay, big. excellent. Really got we into it. We do one it. every fucking week. And yeah, yep. <laughs> no, we don't. That's not true. Uh, and Ray, what I'm trying to find, and I'm going to put, I know you got, I actually mentioned you. I said you got a lot of contacts on the internet, Ray. Anyone you know who's yeah. been inside a pyramid or. Who's been inside a pyramid? Okay. Inside a pyramid or anyone you know who's obviously seen aliens or knows a lot about alien research or the two mingled. If they saw the alien in the pyramid, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> if, if, you, if you've got that guy, I need him or her, and we need to sure. get into the depths of it because I feel we're almost onto something, and, and Rich is fighting me every step of the way, every fucking show. Like, but I feel like I'm getting somewhere with my research now, you know? I'm not fighting you, Dave. It's not a, it's not a battle. It's not, it's not even a contest, like, seriously. <laughs> but, but would you agree, Ray, that I'm starting to get closer to the truth? feels like it i think you're you're edging towards it dave yep, yep. um we'll see how we go but, exactly uh, well if, if you hear anything out there man you 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 just buzz me straight away anytime oh, yeah, day. Absolutely. i don't care i couldn't give a shit what i'm doing like if it's 3 a.m in the morning and you got the contact just buzz me i'm up i'm taking so just, yeah, I, I told now, you dave you're not interested in the truth you just want someone to agree with you <laughs> <laughs> slightly, slightly um off the topic that i do know someone but not aliens or pyramids but they're they're um they're ghost chasers. So yes. If you're into that. Yeah. I can hook you up with a. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what have the they cooch. seen them? Shout out to the cooch. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yep. And, um, and oh. he avidly tracks them. Um, you know, oh, chases yes. them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the kind of stuff. See, see, Rich, this is the kind of stuff that Ray brings in. Come on, man. <laughs> you need to start. Buzz on these contacts. I'm telling you, there's people out there with stories. We need to get hold of them. And ideally, the ghost chase is a good start. Ideally, let's get some archaeologists. I'm, so- Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm not interested in going to the psychiatric ward and making friends to bring on the show for you. Okay? <laughs> well, anyway. All right, it's Weekly Comics. Um, first up, we did... Uh, this week, I remembered that we were doing 299 as per the episode. Rich mm-hmm. reminded me of this um, after I forgot last week. Um, Action Comics, two ninety nine. Superman's robots basically go go eat, go evil. They pull him into crime. It's so funny. He's such a classic. He's such a bitch of these robots. Like these robots just fucking dominate him. Like, like well, the guy. One of the robots had the Krypton like eye thing on him. So doesn't matter. They still made him cry like a bitch. What about the guy who made him like Plastic Man? And he was just like, that was so funny. Oh, oh, this so is cool. so. I loved. It. It's so whacked out, you know. Um, yeah. So what do you have? The t- three face guy. Then you have. Um, so it's absolutely absurd. Then you have the the tentacle. No, it, was a, it was a two face guy. He had front and back. Oh, sorry, yeah. only a two face guy. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Superman had a multiple face at some point mm. as well. Yeah, he did. Um, and then you have robot, like like computer AI Superman who had a little antenna on his head. Sure. Oh, it was so funny. I loved it. I liked it, was... it when they just sort of, the robot guy was like, oh, yeah, we've, you know, such and such happened with that satellite or whatever, and we've just all turned evil. And, like, they're really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, yeah. this should be a lesson to Superman. These robots yeah. that he, yeah. he just constructs, like, without thinking yeah. twice about it, yeah, they turn yeah. on their creator massively. And yeah. I just like their no mercy attitude. They really oh, had yeah. Superman on the ropes more than most people ever get him on the ropes. 
Yeah, that robot said something along the lines of, no, Superman's not talking to him, and he's going, no, no, I, well, we listen to our programming, and we are programmed to hate you now. So, yeah. so, and I liked so it when we'll they were like, you, yeah. oh, I'm bored of Superman, let's just kill him now. Like, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I really enjoyed it. I also really liked the backup with Supergirl going to Candor, and seeing the Supergirl emergency squad was fun. Um, yep. That was a good backup, I felt. I, I quite enjoy a backup. And Supergirl and Candor, I don't think I'd seen her in Candor before. Rich, have you seen much of Supergirl and Candor before this episode? Mm, no, not too much. Oh. I, I just want to say back to the other one. Mm. Um, I was a little disappointed that um, he got out of it with blind luck. Yeah, the rain. That's often yeah. the common factor, yeah, though, yeah, in those yeah. Silver Age stories, you know? You know, yeah, I, I, I much prefer Superman outsmarts them or tricks them or yeah or or whatever. But the fact that they were like, "Yep, let's kill him now," and he was just—he was literally going to die. Well, Rich, and he was a goner. Right, he was a—he was a goner. There's was, no way out of that. Struggling. He was an, He was absolutely. Yeah, it was a strangely emasculated Superman. Actually, he was really kind of like. Oh, yeah. I, I've not seen him so. I mean, probably in some big fight with someone somewhere, but like he was really their bitch. And I was he like, was shackled, wow. shackled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were having a lot of fun with him. It was kind of funny because Lex Luthor would have just loved it to watch it. You know, like, <laughs> can you imagine Lexi watching oh. that on video? There was also that. How funny was that? The uh, the two L's and oh, yeah. you know how what what smart writing that was. Yeah, to write that, that in the end, end. like the the, the, <laughs> the, the watch. And the then clocks. he was even like, he's even like, I wonder what future adventures I'll have about the two L's. I, like, I think yeah. that they just added those clocks in just to have the LL. Yeah. That was because yeah. those clocks didn't actually like. They were just so stupid. They were. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, I'm it giving was good. it eight out of ten for an issue. I felt it was a it was a good fun issue. Ray, what are you giving it? Um, I I give it. I, I didn't. I unfortunately, didn't get around to reading that backup story. But I, I, on the back of off the back of the first one, yeah, eight out of ten as well. I, I just it was just so the, the silly backup, and stupid. The backup yeah. one was just as silly and stupid. It was okay. silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the backup one was wacky, like. The Supergirl goes to Candor and they're doing like a play or TV show about Superman's life and she's got a two people are trying to get cast as Mara Park Kent and then she's like, no, they're not good enough, they're amateurs. They no, then, no, 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 they yeah. were trying for um, uh, his parents. Oh, yeah, sorry, Jor-El and whoever, yeah. And anyway, and then um, they then go to the greatest extent ever to trick supergirl that like there's in real in the real world like in the normal world that the super super good actors the super baby is landed and they're training the super baby to be evil and like it's it such a long con okay. all, all just to get hired <laughs> on this fucking show which they do get hired in the end it's like okay all right well yeah and yeah. how she figures it out is just ludicrous well, they they drive on the left side, where in the US they drive on the right. Yeah, and of course, like, oh, only, Krypton, only Krypton rides on the other side, not other countries. No. <laughs> and um, though they weren't wearing snow gear out in the cold, and oh, very, um, very yeah. perceptive. they could have been from Russia. Maybe they're they Russian agents. It was pretty good. Um, then we had the Batman uh, two ninety nine. I actually felt this was a pretty weak story. I'm a huge Batman fan. And I hate to say it, but I just didn't feel this was Batman's greatest day at the crease. Um, mm. I felt the art was poor. I, I felt the story was kind of nonsensical at times. Um, yeah. Certainly one the, of my the, least favourite Batman stories I've ever read. 
Yeah, the the only shining light for me, and and you know, my I don't read much Batman, Dave, but the only shining light was um, uh, this is the the Batman that I prefer, the the blue and the, the oh yeah yeah gray. yeah the the look um, of Batman was good yeah mm, yeah the look yeah, yeah. yeah agreed I agree with you there yeah, Rich, what did you think of this one? Was there a previous issue or is this a standalone? Because I kind of feel like I came. No, in the I think of a... there was yeah, something. It was I... like a, it was like a part two or something. I believe yeah. it felt like so, it felt like a part two. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't help because well, mm. actually, I think except for except for the the action comics we read, all of these issues we've kind of come in the middle sure. of one. Now I will say at least this one had an ending mm. um, because <laughs> World's Finest didn't. <laughs> so. Got to come uh, back next week for World's Finest 300. Yeah, so um, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting the way it started off, but kind of devolved into like I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it started off with a guy that was kind of doing these challenges and he was going to uh, expose who Batman was by figuring it out, and I was like, okay, that's pretty interesting. Like, this you know this guy is going to try and like outsmart Batman, but then it just yeah, halfway through, it just evolved to some cult, and it got very nutty very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind, of kind of feel like I took a left turn, and I didn't. I I took a right turn, and then I couldn't catch up back. Yeah, light with the story. I was kind of waiting for when um, the image on the cover was going to show up, mm. as well as uh, how are they going to fit this in? And then, yeah, lo and behold, towards the end with the cult, and yeah. um, that they dressed one guy as Batman for yep. a sacrificial purpose. Yep. Yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, it was all disjointed and all over the place for me. I thought. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I'm giving it uh, five point five out of ten, and I feel I'm being generous. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a five, um, and most of those five points would be, I think, I think for the art, the art was yeah. okay, and, that was and, okay. The, yeah. and the costume. Yep. Yeah. Rich. I'm going to be a little bit more generous and say six. Okay. Just because I did like how it started or where mm-hmm. I came in. Yeah. Um, I found it was interesting. And I did, again, I also really like this Batman as well. Oh, yeah. This is also like, this is my favorite Batman. If I had yeah. more Batman like this, I'd still be a massive Batman fan. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, no, yeah, for sure. Uh, but again, I, I'm scoring a little bit higher just because I, it wasn't bad from, or it wasn't, it, it started well. Yes. Um, I, I was enjoying it for the first probably 10 pages. And after that, it's kind of where I feel like it lost me. So, but yeah. I mean, it was still action and, and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff and, and stuff. So I, I'll give it a six. It's not, it's not great. It's not something I would recommend, but I'll, I'll give it a six. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair enough. And then we had, um, wrapping it up, we had world's finest 299. I, even though I thought the art was odd in this, like genuinely odd, I really enjoyed this issue. I love that it mentioned Batman and the Outsiders and the whole breakup of everything there. Um, and it was a bizarre storyline. And again, we're coming into obviously a part two. But um, I thought it was really good. It showed the division between Batman uh, and actually, Superman. I think part, oh, yeah, we came into a part two, yes. Yeah, the division between Batman and Superman in like about 83. This is when Batman left the Justice League to join the Outsiders. Like, that was all happening. It was fun to see that reflected in the World's Finest comic, which is essentially a buddy book. Uh, but even though they were fighting, they still found some common ground at the end. And um, he still Batman still respected him, even though he said we've been quarrelling. You know, he, he still respected him. I, look, it's not a perfect comic. The art is at times weirdly sort of watercolory and indistinct for a comic book, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the concept. Yeah, it would be cleaned up. 
Yes, the aliens could have been done better, but I did enjoy it for what it was. The story more so than anything else, um, I felt kept this together. I think it could have done with better artwork and better alien design. Um, Ray, what did you think of this one? Uh, yeah, I agree with you about the alien design. Uh, the artwork, yeah, it was a little different. It reminded me, Dave, of um, early Wolverine. Um, sure. there, there was there was a stand-in artist. I can't remember the name for the life of me. Mm. Um, in, in between, uh, you know, you, you John Burns and um, I, I can't remember who did the earlier stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't mind the art too much as well. I thought this was standalone enough, although we kind of... Yeah. Um, jumped into it. It was a self-contained kind of story. It was basically uh, Superman, Batman going their, their separate ways through Zeta, I think was the, the name of this yeah. deity that kind of splits them up. And um, I totally agree. The aliens, you, you would have had a field day with potentially designing a different sort of alien. They seem pretty generic and lumpy. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I really enjoyed the story at this uh, as well. Uh, probably not as much as I enjoyed action, uh, but definitely a lot more than uh, the, the Batman um, yeah. comic. Uh, yeah, no, so you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I like the whole um, kind of, I don't know, what, if it is cosmic or interdimensional aspect to it. Mm. Uh, it was really cool. And again, we had depowered Superman. Um, Massively depowered, yeah. Massive, yeah, but again, you always have that kind of hero moment where he comes back and he gets rejuvenated, then he kind of zooms back. Instantly, in this um, case, it was like he came out mm. in the sun, he was like, wow, I'm back, I'm better. Yeah, yeah There was none yeah. of that, like, you know, sometimes the Superman, I'm at 40% power, I'm at 50% yes, power. Yeah. There was none of but that, I'll, like, stuff going on. No. No, it had to kind of kind of keep it moving along, and I wasn't too fussed with the ending, um, so I kind of enjoyed this, this um, issue as a whole anyway, so yeah. Out of 10, Ray, what are you giving it? Uh, Probably, uh, yeah, maybe 6.5 out give, of 10. I'm giving it a 7, and it would be yep. higher if I felt the artwork was better. Um, I yep. well, story we, don't, we don't quite know what the ending is because he comes back and it's closed up and we don't know what happened to Batman. So. Well, yeah. by the it's way... Not, it's not an ending. Get ready for three, no. Get ready for episode 300 because we're going to do it World's Finest 300. I'll, gonna, I'll yeah. say this is probably, of the three, we read my least favourite one. Really? Um, oh. Art was, was, was not... Good, very inconsistent. Mm. You there? Oh, he's just. That was it. He mic dropped it. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're still there. <laughs> Great thing that I can already see. Sorry, Rich, so, we lost you for a second there. Do you yeah, want to just repeat? Go from art was very inconsistent. Go from there. Art was very inconsistent, and also I'm not a fan of this type of writing. So mm. I'm not a fan of writers who okay. tell me what I'm seeing. So. Uh, okay. Uh, when they're describing what it is like, and he, you know, put his hand out, and it's like, yeah, I can see him putting his hand out. You, it's you're not in a novel. Yeah, you're writing now. I understand like older comics, because they sort of had much fewer pages, and so they didn't have that many panels. Because like with the the action comics, it's two stories. Yes. Um, and so you got to kind of put a bit more writing in, maybe explain a bit more what's going on. That's fine. That's an older style, but this sort of novel writing of like explaining everything when it's a visual medium I, i'm not a fan of that and so that kind of took me out a little bit uh hindered my enjoyment um yeah i thought the 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 i thought the weird fighting between the two of them at the start was a bit weird um well they've just had a bust up batman's just left the jla because of what happened yeah, in Markovia, like, you know yeah but i mean what they He's fucking out each man. other of was just it's was always tension it? funny yeah, yeah but yeah. I don't know. The way they were fighting, I guess, was very, like, childish, I guess. Mm. Oh, well, Batman was pissed, man. He, I don't have it. 
I'm a Batman side in this. With them. Okay, Dave, I don't have an issue with them fighting. <laughs> I have read lots of... I, just that I'm not a fan of it in a childish manner. Sure. Where it's almost like name-calling. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, and also, I don't like to see Batman yelling like that. Um, <laughs> um, especially at a hero. I don't mind him doing that to like a... Yeah, yeah, like a bad guy like a or something, or something like that, yeah. like or, yeah, or something yeah. like I'll break you if you do that. Like that's fine, but if it's was he yelling at Superman? Like, was he yelling? Yeah, he had the whole face and everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, in Batman's defense, I'm going to be the fence of Batman here. It was a very tense time in the DCU because Batman that month had just left the Justice League in the classic like I've had enough of your two bit Justice League because of the incident in Markovia and he formed Batman and the Outsiders. It was a seminal moment in in history. Uh, not just in comic book history, in history. And, yeah, um, but even then yeah. on the cover, he was just like calm and be like, peace, I'm getting the fuck no, out. No, he wasn't. He was shouting at them when he did it. He was no, like, he I've, I've had enough of your two-bit Justice League. No, but he wasn't, he didn't have that, ang- he didn't have that yelling face. He was just like, oh. I'm out of here. And he was like, peace. I, no, he was yelling, man. Batman was pissed. I have that issue. I know okay. what the cover looks like, Dave. I'm looking at it now. But, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, he was pissed at the time, so the emotions were running high, Rich. That's what you got to remember, man. You know, and then yeah, but not, again, know. not like this. Maybe it's just an art thing that bothers yeah. me of of him writing it that it's like he's screaming, "Don't kill my puppy" or something like that. They like, they were yeah they they were pretty um at each other's throats in this issue. I agree, and I guess that like if we just take it for what it is, I guess it would have been a challenge. When they're like, oh, Batman's really pissed with the Justice League and he's left and he's not friends with anyone. If you're writing World's Finest, you're like, what? Um, I'm looking at the cover. I've had yeah. enough of your two-bit Justice League. In It's got massive but look, caps. But look at him. But look at him. Does he look well, like someone who is... a side profile. And then he yeah, says... but does he look like someone who is completely overreacting and... He looks pissed. He's got, his, he's got his hand pushing out towards Wonder Woman. And he's got his thumb in the air, like, and from now on, these are my new partners. And he's ditching a a, a thumb towards the outsiders. He's definitely not happy. Um, I hate having different arguments with you. It, well, it's, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is, man. At the end of the day... You, you you talk about me being a politician. I make a statement, and then you find something else to argue about. I'm just looking, man, to win an argument we were never having. Uh, but I, I'm just pointing out what I'm seeing, man. I, like what I'm seeing is he's pissed. He's more angry in the world's finest issue. I do agree. Because, but, but think about it this way. Think about it this way. In like the context of their relationship. In the history of Batman Subban, up until like the early '80s, they were kind of like buddies. So it's a closer relationship that's falling apart. So it's like some of those Just League guys are like colleagues. You know, it's like yeah, he's pissed, but they're colleagues. You know, it's a little bit more personal with Batman and Subban. So hence the arguments are a little bit more, I guess, heated. That's the only thing I can think. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, no. Look, I didn't really pick up too much on that i just know again my limited knowledge of dc i i just know that they kind of tend to um be at it at each other so um yeah i didn't think too much yeah too but much see that's it. that's a thing from the 80s and rich would you agree yeah. prior to the 80s they weren't at each other's throats hardly at all uh yeah they were just they were a bit more snippy yeah i guess mm. but like 
would you agree with me, from the 80s on, especially the mid-80s, they were a lot more antagonistic at times? Yeah, that's yeah. the 80s. That's where yeah. everyone's got to be yeah. a bit more um, hot-headed 80s. Mm. Yeah. You face kind of thing and all that. So they were still... Yeah. They, they were snide and, and they had goes at each other before that. It's just that mm. it was done in a very different way. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, I almost hate to say it, but I have to agree with Ridge that uh, Batman may have gone slightly overboard here, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, name calling between the two greatest crime fighters on the planet, not a good look, you know? No, it's not. not. Look. Well, they almost yeah. end a therapy session, couch <laughs> session. Sit down with the therapist, sort through their problems, you know, because basically it was a fairly petty dispute. Like when you, when you break it down, why Batman left the JLA? The reason was to pump up the new title of the Outsiders in real life. That was that was what he was doing. But like the reason he did it was, it was like someone was in Markovia who was captured and they wouldn't come, and um, the JLA wouldn't invade Markovia to help. And Batman was like, well, I'm leaving. Fuck you. I'm going to do it myself. So it was kind of... I always felt it was a... What do you call it? Like, it was a set-up argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was... I always felt that they were arguing about not much. Um, Like, I'm sure Batman's done plenty of covert actions in his time where he hasn't, like, quit the JLA. You know? Yeah. So. Oh, to be fair, Batman's always quitting the JLA. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know, but this was a major one. Anyway, um... I what did I give this one? I think I gave it a seven. What did you give it, Rich? Uh, this one is a five for me. Five. Well. Um, okay. All right. Now we've got our trade of the week. Uh, Rich, your trade, Lobster Johnson. You want to guide us through? Um, yeah, it's just basically a volume one, I guess, of a character that was created by uh, Mike Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Magnolia. Um, for in the Hellboy universe, uh, it's basically his version of, I guess, like the Batman or the Shadow, or yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the Phantom, very you know, pulp, that sort of very pulp yeah, hero very and all pulp. that sort of stuff. He's got a much bigger um network though, like he has a whole mm-hmm. group of guys working for him, um, or, almost kind of <laughs> like the Shadow, like you know, how, like the Shadow has all those people that he saved or whatever, and he kind of makes them. His lackeys. Um, it's very similar to that, uh, but this this one is a bit more not so much mobsters. He's a bit more Nazi. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, focused yeah. on all that, um, and they were dealing with. Um, so, I thought you might enjoy this. Something to do with Genghis Khan. I loved um, it. Or one of his descendants, or something like that. So, um, and it was kind of trippy uh, in typical Mignola style, like where. Uh, what's his name? Lobster Johnson will be knocked out, and then all of a sudden he's up there in like some snowbound vista. Um, yeah, yeah, so there is magic in this world as well. There's some sort of um magic, mystical force that's going on as well. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of um instances like that as well where, where you kind of like what what is kind of going on there. There's uh, there was that moment where the professor and his daughter is talking to that guy in the is it the VER suit, mm. and um, and he just gets blasted and but there's a picture of him like skeletal, uh, but then he's talking I guess out of body or something. So yeah, there were the moments of like really um, kind of trippy, um, yeah, trippy. Well, I, think yeah. I think the magic is very Eastern magic based, yeah. uh, very similar to like the Shadow, where it's very like Eastern mythology mm. mysticism. Yeah. 
um, not chi, but like spirit sort of based where you can uh, different astral planes, different planes of mm. like just it's very, very, mm. very much in that vein. I like it. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's a bit transdimensional. Um, I had heard a lot about this Lobster Johnson, and I actually have read a fair bit of Hellboy, and I think he does turn up in somewhere, somewhere. There's some Hellboy story that he's definitely in. Um, it was fun to read his kind of like his own book. Um, yeah, and I, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I, I think I read a lot of Ignolia Hellboy all at once, and I got a bit burned out by it. Like, I enjoyed it, but I, I like, had my fill. But it's been years yeah. since I've read it. And I, I, as I was reading, I was like, yeah, man, he really knows what he's doing. Like, these stories are entertaining. I can, I, I, when I read his stuff, I'm always like, I can see why this is so popular, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a very solid kind of introduction. And, um, I guess a little bit different from you, Dave. Mm. I did mention before, like, I was really... Uh, I was looking forward to it. Like, I've always been wanting to read... I've seen Lobster Johnson mm. around. Uh, I've been always meaning to try and pick it up uh, with Magnola. And uh, it makes sense, I guess, that it's part of the Hellboy universe because it, it, it really fit in thematically with mm. it as well. Um, very solid art. The whole thing about, yeah, this magic, but with the Nazis and um, this guy. I love the, the gimmick of... I don't fully understand it, but he's got that lobster insignia that he burns into people's faces yeah um i, I kind of like that little touch um I, at first i thought that his touch kind of withered because the first thing you see is that this that huge monster and he touches it on its face and it like withers into mm. nothing i thought oh, wow this is pretty cool he's got like the death touch um but yeah it's more like a, it seems like it's more like a branding yeah it's, um, it's, like, it's like um exactly it's it, it's his signature kind of move yeah but he's very he's very enigmatic which i find oh, yeah. really intriguing so you you don't get enough of what he can or can't do you just know he's pretty adept with he's, gun a, he's and, a man of few fighting. words is what i described yeah like, yeah you know. and and as rich said um actually i do love that point of difference uh with his network because uh, not only does he have a big network but in this instance, they were all bunched together, like you know, mm. they, they were all in the one room or the one hideout, or when he, they were all kind of standing outside the building as well. Yeah. It's, it's just so weird. Like you get used to someone having a sidekick, but he's got like four or five of these guys yeah. that are just, you know, what do you want us to do, boss? You know, he's got a whole team, and so I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it um you know it, it met my expectations because i i thought mignola would would do something really solid and as you say that he knows exactly what he's doing he knows this sort of stuff uh really well told um yeah not overly written yeah and, oh. and actually i enjoyed the um the little pulpy bits in the middle i was gonna um, mention the, that yeah yeah the articles i love them because that actually built the character up and uh he gives a little reference to uh, guillermo del toro at the end there <laughs> um but i loved how it's like it's it's not all, you know, sunshine and roses. And you know like what? The movie adaptions. In, yeah. in, a, in a comic book like this, sometimes yeah. those written pieces can be a real chore to read. Mm. Um, he yeah. made it very easy to read those. Oh, um, very easy. Like, yeah, but, really but there's something in that. Because do you know what I mean? Like, I read a lot of prose, but often when mm. it comes to the written pieces in comics, I just, my eyes glaze over for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Uh, but like, no, he made it really easy to read. You read them and you were like interested. And because I read one and enjoyed it, I read them all very easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. He gets a lot of praise at times for his artwork. And sometimes I'm left scratching my head a little bit, but I felt here 
it mm. felt more commercial than normal uh, for, for me. Well, it's not drawn by Mike uh, Mignola. Eh? Oh, isn't it? I thought it no. was. No. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> it's a very funny. similar style. It was it's a similar, similar style. style. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely done to be in that same style as, yep. as Hellboy, but um, oh. not yeah. But I, he, I don't think he had time to draw. Like, See, I, I think he didn't want to draw it anymore. That makes sense because you know what? As I was reading it, because I've, as I said, I read a lot of Hellboy. I actually read most of Hellboy. And mm-hmm. I, and I like his artwork, don't get me wrong. But sometimes I like it less than others, you know? And when I was reading this, I was like, well, this seems a little bit more conventional than normal while still having the same underpinnings. And I, and I didn't think much about it. I thought yeah. he must just have tempered his style a little bit. But no, I thought the person then did a good job and they kept it. Uh, Jason Armstrong, I believe it was. Well, oh, Jason okay. Armstrong did a good job because yeah. he he did have his own flavour, but he definitely had a style. Enough that I thought it was Mignola doing a slightly different style, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those books... You read the volume, and it's sort of what I expected. But I was also like pretty intrigued, so I was probably yep. uh, I was expecting probably like a seven. I I I'd, I'd go mm-hmm. close to an eight, frankly. Yep. I I really uh, you know what I will give it eight because really, he, thing with him having read so much of his stuff, he he very rarely lets a side down. He he mm-hmm. might not be the greatest of all time, but he's he's very strong. He's very consistent. And because he's operating his own universe, I always get the feeling like he gives a shit, you know. Yeah. So it's just. I think he should get more credit for the for the Hellboy universe. I think it's actually a fantastic. I agree. Yeah. Um, universe agree. that he's that he's created with very interesting characters. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you, Richard. And and I agree. I feel like it maybe because of the films, people focus on certain aspects. You read it, and like I said, I read it all, or say three quarters of it. It's pretty damn interesting, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. not just. I think some people who don't actually read it think they hear uh, the artist Mike Mignola gets a lot of praise. The art is awesome, but there's also a good story, you know. Yeah. And here, yeah. I, I feel he gives you a meat and potatoes story, but with the artwork and everything else, you know, it's a good, solid. This is a story. This is a trade that you could give to, like, say, a twelve-year-old and go knock yourself out, kid. Mm. enjoy you know yeah well it's it's such a shame you've got all these companies that want to have their own cinematic universe and i'm like there's uh. one literally right here yeah <laughs> yeah you could get the rights for it all the characters are already divided up into mm. franchises for you yeah true yeah yeah oh mm. yeah I, th- I think i think there are like just different measures of success you know um you can you have those comics or graphic novels that you know like a watchman or whatever um and they're seen as you know your top tier comics as well but i think equally su- successful are those comics that um build that world which mcnola has a, like a universe has created enough interesting characters he, like yeah. you can you can actually you can you can tell like when i say mcnola universe every one of us knows it gets a tone of what that universe is like and i think that's testament to um, you know, the success of, of actually implementing that universe. Um, but interesting characters as well. Yeah, I, I give it more of a seven and a half as well and something I'll definitely dive back into. Mm. Uh, it just, it's such an easy read, and I mean that in the best way. Like, it's it's so fun, enjoyable. Um, it's yeah. rich. It's a rich read, I felt, as well. It, it, the mm. visuals are great. Ray, have you read much or any Hellboy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't read, like, all of it, but um, I was into it back in the 90s as well, and... Mm. 
Um, I, you know, uh, yeah, I, I read a fair bit of it. I, I tell you uh, so. what I did, I, and I'll never forget this. You remember when the first movie came out, like with um, I forget his name, the, the Ron guy Pullman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Okay, so when that came out, um, and and believe you me, I was not cool enough to be collecting the kind of Hellboy comics when they're coming out. You know, I would have known the name, and that's it. Anyway, so the the movie came out, and I think I bought a DVD that had like the, a comic in it. Of some okay. sort, like a, a, it yeah. was like a a short story comic, you know, like so it was like a one and done, but it wasn't even like a long comic anyway. So I read it, and I was mm-hmm. like, and I re- and I didn't know anything about Hellboy whatsoever, and I watched mm-hmm. it, and, and I read the comic, and I was like, watch the movie, and I enjoyed it, and then I read the comic, and I was like, this is actually really good. Yeah. Um, it was it was far better than I expected. I, I in my own head, I thought it was a really you know those comics, they're kind of mediocre and they have a movie? Mm. That's what I thought it was. And okay. then I read it and I was like, well, this seems good. Much better than I expected. Mm. And then I bought like um, uh, the like the first trade or something. And yeah. I was like, hmm, interesting. Right at the beginning, John Byrne co-writes the very first one. And I was like, yeah, it seems interesting. Um, and then I read the second one when Magnolia takes over, and I was like, oh. And I got really hooked, like, really quickly. Mm. It was a real yeah. – you know how they're always like, oh, how can we convert a movie person to the comics, you know? Mm. And it just uh, yeah, so yeah. happened that I did get massively converted from reading this – he did a special short story for the first movie, which, which came with – it either came in, I forget if if Kings sold it like for free, maybe actually, or um, I gave it away, or it came with a DVD. I can't remember, but what I do remember is reading it, and it was like, it wasn't like the world's greatest story, but it was just really competent, and I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, it seems so much more interesting than what I expected, you know? Yeah, that's when it pays to like have the movie. Um, be kind of accurate to the comic, you know, going that way that you've done. Like you've you've seen the movie go back as well. I remember like watching the movie coming out and going, "Yeah, this is like I'm happy with this adaptation." It was it was quite it got it seemed to get the essence of of Hellboy. So yeah, it, it certainly pays to have both of them working together because for you, your interest was um, affirmed. You know, when yeah. you got the comics and Absolutely. it's like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. And and um, then you realize quickly once you start reading his stuff that those yeah. movies only scratch the surface of what he's mm. doing in that world you know yeah I, I i love that it's that mix of pulpiness but it's kind of like that um indiana jones touches on it yes. you know that kind of 100%. pulpiness but with that mystical or sense of magic 100 um, percent. there is definitely a razor lost dark vibe in a fair yeah. bit of his stuff he plays a lot in the comics from memory with a lot of european eastern european myths and stuff like it's pretty trippy. It's 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 yeah. more tri- it's more trippy than I expected. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. in a good way. And um, eh, I've not read ever BRPD, even though I had all those hardcovers, right? That I sold of that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's right. but I've never actually. I don't think I've ever read an issue. But I imagine that that is kind of more of the same. You know, quality yeah. wise. I know a lot of it's, people rate it highly. Yeah, it seems consistent. Like if Lobster Johnson. Um, shows as well that he, he consistently hits that mark and that kind of tone uh then yeah i wouldn't be surprised if brpd and be, and lobster know. johnson um definitely turns up in some hellboy flashback or something i recall and then he got his own spin-off you know episode uh, okay so it, cool. there is a hellboy 
Somewhere along the line, out of the many Hellboy comics I read, there was a Lomster Johnson kind of cameo is the best word to describe it. Yeah. And right. I think it was popular um, with readers, and then he sort of, like, fleshed it out. Um, yeah, yes, for, that, is, that is correct. He, it was like a cameo of, like, the past. Like, a, yes. it was a flashback with the past, and yep. he was there, and, and yeah, and even, everyone was just like, oh, what an interesting character. You know, it's a character that, that's probably why he didn't even care about the name or anything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he had yeah. a claw and stuff, and he's like, ah, oh, whatever, it's just a, you know, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a nothing, it's a throwaway character, and of course, just like with Boba Fett, people just like latched onto it and were like, what, inter- you know, that looked interesting and all that sort of stuff, so. He's mm. um, yeah. he, got, he, he, he had something new come out recently that I think was only a two-parter, though, it was called Radio Spaceman. Wow. Um, uh, which looks like another, uh, it looks more of a sci-fi bent to his right sort of horror okay. weird um it's, it's more of a, a space one so um i'd check that out at some point yeah yeah um yeah no i'm giving it eight ray what did you give it 7.5 uh seven and a half yeah yeah rich where are you yeah that's an eight out of ten for me too uh, yeah. just really really enjoyable felt very pulpy yeah um uh just fantastic read it, it went at a very good pace mm. like you know it's one of those things where you're almost like oh shit i'm finished yeah, yeah. Um, done. You know, you're like, oh, about... I thought, thought it would take me most of the day to read it. You know, because some yeah. people feel like that. There's oh, some books God, we've, yeah. we've read where oh, I've got, I've Jesus. read like 20 pages and I go, okay, I'm going to stop for a while. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah. feeling myself oh, drift yeah. and I'm not paying attention. But this yeah. one, I would, I read it, I think, in an hour and I was just like, yeah. oh, crap, I've read it already. It was so easy to read and, and it wasn't, no, it wasn't bad in the sense that there was no dialogue. It was just really good. I, um, how about that tip of the hat to the Phantom as well? I love that. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, in the article, it, this uh, yes. this other actor kind of dresses up as Lobster Johnson. Yeah, it was really good. No, it was, it was excellent. Um, well, look, I mean, big show, huge show, episode 299. Uh, next show will be 300. We're having a week off, um, just preparing, really. Uh, Ray, you're more than welcome on our 300th, by the way. Oh, uh, we'd, lo- we'd love to have you, man. Uh you're available i know you've got a busy schedule yeah, i know you've got 17 shows going you know <laughs> no, no no happy to jump on if you'll have me just oh, um yeah you, yeah of course keep you the just, door open you just got to remember to back me a bit more on these kind of like it's great it's good to have a deal breaker rich would you agree it's good to have a swinging vote that we can kind of if we're locked in at one all you know i think it's fantastic i think you just want a swing vote to your way i sure do i sure do <laughs> Some cash may change hands uh, between now and three hundred. Uh, oh wow! Right. How how Brendan Fraser of you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on Brendan Fraser. I, I'm all out of energy. You know what? You know what? I'm going to say something. Let the guy do what he wants. Like fuck it. Like who am I to stand in his way? Like well, you know. you're the only one who has a problem with him. So yeah, you know what? You, you know what? Well, we're tired, Dave. Now I'm so tired. He, he I, you know I'm tired. Let, let, let him. Like fuck it. I'm not even going to make any more anti Brendan Fraser comments. Let, let let the media pump him up, and apparently we all have to pretend it's the world's greatest. You don't have actor. to pay attention, Dave. You don't even have to agree with. Did him. you hear that last part? Apparently, we all just have to pretend he's the world's greatest actor, and <laughs> you know, that's all we have to do. If that's all it takes, if it's if I'm if I'm you know sadly pass away at some point, I'm heading up towards heaven, and I go, no, I'm part of the British Fraser fan crew. Just let me through. You know, I was part of the Actually, fucking comeback. He was he was actually really good in that remake of. Um, Bedazzled. <laughs> yeah, he was actually. Yeah. Was it called that? That actually showed a bit of his 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 acting chops because he he had to play different. Um, he had to play like a a Mexican drug lord. Oh. And he had to play a, a dumb jock basketball player. Then he had to play like a a sensitive 
like the sunset makes him cry. <laughs> oh. the, um, Is that the one with Liz Hurley? Yes, yeah, 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 that's the one where she plays the devil. Yeah, mm. he was he was actually really good in that. Oh, I must I, I, I must it. say he was he was actually quite funny in that. I enjoyed Liz Hurley a lot in that as well. Actually, <laughs> of course you did. To me, I enjoyed that film, uh, probably for different reasons. I, I don't actually remember much about Brendan Fraser. I recall Liz Hurley, very fetching <laughs> in that film. Um, yeah, look, obviously we're on um, Patreon. Obviously you should be supporting the show. If you made it this far, I think you owe it to yourself. For a little as the price of a cup of coffee, you can support the show, uh, support all my bad habits. Uh, I've got this cocaine thing that's spiralled out of control. I need funding. <laughs> Um, you know, mortgage repayments. Uh, Richard needs his protection money. There's a lot of stuff going on. Gambling, gambling. <laughs> Who could forget the gambling? Who could forget uh, that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm okay with the gambling. I only do with my life now. Uh, yeah, I'm down <laughs> at the track. I'm on. I'm in digital. I'm. I'm everywhere. All at once. Just like when Michelle's like, "You're not even here." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not. I've got a thousand things <laughs> rattling around in this head. I'm, I'm back out there in Iraq." Um, yeah, support the show. Um, Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Plenty of exclusive content. More coming up. Uh, Rich, you're due actually for a Signal of Doom soon. I believe you did have a choice. Some Japanese movie, of course. Well, I, uh, I do want to watch it. I am, I am concerned that uh, you are going to fall asleep. I'm though. sure I will. If I had to watch it now, I sure would. I mean, could... Can I, can I going to say something to, to both of you? It's like people? almost four hours long. Oh, fuck me. Oh, gosh, like, dude, wow. come on. I'm going to say something now. I'm going to say something now. I'm the emperor. Seriously, pick something of a reasonable length that modern audience will actually but, care dude, about. Dude, it's, it's, like, it's like one of the greatest movies ever made. It's in that list of like is pure it? cinema. Yeah, but like what you've got to understand is I'm a very, very lazy viewer by this point in my life. Is there subtitles? Yes or no? Yes. That's a huge minus. Um, Because, you know the reason for that? Because I get tired and sleepy, and sometimes I just like to close the eyes and let it wash over me. And subtitles, I I, I don't speak the language, you know? Uh, Anyway, so what was the film called, Rich? Uh, uh, Ran, R-A-N. Ran, never heard of it. Um, It's the Akira Kurosawa movie that's based on um, a Shakespearean play. There you go, Dave. <laughs> Do you want to sub in for that fucking... What? The, it's okay, Dave. Fucking... What? Richard, are you, you kidding? It's not even Samurais? Yeah, it's uh. set in feudal Japan. But it's... You know how The Magnificent Seven is yes. Seven Samurai? Mm, this is yes. basically a samurai movie, but he is basing it on... Um, uh, what is it? Um... Hamlet? Uh, King Lear. King Lear. It's based on um, King Lear. I like King Lear. I mean, uh, okay, yeah. well. Uh, is that really your choice? Run. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> uh, look, uh, look, that might. Uh, all I can say is, Rich, enjoy that choice because that may be the last one you get for a while. Um, the <laughs> shape... I'm just saying it's a, it's a classic, mate. Oh, yes. So what? Like, so's fucking Gone with the Wind. I don't want to watch that either, you know? And so's. Yeah, but that's boring. It doesn't have big battle scenes and people. Killing each other and betraying each other, and you know, there's a I lot of that you, in it. I tell you, okay, I tell you something I do enjoy. Um, uh, ever seen Al Pacino and Looking for Richard? Because Al Pacino is really into Richard the Third, um, the, nice. the Shakespeare play. Oh, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Like, you know, um, is that the winter of our discontent and all that kind of stuff? I love all that kind of stuff. Just snippets, 
You know, it's and Shakespeare, um, sorry, Shakespeare, Pacino plays it in the Central Park. So he puts together, oh, oh, he puts okay. together a like. So okay, so he's he's writing high. It's the early nineties. Pacino, you know, the actor's actor. He's putting together a sort of community, like a theater group. Kevin Spacey's there, like all these theater people, like really well known theater people. He hires, and he's gonna. He, I think he's directing it, and he's gonna do the play in the Central Park for free. And it's really interesting. And they go into the history of of it a bit and stuff, and the and the battling that's going on between some pretty big egos at the table. Um, and Pacino is directing it all. It's actually a really interesting movie, Looking for Richard. Um, I want to say that... Uh, what's his name? Ian McKellen? Sir Ian McKellen? I think he played... I think he does a Richard III movie as well. I think it's him. Um, he, he does a good Richard III movie. I think it's him. It might be Patrick Stewart, but I think it's Ian McKellen. Um, like I don't mind a bit of that kind of stuff, but once we start saying it's Japanese, it's got subtitles. I bet it's in black and white. Is oh, it in black and white? No, it's not black and white. It's color. Oh, it's, only hours, it's only two hours and forty-two minutes. Oh, oh well, well, thank fuck. Four hours is a bit. Jesus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in. You know what? Thank God it's in color as well, because <laughs> we did. By the way, we did yeah. once upon a time in the West. And as I was saying to my dad, everyone like says this is the greatest western of all time. Blah blah blah. We watched it. I've watched so many. Like it's it's a decent movie. I've watched mm. so many westerns that are so much better than Once Upon a Time in the West. Like I could mm. name twenty westerns that are better. You know, like these. Sometimes these these critics are just so far up their own asses that it's unbelievable. Um, give me Vera Cruz over Once Upon a Time in the West. Give me the Magnificent mm. Seven. Give me Tombstone. Give me Unforgiven. Yes. You know, yes. like I, I'm a scratching the surface. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Like, and yet, Rich, remember when we did it? Like, I'm like all these critics. Like this movie was hard to understand, frankly. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay. You we, might want to go back and listen to the show you did because you're do? completely changing your tune now. So. Well, yeah, things change. You know. They have young Fair young enough. guns. Young guns. <laughs> Great film. Great film. <laughs> and Young Guns too as well, while you're at and it. Young Guns too, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you say I'm changing my tune. Hey, by the way, Rich, this is the thing. Memory's faulty, you know? Your memory is certainly <laughs> faulty. My memory's <laughs> hopeless. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I'm remembering a rant I was giving my dad at Christmas about it, and he agreed with me, so I'm going with that now. So maybe we should have recorded that, me and my dad destroying Once Upon a Time in the West. And saying how, yeah, saying how much we preferred almost every other West we've ever seen. Red River, there's a movie. Red River. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, I guess, what your yeah, criteria brother. is, though, because well, are, there better, are there better cowboy movies? Yes. Okay. Are there better <laughs> shot movies with better subjects? Not that many, so... The Searchers? The Searchers? Yeah, I didn't say there wasn't. I said not that many, Dave. Once again, you throw out one fucking example and you think of Microsoft, I've won the argument. I was pretty proud of myself when I said it too. All right, um, Ray, thanks for being on here for the seventeenth hour show. Uh, um, no worries. Where can Love we? It. Where can listeners, if they need to find you desperately and need to find <laughs> all your shows, where are they and what can they do? Uh, best way to do is check me out on Twitter at Ray Ray Pod R E Y R E Y Pod. Uh, same Monica on Facebook. Uh, yeah, just connected to all the shows I do there. Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast, To Know Her Is To Fear Her, a Spider Woman podcast, and uh, Predator and Prey, 
Mm. Yeah, Ucha podcast. And uh, I'm on there once a month on Capes uh, with uh, Lucky Phil. Uh, and me. For Scarlet Spider. Yes, and yes. Dave as well. Yeah, yeah, we we do end of the month. That's good. Um, we enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I, I find Dave, you and I are more like, I mean, <laughs> it, it is Phil's show, right? So it's, course, we're, yeah. we're more ge- guests on that. Absolutely. But, uh, we are regulars there. So, yeah. We love it. We love joining yeah. Phil for that. That's that's always a good time. Phil just sits back and records. He's just relaxed. He hits it back at like past midnight and we're off and running. It's we're it's fun. Running. We're just blazing. <laughs> Rich, where can we find you? Can we find you? I don't think we can. No. no impossible. I am the Unabomber. The Unabomber. I mean, seriously, you, you can't make those comments. You know, like, <laughs> no, seriously, if the FBI arrested you for it, I wouldn't I wouldn't complain. I'd be like, he deserved there it. No, there is no FBI here in Australia. They can still come and arrest you, though. That's the thing. Mm, if they did, no, they, if no, they, they did, can't. and they were like, can you speak to his character? I'm like, well, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, like, but I, I'll be like, but I need him for the show, so bring it. I do like that you think that you're the only person that can speak for me. Like, yeah. that's it. I, that's Dave's it. not going to speak for me. I'm fucked. Yeah, you're done. No, I, I know I'd say, actually, I, you know what? I need him for the show, so let him out, like, with a warning or something. Slap on the wrist. You know, maybe confiscate, I don't know, a console or something. Confiscate what? I don't live online. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. I mean, I'm online. I don't know if I live online. I'm on it. I'm still waiting hey, for a response all, from that. Show. All I know is I don't live online. I'm not sitting here getting angry about <laughs> actors having a comeback because I live online and <laughs> constantly push down my throat. I don't even know what you're talking about. All I know is, oh, Brent Fraser's okay. He's got a movie out for the first time in like fucking 100 years. That's nice. That's all I know. You're the one losing your shit because you live online. But that was the two hours ago, Dave. This Dave doesn't care. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, look. As far as I'm concerned, the guy can drive it a fucking river. When you do the, sh- when you finally do the show, once you start getting into it, it's like you touch grass. Yeah. Uh, look. As far as I'm concerned, he could drive in a river tomorrow, and I couldn't care less. He, he you know, he could win an Academy Award. I'm not going to stand yeah, up Dave, and clap. You, you can't say things. Like no, that. but he could win the Academy Award. I'm not going to stand up and clap. But you know, I'm not going to boo him. You know, my reaction from now on for him is going to be total apathy. Well, I was going to say two hours ago, you would have booed him and set him on fire. <laughs> well, I think that's wrapped it up for tonight. We think we've said enough of Brent fucking Frazier and his comeback, which actually is bullshit, but anyway. Um, all right. <laughs> on that note, on that happy note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Good night. Great show, guys. Great show. Great show.